Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to part two of a three-part podcast. The other parts are available on your podcast feed right now. We wanted to upload this as one chunk, but our podcast host has size limitations. Time codes are in the show notes of this episode for when we discuss each film and when our guests are on. Enjoy. Alright, so next up, Richard, we've got Barbie in A Christmas Carol, and I'll get this out of the way now. This is our second franchise in a row in which a, an entry has adapted A Christmas Carol after the Muppets, which is, has this ever yeah. happened before? Has it ever been like something this exact and this soon after? Mm, the, this specific, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> So this saw William Loud return to the director's chair um, and is, I guess, our second Barbie movie to not have a Wikipedia page, which is pretty interesting out of all the movies. It's the one that's based on a Charles Dickens story that doesn't have the Wikipedia yeah. page. Um, can you guess the audience score for this movie? I'll give you a clue. It's not a very funny number. 68. 68. Audience score, no critic score. And can you tell me <laughs> what is Barbie's A Christmas Carol about? um so it's about again we we're treated to the um storytelling bookend of the film and th- is this the one with um this is with kelly um well, she, so kelly doesn't want to go to christmas yeah. <laughs> um uh doesn't want to go to a christmas eve ball so barbie tells her the story of eden starling um who is um uh she's a member of this dance troupe in victorian england england no a um she's a singer um yeah an opera singer and she's uh yeah a real a real cantankerous woman um (laughs) and uh doesn't like christmas she is visited in the night by three spirits which show her the ghost of christmas past no, they, they, a spirit says this is the ghost of Christmas past. Christmas past, meet Eden Starling. <laughs> I'll let them take it from here. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> um, showed them Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. It's a Christmas Carol. And then, uh, yeah, she learns the error of her ways and vows to, uh, you know, be good at Christmas from here on out. And <laughs> then, when it returns to the modern day, it's implied that Eden Starling is a is a. Um, ancestor of kelly and barbay barbay um and at the end of the credits so we haven't talked about this but at the end of the credits of each barbie movie it has a little quote that it attributes to barbie which summarizes the the theme of really oh yeah um this one says didn't know about any of this one says keep the magic of christmas in your heart all year round and i was like fuck off i'm not gonna keep the magic of christmas in my heart and like March, you know, <laughs> like, why would it do that? That's not well, the no, time. I don't th- like, 
<laughs> you know what she means. Ah, uh, I thought that on the surface, a gender-swapped version of A Christmas Carol is not an entirely uninteresting, you know, way well, to Well, I mean, go. it's A Christmas Carol. It's like, it's yeah. the bare bones of a story. It's like, yeah, it doesn't even feel like you need to specify that it's gender-swapped, you know? Hmm. Yeah. The problem with this movie, however... Is that the lead is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like with all Barbie adaptations, it deviates from the original text. And in the case of A Christmas Carol, like, I don't think you should. With, you know, Princess and the Pauper, sure. Deviate all you want. I couldn't give a shit. With, With this, I thought it ruined the story. And for example... There was no Jacob Marley. No, well, that's no. There's an uh, an evil auntie though. That's in place of of Jacob Marley. Um, for oh, the, the what? <laughs> Nothing. Continue. Um, for example, the existentially terrifying ghost of Christmas yet to come segment is significantly changed. So, in the original story, as we saw in the Muppet Christmas Carol, the original text um <laughs> scrooge is well it is it is narrated by charles dickens yeah yeah so. scrooge is essentially told you're gonna fucking die and no one cares about you you know mm. um and so eden is not shown that she will be dead and forgotten um in the not too distant future but only that she's poor and has fallen out of the limelight and her bff has become famous and horrible um and presumably this was done to avoid focusing on death in a kids movie but there's already ghosts in the movie first of all and i don't know i i understand why but i'd actually argue that the original message that if you're a ho- if you're horrible all your life no one will care when you die is such a powerful message and is easily understood by kids um, and I was disappointed that they they made that a child friendly yeah. alternative. I don't know. I also feel like you know, obviously they're not going to have her die. You have to see it on screen. She could die off screen. But um, that this this character as well, talking about like like the kid friendly thing, that Eden Starling isn't played by Barbie. Yeah. Um, and so like like because normally, yeah, it's like you have Barbie and then Barbie plays that character. It's the the protagonist is voiced by Kelly Sheridan, and to me that felt like they didn't want to show Barbie being. I agree. Like the Scrooge it's, at the start. Of it's it. the same thing. It's like with Kermit. Um, why Kermit wasn't Scrooge, even though that's the obvious um maybe analogy when you're first developing the story is make the main character should be the main character um but yeah she mm. she doesn't play the scrooge character and i it reminded me of how they didn't want to commit to her as tarzan and island princess either it's like they barbie has a brand and they don't want to portray barbie as scrooge you know i mean the yeah. this she looks a lot like barbie um yeah. And so the the you can still buy the doll and presume it's Barbie, um, but yeah, this marks the second film after mm. Mariposa, oh. where the protagonist is similar looking to Barbie but not Barbie and voiced by a different person. Yeah, well, because also this one is um, like Barbie in a Christmas Carol, whereas we actually haven't talked about this film yet. But, but Barbie. It doesn't always say Barbie in. No. There's Barbie presents yes, that's coming the next up, one. Um, which which avoids it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it, it, like even if it was Barbie's A Christmas Carol, you know. But the fact that this is Barbie in, it's mm. like, well, you know, she is in it. Um. But I was gonna say, like, are all is is it one of those things like Muppets where so you buy an Eden Starling doll, mm. 
that is that still technically a Barbie in the same way that Oscar the Grouch is a Muppet, but he isn't one of the Muppets. Yeah, or like how um, in the southern states of America, every soft drink is a Coke, you know? Pepsi is a Coke in, in like, Georgia. Right. You know, you'd, you'd refer... And if you were in Atlanta and you went to a restaurant and they asked you what you wanted to drink, you'd say, what Cokes do you have? Do you have any sources to back this up? Uh, I knew a guy from Atlanta who told me this anecdote several times. <laughs> <laughs> so it may only be one source, but it is a source told to me multiple times. It may times. just be one guy. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, no, I, th- I think it like, you, that, that is what it is though, right? Like you have Barbies. Yeah. You have a- Barbie dolls. It's the, it's the brand, yeah. yeah. Um, so what did I think of this film? Thanks for asking. I... Um, it's interesting watching like a Christmas Carol, and even when it's like you know the worst possible. <laughs> like we, we we talked about in uh, we talked to the Muppets episode about there's like a joke in the Simpsons in the Simpsons episode you saw that said like about how everything does a, a version of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, but and so it's it's a very overdone thing. But man, it gets me every time. Eh, like. Seeing uh, a character see their future and realize that they need to change their ways, it gets to me. And it might just be that it's so deeply ingrained in me, Michael Caine's beautiful performance as Ebenezer Scrooge in um, Muppet's Christmas Carol, um, that, you know, it it, it harkens back to that. So when Eden Starling is realizing um, what's going on, it it still gets to me because I, I still feel that same emotional impact. Um, and also, Eden Starling is a fantastic name for a protagonist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not like, not as good it, as Ebenezer like, Scrooge, but <laughs> well, Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge is like it, no one's actually named that, yeah, but yeah. it's now it's such a, it's such a Dickensian name, mm. um, like Martin Chuzzlewit, yeah, um, which the cat Chuzzlewit is named after, but. Um, the, the cat from the film, not just... You know, everyone knows this famous cat, Chuzzlewit. You know, the cat! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Eden Starling is like... The uh, same initials, I guess, as Ebenezer Scrooge is probably the, why they come up with it. But it just, yeah, just, it, it feels like a name. It feels like a celebrity name. Yeah, no, it does. Or, um... Because Starling is Clarice's surname in Silence of the Lambs. So I'm thinking like a, yeah. a famous protagonist, you know, like an iconic protagonist, Eden Starling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, what did you think of the characterization of the ghost of Christmas past? Because this felt like it deviated from the original as well. Or at least what um, I know of the original, which is the Muppets. Yeah. Because uh, uh, she, she, she was very... She's like youthful, hyperactive. Right? I would describe. Yeah, it. well, I think I think like it's it's one of those things like you you give a very vague post it to someone and say, oh, we're doing Muppet Christmas, we're doing Christmas Carol. It's just so like synonymous <laughs> for me that I can't. But um, you you say, okay, this is the personality of the three ones, um, and it like Muppet Christmas Carol and. Barbie and a Christmas Carol could have both got in the same post at night. Yeah, I get I, I just oh, they're, they're young. I think that that the ghost of Christmas past needs to be reserved and quiet and mystical because the ghost of Christmas present is they're essentially the same character in this film. It's just one they look different. Like, but yeah. they're both hyperactive, boisterous characters, and then um the ghost of Christmas still to come is um like a 
a grandmother type character. Yeah. I was hoping it would be like I was hoping the the merchandise for this film um would just be like Grim Reaper Barbie. <laughs> like like we've been mm-hmm. giving guests the what Barbie looked like the imagine someone got guests like Grim Reaper Barbie. She it's her job to ferry souls to the underworld, but that doesn't mean she can't do it in style. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, there is not really any interesting merchandise for this film other than that fun joke i just made up then um and there is also no dumb imdb trivia for this film but i did find another dumb thing just researching the internet was it your own face it was my own face good night everybody um no it was a song that you've heard multiple times we've only heard once uh, excuse um, me i've been editing this episode i've heard it true. a thousand times now <laughs> it goes this is a this is a barbie theme song for a barbie movie um come on let's all do it together it's time to cult it's time to cult some popture which is very hard to say in a new zealand accent but in carlisle's um english accent i think it- it's time to cult some popture <laughs> it's time isn't to it cult some popture. he sounds like one of those villains it's me carlisle <laughs> it's me the villain in every third barbie movie who talks like this um yeah no i found a this was on the Barbie wiki. It says Amazon released a promotional radio interview. Uh, I did see this and I thought it was fantastic. Ba- Barbie talks about her holiday movie. Um, so I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I looked it up. It's it's essentially a an, an interview, a radio interview where someone from Amazon is like, all right, and I'm talking to Barbie. And then Kelly Sheridan responds with like a very clearly like scripted um, response. Um, and, and I listened to the start of it and she incorrectly explains that she plays Eden Starling in the movie, which... Kelly Sheridan doesn't play Eden Starling, and Barbie does not play Eden Starling either. (laughs) So it, like, gets some real basic promotional material wrong in a really interesting way because it's like, this is Kelly Sheridan who knows she didn't play Eden Starling saying she didn't. Do you, um, the the transcript for the interview is on the Barbie Wikipedia page. Mm. We could do a little bit of role play if you wanted to. Okay, I'll just pull it up. Um, do you want to play Barbie or Leah the Leah Withersby? Um, I'm going to be Leah Withersby because my voice is hoarse, and that is the less talking. Um, all right, so this is from the Amazon. Uh, it's not very long. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours long. All right, <clears throat> this is Leah Withersby from Amazon.com, and I'm speaking with performer and fashion icon Barbie. Barbie, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Well, congratulations. You have a new Christmas movie out. What is Barbie in a Christmas Carol about? Well, Barbie in a Christmas Carol is a remake of the classic Charles Dickens story filled with cherished Christmas carols, fabulous fashions, and lots of laughs. In the movie, I play Eden Starling, a glamorous singer in Victorian London theatre who uh, doesn't understand the meaning of Christmas. She then meets three spirits who teach her the joy of uh, giving is the true meaning. Teacher, that the joy of giving is the true meaning. <laughs> okay, um, so is this the f- <laughs> yeah? You're like, surely he's read this wrong. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so is this the first movie? Is this the first Christmas movie you've ever starred in? This movie is very special to me because it's my first holiday movie ever. That's not true uh, either. What? That cracks. 
kicker is all of this 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 interview is full of lies patent lies <laughs> Continue. Uh, what most people do, uh, may not know is that since I started my acting career, I've started in 14 movies. Not true. And I know that everyone will love Barbie and a Christmas Carol. It has a wonderful holiday message, helping others, and is a movie the whole family can enjoy every holiday season. So this is the cognizance to say I've starred in roughly the amount of movies that there are. But the first one is like... As much of a holiday movie as this one. Mm. That's insane. The, the, and Kelly Sheridan, what are you doing? If we ever get in contact with her, this is the first question I'm asking. This obscure radio interview <laughs> that you wouldn't remember if it wasn't transcribed by a 12-year-old girl on the Barbie wiki. Why did you say so many <laughs> mistruths in it? This is fake news, Richard. This is fake news. <laughs> Trump just got just stopped being president today, and this is no, fake he news. didn't. Isn't it? No, is it, he's got uh, about 10 hours left in his presidency. What's he going to do? Nine and a half, not, nine hours and 29 minutes left of a presidency at time of recording. What do you think is going to happen in the season, the series finale of, of Trump? Well, you know about his big list of pardons, uh, I didn't read which it. I'm sure everyone will know. Huh? I didn't read it. Maybe it'll... If- uh, no, but what, like, I, I, it, last I checked, it wasn't released. It probably has been now. But um, yeah, he was like pardoning little Lil Wayne and... Um, and Joe Exotic from Tiger King was convinced that he's a pardon. He may have been, um, but like, yeah, word on the street was, but they had this massive fucking limo, like waiting, ready to go, like waiting for like 12 hours, ready to take Joe Exotic home from prison. Um, <laughs> ex- waiting for this pardon. Let, let's check if he was. I, just I heard he wasn't. Accurate. I heard he wasn't was the last, that was the one piece of information I knew. I don't understand why Joe Exotic and, and Donald Trump are. Oh, he didn't. He didn't get one. That's so funny. God, that's so sad. He also didn't pardon Rudy Giuliani, but I don't know why he would have to. Um, should we keep reading through this this pack of lies that is the <laughs> Barbie promotional? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so what what was your favorite part of the movie? It's hard to choose just one part. Sorry, sorry, Barbie. I just I need to focus on the fact that not only do they know that there's there's roughly 13, 14 movies, um, and they've said that, that none of them have been a Christmas movie. The question asked is specifically, is this the first Christmas movie you've ever started? They didn't have to ask that. That's a pretty strange question to to include in this. So they <laughs> they like walk themselves into it. Um, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I'm going to drop the accent. Just um, should we drop the whole thing? Is it? <laughs> We're only halfway through. Uh, well, okay. There is. Um, uh, if you want to skip down to um, uh, Leah Withers- Withersby's third to last line, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a good place to okay to 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 do. So you've starred in so many movies. Is it possible to pick a favorite film you've starred in? It is hard to choose one, but right now my favorite, of course, is Barbie and a Christmas Carol. I loved getting in the Christmas spirit and playing Eden Starling. Wrong again! Um, (laughs) Imagine an interviewer just doing that. Um... And getting to wear beautiful costumes. One of my other favorite movies is Barbie and the Diamond Castle because I got to star in it with my best friend, Teresa. That, I think, is less a testament to how the Barbie brand values Diamond Castle and more that they came out in the same year. So they're like, let's try promote the mo- the other most yeah. recent film. Um, 
And then a little tease for the the next little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a good segue, actually. Um, mm. Do you have any new movies coming out soon? Yes, I'm very excited about my new movie coming out next year, Barbie Presents Thumbelina. It's about a tiny girl named Thumbelina who lives in a magical hidden world of Twillabies. Thumbelina and her friends set out on an adventure to save their home and prove that the smallest people can make the biggest difference. Make sure to keep an eye out for it this spring. Thank you, Barbie. And one last question. Um, are there any going to be any uh, famous New Zealand guest stars um, to, to talk about Thumbelina maybe 15 years in the future? <laughs> um, there is. I, 15 I'm years so sorry. I know we've gotten a um, – we've, we've, we've lined ourselves up with a segment Oh, now, no. Have... <laughs> it's never been as smooth as that. What? What do you have to say? Uh, okay. Um there's the demigods and shadow hunters tumblr i don't know we just wanted to let you know that that this episode is sponsored by raid shadow legends and (laughs) (laughs) g fuel um so um this is a ranking of um the top 10 gayest barbie movies um okay number one is the diamond castle this is from two movies ago this isn't even the christmas carol all right no keep going no okay okay this a, a diamond castle is number one and you'll be happy to know your your favorite, your um, Princess and the Pauper, is number two. Barbie and a Christmas Carol did make the top ten. It made it. It came in at number nine. So let me just say, I did not like this movie, but it was still rather gay, considering that Eden Starling, in brackets, Barbie's main motivation and anchor towards toward the good is her friend Catherine. Their dynamic was, to me, the only saving grace this movie had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um and uh Fairytopia Mermaidia was number seven. I think that's on M uh yeah, that's the only ones that we've seen that made the top ten. So there's still, you know, a little bit of uh diversity to come. And look, even if um, the next film we've got to talk about isn't especially gay, our guest star is one of the hosts of a queer-focused podcast, meaning that you're getting a trio of... the. This is the, the, the gayest part of the podcast. <laughs> the gayest <laughs> part of the 15-hour podcast. And you're right, still, you're still in the middle of it. So let's march forward and embrace it further. Yeah. Okay, we are back. We're back from, um, if you're listening to this in parts, maybe you had a break between now and the last film. Um, if you did, if imagine if someone's listening to this in one 15-hour go. That's, that's what I expect. <laughs> that's what I expect of our loyal listeners. <laughs> um, loyal enough to already dedicate enough time to listening to all of it at all. Um, and to, we're going to talk about uh, Barbie Presents Thumbelina. And to join us for this segment of the show, we have one of the stars of Thumbelina. Um, it's Mr. Mole. Hello, Mr. Mole slash <laughs> Eli Matthewson, Hello. Uh, New Zealand comedian and host of the Male Gaze podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I have a storied history with Thumbelina. I performed at the Malt House in Christchurch in, I'm going to say, 2007 as Mr. Wow. Mole. 
Um, and I've got to say, I was pretty offended at the um, <laughs> diversions this story took, which basically was not Thumbelina. Mm. Well, yeah. That... Apart from her name, there was nothing nothing to do with Thumbelina. <laughs> There's not even Mr. Mole. No. There's not even a Mr. Mole. The famous um, pedophile who abducts um, <laughs> <laughs> and grooms Thumbelina in the kids' play. <laughs> I, I'm actually very unfamiliar with um, the original Thumbelina. I, I, could, I made uh, educated guesses that Barbie Presents Thumbelina was not an accurate retelling, but I couldn't tell you where it diverted other than it's probably not set in modern day, I imagine. I'll yeah. tell you the main thing. At the end of Thumbelina, the, the story, she then grows wings and can fly. And that is the climax. Right. And then this version, Thumbelina is flying within two bloody seconds. <laughs> Not only that, she like invents flying and then is like mm. very good at it very quick. And mm. it's, it is kind of cute. They use like flower petals as their wings, like sort of makeshift gliders. I thought that was I, d- I did that like that, yeah. That you yeah. actually see like the little arm holes they have and... Mm. It's very cute, so. very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like see see Eli. You have come into this podcast um, ready to to like talk shit on some Barbie movies, yeah. but Richard and I have been talking about them for too long that we've actually started considering them high art. You've grown like, to love them. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the armholes on the pedal wings were really cool. <laughs> Barbie was in the movie for like five seconds as well. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, we although to be fair, the movie is Barbie presents Thumbelina. So all, oh, she wow. was, all she had to do was present it to us and she yeah. fulfilled her contractual obligations. She's like the Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So yeah, this film came out in 2009, directed by Conrad Halton, um, who we have seen, I think, direct a couple of these already. Um, and it has um, 57% audience score on Ron Tomatoes, um, which is considerably lower than the usual <laughs> 68 to 73% that these films have been getting for a while. Um, but Eli, would you be able to, to quickly run down in a couple sentences or so, what is Barbie Presents Thumbelina about? What happens in it? Some school kids are in a forest with their teacher, mm-hmm. who's a Barbie, and then she tells them a story of uh, Thumbelina, who is a fairy who lived in the forest. And then um, somehow, I can't remember, a dog's involved, gets a, a kind of abducted by a kid um, whose parents are going to knock the forest down to build a big old mm. factory. And then um, she uses her charm and wit and poison ivy plant growing powers to uh, <laughs> stop the factory being built. Yeah. Very good. My my one correction would be that uh, Thumbelina is a Twillaby and not a fairy. That a Twillaby. <laughs> that just sounds like a last name and like Bridgerton. It doesn't sound like a magical. <laughs> <laughs> um, my one correction would be that you said the teacher was a Barbie, but she's the Barbie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that's true, then are we to believe that there's one single Barbie who has all all of these different jobs yeah well woman can do anything eli no but how long is she a teacher for <laughs> you gotta train for a while to be a teacher and then to give it up and then become an astronaut or whatever <laughs> what an astronaut what you can just pick up yeah <laughs> is she a teacher or is she like a a youth leader i thought she was more of like a volunteer kind of oh right. that you don't need any qualifications to be a youth leader yeah, <laughs> yeah like all these things are like yeah, she she takes the 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 easy route. So she's like, yeah, I'm te- I teach the kids, but I'm actually a youth leader. And then like when she's an astronaut, she's actually more like what they did with like the Challenger, 
um, where it's like, <laughs> let's, you- let's send up some youth leaders <laughs> to get kids interested in space. I really want to see Barbie presents the Challenger explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I have a que- I have a question in the yep. in the other Barbie movies. Is there like Barbie does Cinderella and is she Cinderella? I was it was weird to me that Barbie just wasn't Thumbelina. What what usually happens is it will be like quite often you'll get the kind of framing device of Barbie telling a story, but sort of be like Barbie and Cinderella, for example, which doesn't exist, but she goes <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of be like someone will go oh man i hate my shoes and then barbie will be like well i'll tell you about a time where shoes uh found someone love and then it will flash to like cinderella and barbie will now be playing cinderella um wow but so this is kind of an example an exception to that uh where the thumbelina character is different well this is this is the this is the third movie we've seen so far in which Barbie does not play the lead character. But the lead character is still white and blonde. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, you're right. Um, Mariposa and A Christmas Carol, uh, the protagonists weren't technically Barbie. And oh. I, in Mariposa, it's because Mariposa is a spin-off to another Barbie film. So, like, the role of Barbie is already taken in the universe of that film. And in A Christmas Carol, we guessed that it's because the barbie's brand is is too protected to let her play like an ebenezer scrooge allegory oh yeah of course Um, of course um and this it's seemingly because the character design of the twillabies is is dramatically different to humans Mm. um which is an interesting decision because if they had just been little versions of people you probably could have just had barbie as um as thumbelina well i feel like you you still could have had the inimitable kelly sheridan play Thumbelina and yeah. I wouldn't have yeah, thought twice about it <laughs> is she always she's always Barbie oh always except for I think she, she's coming up to her last film whoa there's there's one coming up in which she doesn't play her and I was like what is this <laughs> um so yeah the the this framing device though is the only time I think that we've seen um the magical story she's telling is expressly real in the in the real world as well because at the end mm. after she's finished telling the story she like looks over at a tree and the twillabies are there and they like wave at her and um and maybe that's why it'd be weirder if if it was just a little barbie and she looked over and saw a little barbie <laughs> in a tree um waving at her and all the other ones is part of the initial scenes in the real world and then are we now to believe that in that real world it is all real world rules except for now in this 17th <laughs> film there's now yeah. tiny fairies <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah essentially this is this is the first time we're shown magic exists not just in barbie's stories but that um we do live in a in a fantasy a fantasy world um so Eli, we we know your relationship to the Thumbelina story, but do you have any like do do did you know anyone who played with Barbie dolls growing up? Had you seen any of the Barbie movies or anything like that? Um, I'd never seen the Barbie movies. I think maybe I'd played the Barbie PS One game. <laughs> Those are dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only boy in a family of five children as well, so there were a lot of Barbies growing up that I did play with for sure. Mm. So, nice. but I can't, I can't even remember if I had a particular favorite one. We had like, we had a lot of the Disney, Barbie, like, so we had Pocahontas and she was shaped like a Barbie, yeah. but it was Pocahontas. Yeah. And she had the like, yeah. put her in the light and her outfit changed color. 
um, thing. Oh. That was pretty good. Very, very fun quirk. Um, do you mind if I ask what year you were born? Yeah, I do mind. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1988. All righty. I think, well, we've, we've, so we have a, um, a list. What is it? It's like an article, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, of um, what Barbie looked like the year you were born. Oh, great. Um, and I believe we've already had some 1998ers. Um, 1988, not 98. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, you said 98. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you had a fashion Barbie the year you were born. Wow. Same as, I believe, Guy Montgomery. Um, yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, she, she has a, a T-shirt that says Los Angeles, and it has a picture of two flamingos, and it's tied in a knot at the bottom of it. And then she has uh, some, she's rocking some leg warmers as well. Oh, sick. She sounds awesome. She's very I, cool. I've just actually had a flash memory of my main connection to Barbie, which is that my grandma had like vintage barbies that she kept in a drawer that were like still in their packet from like the 40s and 50s and i um try when she died i tried to um keep them but i was not allowed because my i just wanted to play with them so desperately (laughs) i'm gonna rip them out of the packets (laughs) even at this point i knew it was a collector's item and i knew that i if i took it i would also keep it in the packet but i was not allowed my auntie took it fuck it (laughs) (laughs) Um, what so? What did you guys think of this film? Maybe not compared to the original Thumbelina. I know that, that that's a um, you know that's 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 a little close to home. But as a mm. film, um, did you guys did you what did you Richard compared to the other Barbie movies and Eli compared to I guess any other movie you've seen? Um, <laughs> how does Barbie <laughs> presents Thumbelina compare? Pick one movie and compare it to that. Mm, yeah. Um. Well, compared to the 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 grander scheme of Barbie movies. Um, this is in the, it's in the top half, I think. Um, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a cute, uh, little story about, and, and a classic environmentalism tale. And, uh, I think that this is, this is our generation's Lorax. Right. Wow. <laughs> I am Barbie. I speak for the trees. <laughs> this came out in 2009. I'm pretty sure the Lorax movie came out after that. So I think our generation's Lorax could just be the Lorax. Well, the Lorax is actually based on a book, if you didn't realize, <laughs> Eli. Nah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I only believe it's computer generated movies. Um, I'd give this one star out of five. I thought it was so wow. bad. I know. But I don't have a base <laughs> knowledge. But to me, the animation looked like The Sims 2. Um, all the characters sounded the same to me. And <laughs> here's what pisses me off. I'm like, if we want to teach kids to care about the environment, do we have to make them f- believe in fake fairies living in the forest? Or can we just tell them about the like actual pretty good animals that live in the forest? Like, <laughs> why for them to learn about climate change do they have to believe there's tiny versions of children um, yeah. in the forest? Yeah. Um, no, that's, that is a good point. And I feel very sheepish to admit that I actually quite liked this one. And when you said one star, Eli, I actually felt jealous. (laughs) I'm jealous that you you could call this one star because I'm so entrenched in Barbie that I'm like, yeah, this one was pretty good, (laughs) but I'd rather be like, yeah, this is a bad movie. Um, but no, I, I, I I did come home from watching promising young woman and then put this Uh, on. So there was a huge, like girth of distance between the quality of the films that I was watching that maybe made this seem worse than it was. Very, very feminist day for you. Yeah, huge day. A consistent theme, though, across the, both movies. Both are about promising young women. Presumably, I haven't <laughs> seen true. Promising yeah, 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 yeah. 
So yeah, I thought this was a good one. I even I've it's currently on my Barbie ranking. Uh put it number 1, but I think I might oh. change it. Um but I'll tell you why I liked it. I think it is this is the closest that Barbie movies have got to making a Disney princess film, I think. You say um, that every time. <laughs> no, I talk about the songs. This one didn't have songs in it. This one like plot-wise um felt like uh because maybe because it's based on a public domain property that Disney have yet to adapt. Um though, it is worth noting that there is a poorly received 1994 animated Don Blue adaptation of Thumbelina which was made by 20th Century Fox which was then bought by Disney 24 years later so an animated Thumbelina movie is currently on Disney Plus but it isn't a Disney princess Thumbelina mm-hmm. um, so I thought that, that Barbie's Thumbelina has plenty of flaws and it's very rushed but it is the only Barbie movie so far where I feel like I could give actual notes to and improve it to the quality of something like Frozen or Tangled or Moana I thought um it it, it has the DNA of of those modern Disney princess movies um and I I really liked the that they made it like they put it in like the modern day setting it's set in like a modern day city um I liked that the that there was an environmental theme I think this could be even more impactful if Thumbelina came out today, um, I I really liked the friendship between Thumbelina and um, the little girl who'd be like a great sort of audience surrogate. Uh, I thought Thumbelina could be voiced by Daisy Ridley or someone and uh, McKenna, who's the little girl, would be like one of the girls from Stranger Things. I thought that'd be a fun casting for a Disney adaptation of barbie's thumbelina <laughs> this story though you need to realize this story is so not thumbelina thumbelina so, is, so yeah is a is tiny, thumbelina better a tiny person from a race of people who i don't remember if they have a name but it's absolutely not twillaby she <laughs> goes down a drain gets like sucked away and then she just kind of meets a bunch of rent it's very like episodic she meets mrs mouse mm. who seems nice but then is trying to steal from her she meets mr mole who is as i said a pedophile who tries to groom her and then was it hard to get into that that role eli was it what was it like something that tore you apart inside trying to get into that mind um, I had these big mole claws, so I had three fa- <laughs> like, and there was a lot of face stroking. Um, I, yes, wow. I'm not a, I'm not a pedophile, but I, okay, could, okay. Uh, but I found a mole inside me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, yeah, I need to get mole man. Um, I can't really remember what the message is, but I know she's like, sure, she's special, and everyone kind of tells her she isn't, and then at the end, she learns that. She is, oh, that's what it is. She's just a fairy who hasn't grown her wings yet. I think she doesn't know what species she is. And then at the end, realizes she's a fairy, grows her wings, flies away. So if anything, Barbie Fairytopia is a better adaptation Mm. of Thumbelina. Mm. Yeah, because that's what because Barbie Fairytopia is about. As you it sounds like. like. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then in, a, in the sequel to Thumbelina, does she, grow, does she become a mermaid? Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens in the Fairytopia sequel. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not that I know of. <laughs> Not that I know But I do love that fairies get their wings in puberty a la the X-Men. That's when they get their um, superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the areas that I thought um, Thumb- Barbie's Thumbelina needed work. Um, here's here's my list. These of are notes. your notes to improve yeah. it to Frozen, Tangled, or Moana level. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I think the character arc of McKenna being materialistic to impress her friends until she realizes that they're bad friends or her gradually caring more about Thumbelina's plight could be a little more pronounced. They felt um, she she didn't like seem to care that Thumbelina's home was being ruined for a long time in the film and was sort of like, yeah, sure, I'll do you a favor, whatever. Um, so I think, I think that could be smoothed out a bit. Um, I didn't like that Thumbelina just reveals her existence to McKenna's parents. Uh, like, this is how she convinces the corporate parents to call off the construction site. I don't understand why she couldn't do this at any point. She's like, you can't tell anyone about me, McKenna, I'm a secret. And then the, the ace in the hole is just to reveal to the parents who take it very well, by the way, Mm. um, that tiny winged people exist um so i think this would have been better um if mckenna like had reconnected with her parents and have them grow to value her enough to agree to call off the construction without finding twillabies were real like if because they have kind of a broken relationship and i think that should have been repaired through thumbelina's help but without the parents finding out that thumbelina exists you know what I mean? That feels I think like- she should have ditched her parents. I think her parents should have stayed evil. You know, they're so deep in the oh. capitalist corporate world. <laughs> they're not going to crack just because they see one fairy. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah. That's, if, if, if the last couple of years have taught me anything, it's that even if you got indisputable proof that what you were doing was was wrong and killing people, like mm. these corporate, these corporate um, sort of billionaires and millionaires wouldn't, wouldn't stop what they're doing um so th- and that is the most unrealistic thing about barbie presents the whole movie <laughs> i thought mckinney was too rich to care yeah. i was like god look at the size of her dollhouse this girl is so rich and there's that gag early on about how she's her family just got a private island and then the mean girls girl is like wow we all have had private islands for ages i was like god i don't care about any of these people kill them all. <laughs> and the twillabies come and kill all these eat the rich <laughs> wow a swarm of twillabies that just come and eat all the rich people that's that's a great idea that's the thumb the gritty thumbelina reboot that this needed to be barbie presents the reckoning (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you brought up the dollhouse because uh mckenna does have a dollhouse in in her room and when thumbelina and her friends first like because they're like the plot of land that they're hiding in is taken away and put as like a little indoor garden in mckenna's room and when they first um like peek out of their hiding spot the first thing they see is the dollhouse and i was like the twillabies here have never even seen a real house and it reminded me of like plato's allegory of the cave where you know you've you're shown shadows and nothing else and then if you look outside you won't be able to comprehend what you're seeing like imagine you've never seen a house before and then you see a tiny dollhouse and then you see a normal sized house. You'd you'd be like, so they made bigger versions of of the doll houses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it sent me on a philosophical um um tailspin really, which um is not the first time that has happened in the Barbie watch. Um, and I hope wow. <laughs> by film thirty seven, um, it will have happened again. Beautiful. <laughs> I did think the Twillabies were like, they were like, we cannot interact with humans. And right from the get-go, I was like, you guys are pretty similar to humans. I reckon you get, like, your clothes look pretty similar. You look, you're all, you know, yeah. You got skin. No, I agree. They needed to. They needed to create a better reason why they had to keep. They should have made the Twillabies hideous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
It was the Toy Story plot twist, eh? The, the big reveal of the toys turning yeah, yeah, real yeah. for Sid. But, mm. yeah, in this one I was like, yeah, they could have done that right away. They could have just gone up <laughs> being like, please don't build the factory. I'm clearly a sentient being. I probably have human rights, like all things yeah. considered. Mm. You, know, you do the no, B-movie right. thing where they sue Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did think this movie was weirdly similar to B-movie. Yeah, I thought yeah. in the same way that like Moonraker was James Bond's answer to Star Wars, this was like Barbie's answer to, to B-movie. Because <laughs> 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 it's about, it's about like, B-sized creatures living in a garden that... Like, like create friendships with humans um you know i thought that that i was like if this is inspired by b movie that's insane that would be insane if like the mattel were like well b movie was very popular so maybe we should cash in on that i don't think i've ever seen b movie except for the scene that where she's on a date with the bee that's all mm. i've seen <laughs> best scene in the film yeah, best yeah. scene in the film like going back to it every week <laughs> that's what i want i want to see a twillaby human romance i guess that was what was missing for me yes yeah, is, is that what is that what Barbie Stumbleina needed if the Twilibies and the humans can't interact let's do a Montague Capulet scenario you know oh, let's yeah let's have to fall in love Forbidden see this love. is why I think this is a great Barbie film because it has inspired so much creativity and workshopping of how to make this better <laughs> and I think that's something none of the other Barbie movies have given me so far like they've all just been bad beyond repair or like good enough that like a higher production value would fix it but that's about it you know like mm. this is this is a case where it's like I could fix this <laughs> yeah put me in touch with Mattel I'll fix it <laughs> I did look on IMDb at a user review that said not really a Barbie movie but I still enjoyed it <laughs> I saw one that was like it's too preachy which is always the funniest That's Barbie so presents Thumbelina is too preachy these right wing like capitalist pig parents are watching this film with their kids and they're like what is this trash <laughs> Um, in terms of tie-in merchandise to this film, because of course, Eli, I, I'm sure you've realised that these movies were made to further sell the toys that, the, oh, that wow. Barbie oh, that's built cool. its brand on. Yeah. So, and <laughs> in, in terms of the tie-in dolls, you can buy the three main Twillabies who come hidden inside closed-up flowers, and you pop them out, and the flower becomes their wings. It's like one of those, mm. you know, those like little rubber semi-circles that you like press in and then they pop out yeah man. that's good love yeah, those yeah. things that makes me like the movie that's cool <laughs> <laughs> um you can also buy a doll of barbie herself which might be the first time that a barbie tie-in doll has been like you could just buy the 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 framing device version of the character <clears throat> i don't know if you've been able to, to buy them yet but um Wow. The doll the doll holds like a large flower and atop which a two scale sized Thumbelina sits and you pull a ripcord out of the bottom of the flower and Thumbelina like flies upwards into the air like a reverse Beyblade. It looks sick. Wow. <laughs> if my sister had this one, this would have been the one that I would have played with the most, I think. <laughs> this movie is five stars out of five for the most. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at that. In, in only 20 yeah. minutes, We've we've changed, we've we've brought you over to the side of Barbie. Beautiful. Do you want to join us for the rest of our um <laughs> the rest of our journey? Not even a, a tad. Do I want to join you? <laughs> You're telling me you don't want to watch Barbie in a Mermaid's Tale? No. Yeah. No. It's no, actually no, really no, no. good. Really. <laughs> Comparatively. Yeah. 
the the um the term really good is is something I don't know if I can use anymore because of the amount of times I've talked about it in the context of Barbie movies. Um, so, is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about regarding Barbie presents Thumbelina before we um, head on out? To the what are the fa- what are the factory make that the parents are trying to build? Do we know? I don't know. I don't think mm. I do know. No, let me look. Let me look at the Wikipedia page. Be great if that was a detail. What if it was a factory that made clothes for the twelve years? Yeah. That'd be a yeah, real conundrum. Then <laughs> it's like an, yeah, ethically sourced like clothing. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. a charity essentially. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look like it says what um, the factory mm. is made. Well, I think just all factories are bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That including the Mattel factory where they make um Oh my god, that's what it was. Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, Barbie, a Barbie doll factory. Um, that's what it was. It was making the toys with the little fairy that springs up. <laughs> <laughs> I've just found a Instagram page called Twillabies. We are the Twillabies. Um 92 followers and they've only posted three photos, two of which are Winx dolls and not Twillabies. Um, but the Winx, the, maybe maybe these were made in response to Winx because I know those had the Beyblade-esque what are ripcord. W-I-N-X. They're like knockoff Barbie dolls from the this era. Gorge. They're like fairies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. They're, that's, they're, they're that's, closer to Bratz. Yeah. Dressed a little no, bit th- sexier than Barbies. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're horny Barbies. <laughs> yeah. Every every other alternative to Barbie dolls was a horny Barbie. You yeah, see, that's why and- we like Barbie, because she's modest. <laughs> mm, so true. Um, <laughs> alrighty, so that's about um, all we've got to discuss for Thumbelina. Eli, thank you for, for joining us for this little um, trek into the wonderful world of Barbie. The Barbie verse, as we've been calling it, it was my my great pleasure to give up an hour fifteen of my life to watch Barbie presents <laughs> the Did it go um, to the cinemas? No, of course not. These are okay, these are DVDs made to sell the toys. They, yeah, they, they, Although I think like the ch- twenty ch- like the twenty seventh one or something like that had a limited theatrical release. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, I hope it's worth it. Um, Eli, thank you for coming on. If people want to find you and your stuff, where do they go? What do they look up? Oh, if you look at Eli Matthewson on or anything you could, uh, that's where I'm at on any mm-hmm. social platform or the Male Gaze podcast. Sweet. Give it a search in yep. your podcast app. Same, uh, same um, podcast, what do you call it? Network. Family. Network. Cinematic yeah, Universe. And- the same podcast cinematic universe as us so check them out very funny show um and yeah thank you eli and uh on onwards and upwards richard like a like a barbie twillaby beyblade being shot into (laughs) three feet into the sky (laughs) we're going to carry forth bravely to the next barbie movie godspeed So, next couple of movies uh, we're going to talk about before we bring on another guest are Barbie and the Three Musketeers and Barbie in a Mermaid Tale. Are we doing a double header or are we talking about these at the same time or is it is it 
Are you just pre- pre- previewing? Just just the previewing so people. Um, yeah, maybe they just like the guest segments, right? And so I'm I'm saying like the between the two guests, we get there's going to be good movies. Okay. Okay. Depending on what you define as good. Mm. So yeah, first up, Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Um, so this came in 2009, directed by William Lau. Uh, it has, you know, something on Rotten Tomatoes, a, an audience score. What do you think it is? Um, 70. 64. Um, mm. So... According to the Barbie Wiki, this film has sold over 1,293,938 DVDs, which is that that's the milestone you want to you want to reach. How do they know that? <laughs> I don't know. It's such a specific number. Um <laughs> all right, so AJ, uh as our a local Three Musketeers guy, yeah okay uh what's this about and and how do you think it compared to the original story well so this is um it's kind is it like a sequel to the three musketeers so it it, like it 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 has references to the original story um yeah corinne uh the the barbie character her she mentions her father's name is um detan detanian i don't know how to say it yeah the um the original musketeer yeah and so it's a basic but it's basically about the daughter of one of the original musketeers um goes to paris to become a musketeer which is the definition of a musketeer richard is a sort of like a bodyguard that protects the king um and this is never explained in the movie (laughs) and so like i mean if you know the musketeers story i'm sure that you maybe know that or or it's not too too big of a deal to look that up when you're watching like a proper three musketeers movie i thought it was really interesting adam in a movie aimed at little girls to not explain that at any point and i wondered is there a way to look up um when there was an uptick in searching the definition for musketeer because i reckon you'll see an uptick when this movie came out and little girls were asking their parents what's a musketeer and then their parents were like i don't actually know and had to look it up uh jimmy look at google trends that would be great um and that That, this would be good content i think yeah and because it's like I I was like she's she's it opens with her practicing sword fighting, and I was like surely a musketeer uses a musket, is that not for which its name is taken? And I was like is that, and then I was like in fact wouldn't a musketeer's only like definition be someone who uses a musket? Isn't that just what a musketeer is in the same way like a like a like a I don't know, I can't think of any other examples. Um, there's that- no discernible peak um, about uh, around the time of this movie. In October of 2011, there was an uptick. Really? Surprisingly not, um, unless that was when the... The, um, the Mila Jokovic one came out? I feel like Mila yeah. Jokovic is in one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought that there was a funny thing that was... Oh, never- there was, yeah. The, yeah, the Paul, Paul um, W. Sanderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, with uh, Luke Evans, who I was like, oh, that's Orlando Bloom, and then Orlando Bloom's actually in it. Oh, right. Um, so, plot-wise, it's about she she goes to Paris. She um, isn't allowed to be a musketeer because she's a girl, but she was invited by the king to turn up for some reason. 
Um, and she then there she makes friends with um three other kind of like handmaids who work various jobs in the castle who are also musketeers. And so what's interesting is that it's Barbie and also three musketeers. So there's four musketeers total, but one of them is Barbie. So it's Barbie and yeah. the three musketeers. Um, but she doesn't even have the name Barbie in the movie. There's no wraparound device. There's no... Um, but I, I like that as Barbie and the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. So she's it's actually that the makes sense that there's four. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so the... The king is is she, Barbie and the king kind of like un, you know find themselves falling in love. The bad guy uh, wants to kill the king. He's like the king's cousin. He's played by Tim Curry, who returns mm-hmm. to the series for the first time since returns to um, the the world of the Three Musketeers as well because he played really? the villain in uh, like a, a 90s adaptation of it right action one um so he of course for those who don't remember from i think about six hours ago now um the uh the nutcracker the first ever barbie film tim curry voiced the villain in that as well um they they essentially the barbie and these three other ladies sort of prove how good they are at, at being a musketeer um save the day and mr krabs <laughs> Um, and then they they end up, um, yeah. I think Barbie probably gets married to the king or something at the end of it. Um, I thought this was this was um, this was not a particularly standout Barbie for me. Um, I I think that the Three Musketeers is inherently a story I'm not very interested in, and then coupling right. that with Barbie, who, despite watching all of her films, I'm also not very interested in. Um, <laughs> and and I, but I will say this: I think in a lot of ways, this is the the Barbie brand trying to um, expand and maybe try and attract some young male audiences because there's a lot of action in this one. There's a lot of kind of like slow mo cool action scenes where they're like stopping. Like there's there's one really oh my god, it was so funny when um mm-hmm. one of the assassination attempts on the king is the chandelier falls down and as and he and he and misses him, but as it shatters, bits of, of, of crystal fly off and you see a bit of crystal flying towards each of the individual four musketeers and they each bat it away with some kind of like you know, like one of them's got a, like a a, dust, a feather duster and bats it away with with the feather duster, mm. and you see sequentially one after the other, them all do this, and it's very much um, like kind of look how cool and action packed this this movie is. And I mean, the Three Musketeers has got to be the least girly of the adaptations so far, if we're being stereotypical. You know, like the other ones are all princess stories, and this is the Three Musketeers. Mm. Um, I didn't rank it particularly highly, but I didn't rank it particularly low. Um, yeah. Well, yeah it's funny i've been looking at my rankings and like I- i've kind of enjoyed each one more than i enjoyed the first one and so like nutcracker is like the second to last one on wow on there's none that i've been like this is the worst one 
I, uh, I see. That's, I think that's, as, that's as, the, as the animation increases as well, mm. it's easier to enjoy. I think. I think that's because you you laid your claim on the Barbie Diaries, which is clearly the worst one. <laughs> um, that, that's that's the only one that I've been like. This is easily the worst one. Everyone else, I could kind of there there are easily the best ones and easily the worst one in my opinion, and everything else is somewhere in between that. I did reorder my ranking since um, Thumb. Though, at least my top four um and i've i've got i've 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 succumbed to the masses and princess and the pauper is currently taking first place um with diamond castle as second place and then thumbelina and then mermaidia and i changed it based off how i was remembering the, the these films like in the moment i may have ranked them differently but you know a few days out right. i'm like actually now that i think about it i did enjoy this more da 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 oh, yeah. yeah so I, i've uh, got diamond castle at one um barbie diaries at three and uh, a new contender at number two but we'll get to oh. that so uh yeah barbie and the three musketeers uh yeah it was nice to hear, hear tim carrigan nice to hear some some top tier voice acting in the film mm-hmm. um it's interesting you mentioned um the the bit about where they like all deflect the the crystals in a different way because there was a um a video game based on this it was a 2d platformer um but like each of the girls so you control corinne and then later the other ones but um they each have their own special abilities and based on like nes era games so corinne could hang from ceilings like grant dynasty and castlevania 3 um viveka used long ribbons to swing in the air like nathan spencer from bionic commando um doesn't have all four of them but um but that's quite cool that it's like ah so this we've seen um what what number movie is this like 16 uh yeah 16 we've seen 15 movies that have been made to sell dolls is this the first one that also took into consideration the video game that they're trying to sell Mm. you know that's what it feels there was also like a um a kelly and friends mini musketeers playset. it's interesting kelly's not in the film so Mm. um yeah and that's what i define as interesting in film 16 of barbie the barbie well do you want to know um something genuinely interesting no Uh, i only want to know trivially interesting things in the context (laughs) of watching 37 barbie movies all right well i won't tell you about the only cancelled barbie movie oh Um, my god i'm so interested in this (laughs) (laughs) uh so um supposed to uh, be released in september 2009 uh, was a film called Barbie as the Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. but it was cancelled. And I think that they they used some of the existing, um, what do you call them, like assets, assets um, for Barbie and uh, the Three Musketeers. But um, it was cancelled because uh, Disney currently has a a trademark pending. Um, well, this, this is probably written like 10 years ago, but um, <laughs> for the name Princess Aurora, that would cover all live recorded movie, television, radio stage, and computer internet news, and photographic entertainment uses, except for literature, works of fiction, and nonfiction. This caused controversy because Princess Aurora is also the name of the lead character in Tchaikovsky's ballet version of the story, which Barbie was intending on adapting. Right. And so uh, it was essentially just two 
complicated. So um, they, they is... abandoned Barbie as the Sleeping wow. Beauty. That, what an interesting reason to cancel a movie. Um, and I think the the ever-increasing similarities that we've been noting all this time between Barbie and Disney, uh, this is kind of a neat crescendo of that. You know, this is where mm. the, the, the streams cross in a way. Yeah, if only there was a cancelled Barbie as Shrek movie. Oh, if only. Since every fucking, uh, yeah, mentions it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. There, there was a, Wait, a, a what, video what do you game. mean? Every what mentions it? Uh, review. Barbie as Shrek. Oh, yeah, but right. Every review mentions Shrek. Right, they don't mention doing a Barbie as Shrek movie. That was not what you meant <laughs> uh no i, I, I what are you any, doing I've, in my swamp <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of calls for a um, a barbie as alf movie um mostly alf. from one person all oh, right yeah 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 um i thought you meant Will Ferrell's that, elf. that'd be cool do we need another barbie christmas movie Barbie and Barbie and the Grinch who stole Christmas. So Dina uh, Marinelli, who I, I believe we've 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 seen before, yeah, um, with one of these reviews. Um, oh, she's the one who watched it like a month ago. Yeah. Um. So so she gave this three out of ten. Good premise, but too many plot holes. Overall, watching <laughs> this movie again was enjoyable. Had a good message, but so many things did not add up. Zero out of zero found this helpful. Watching this again. <laughs> yeah i imagine that, like dina marinelli i'm guessing is someone who's like grew up with these and is now revisiting them right we did find um there is already content made on 36 of the 37 barbie movies which is what i think i was thinking of. i think i'd seen that video before right back at the start of the episode when we joked about jenny nichols and um beating us to the punch um yeah. there there what's the channel it's like disney fan kate loves disney yeah they they did a video reviewing all 36 barbie movies we haven't watched it but it is 31 minutes long meaning they talked about all of them for less time than we talked about like probably the first film and a half um so i would i would like to think that even though that video has 1.2 million views or whatever 2.2 2.2 million views that um this will still be heralded as the definitive barbie uh review content oh, yeah I, I, we don't want to watch it and it's because we don't want to kind of shape our our view of the the films or anything like that but also i just don't want spoilers for the remaining <laughs> 20 films <laughs> uh yeah man 20 no it's not 20 films it's 11 well this it? is this is film 16 we're talking about oh my god Oh, I'm so bad at maths, and we have 20 films <laughs> still to <together>. go. <laughs> uh, we're reaching film 16, and you're like, oh, thank God, half over. It's like, oh, AJ. <laughs> we're nearly half. Well, currently in my personal watch, we're half over. Yeah, I, I am too, because I'm actually, because 37, uh, you know, you, you end up with a half. Mm. what is it 18 and a half mm. um and i'm halfway through the 19th film so. nice i am um, also um uh just to add a, a ticking clock plot device to this podcast six hours in um i found a flat yay and we're moving out Feb- hurry up february 10th <laughs> February 10th is when we're moving out, which currently on our schedule, you'll be listening to this after February 15th, 2021. But February 10th, 2021, 
I think that's like the date we've put for our last watch and not our last yeah. record. And I'm nervous about record it. Like we might need to 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 crunch the last few so that we can record the last part before I move. Um, so that's a fun. I imagine little... if your computer like gets wiped during the move. It's not. Well, I've I've actually um uh like uploaded all our audio tracks to Google Drive and have been very vigilant yeah, but... with backing up stuff. Um. So yeah, but then what? What if like the edit doesn't? No, I've uploaded the edit as well. Oh, this ain't nice. this ain't yeah. your. The, I've this ain't my first rodeo, Richard. This, well, this is my first 15-hour podcast, but it's not my first long podcast, and it's not the first time that I've needed to make sure um, that we still hold on to precious audio from guests because we're not releasing the episode for a little while. Like, I'm, mm. I, 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 I usually we record a couple of days before the episode comes out, and I don't yeah. usually back that up, but in this case I have because there's longer time right on right on and i've also uploaded this is fun behind the scenes podcast the the track you're listening to now um is not is not like the raw straight from audacity wave file i do i chuck a couple of um sort of condensers <laughs> and filters on the audio the the raw audio and then export that and then edit the exported audio um so the, i've also uploaded all the polished exported tracks oh right okay i was like it's not really that necessary to tell people that Um, i'm just letting people know how how vigilant i take this and and how funny it is that on my google drive there's a folder called like ominously titled barbie audio (laughs) and (laughs) and if you know if anyone discovered that they'd be like guys what are you doing what is this no (laughs) (laughs) it's like grizzly man (laughs) <laughs> the Werner oh, Herzog thing it's just like a shot of them putting the headphones on mm. and like oh my god Barbie presents Grizzly Man <laughs> the Werner Herzog's um, Barbie <laughs> a grizzly, Barbie as a Grizzly Man <laughs> this is a Barbie theme song to a Barbie movie we're gonna watch them also cover join the dream team it's time to cut some pop trip and do this together uh next film we're going to talk about is barbie in a mermaid tale which came out in 2010 uh this is directed by adam l wood what do you think it has on rotty tees um 59 oh 76 um so wikipedia says that this is the first modern barbie film i get that it's i think this is the first one where the animation style changes um significantly Mm. well because barbie diaries was a different studio yeah and this this kind of feels like it's picking up what barbie diaries in my opinion failed to launch um in a lot of ways this is like barbie looks a little different from here on out i actually think um barbie looks a lot more like the doll in a good way not in a creepy way like right. the the face shape seems to resemble the the doll a bit more because like you look at the like barbie and like something like princess and the pauper the poster for it i think we talked about this the poster for it is like the barbie dolls like essentially drawn in, into the scene whereas the actual character models in the films look pretty different to what the face shape of the barbie doll is and well not mm. the shape but the face 
in general um but this this feels like they they remodeled the character to try and make her resemble barbie a bit more yeah um so this movie was was actually first teased in an interview uh with leah weathersby from amazon.com um about the three musketeers um and and barbie teased that she was playing a girl called merlia who's a surfer with a secret Mm. um but yeah uh the the, i I did comb through that interview and there didn't appear to be any major (laughs) uh inaccuracies like with the last one is this still kelly sheridan voicing barbie uh this one yes this is her last film as barbie fuck that's so i'm so upset so she doesn't come back uh she does so after this she replied um uh, what the fuck it's like it's the wikipedia page says um this is lanaya last film before being replaced by kelly and also the last film to use metal entertainment in the opening credits but kelly is in like all lowercase and lanaya isn't a word goes to kelly sheridan (laughs) the fuck anyway someone someone's been messing with this um actually no so that's that's for barbie and a mermaid tale too i was looking ahead oh my Um, god but no so um uh kelly sheridan played malia in this this was her last one then she was replaced um but then kelly sheridan came back for mermaid tale 2 and then did another nine films okay good so she does return yeah <laughs> because i don't like the new girl as much as kelly sheridan <laughs> kelly sheridan's voice is, is one of the um like genuinely genuinely it's one of the the most pleasant things about these films as she's she's it's a very it's well, very i think knowing we're going through it together also helps yeah <laughs> i wonder if she's seen any of the ones she's not in um so barbie a mermaid's tale which also i'm betting that this franchise holds the record for most installments which have a tail pun in the title yeah what other ones do are there like beethoven's treasure tale was one that no came. no i mean in the barbie franchise oh i mean there's there's a ponytail coming up i think mm-hmm. there's there's a fairy fairy tale there's mermaid tale um i've i don't know we can look if you want, but I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking now, and there's yeah, there's a ponytail one, but they're they're all spelt like T A L E. Yeah, but ponytail and mermaid tail are still puns, right? Surely, even if they're using the ver- the mm. version of the word that means story. Yeah, but I mean, there's only really two. And um, well, there's a I mermaid's tail too. Yeah, but that's you know a fairy. There's fairy tale. Maybe they're referring to the tail on a fairy. Oh right, like a fashion fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barbie and a Mermaid's Tale. Um, it's... No, surely an American tale would win because it's it's mm. in there already. But I don't know if an I if you're don't... counting if you're counting a Mermaid Tale too. I don't know if an American tale is a pun though. I've never thought of that. Yes, it pun. is. <sighs> what are you insane? I don't want to argue with you on this. Because you know you're wrong. No, it's because I know where you're coming from. And I don't, I don't think you, I don't think less of you for thinking that, but I don't know if American tale is purposefully making a pun on the fact that mice have tails. If you're listening this far in, which I hope. No, no, but an American, an American tale is spelt T-A-I-L. You're kidding me. No. 
Oh my god! So it's it's definitely a pun. I no, I'm I'm I've switched sides now. Then I th- <laughs> I think it's stupid. I don't think an American tale is enough about the character's tale to to warrant being called that. But I well I, take that up with Don Bluth. I will. I will take that up with Don Bluth, the director of Thumbelina, Dis- now Disney's Thumbelina. <laughs> um. So Mermaid Tale 1, Barbie Mermaid Tale, is about um, like a professional surfer. And her name is Mer- Merlina. Merlia. Merlia. Um, a professional surfer who um, one day while surfing a wave in a competition, her hair starts to turn pink. And she's so um, flummoxed by this that she, she intentionally... Well, it's because it's it's the, the commentator for the, the surfing competition is like, Oh my Ew! God, look at the freak! <laughs> um, and so she's, so she's so put off by this that she intentionally like flubs the surf and like falls into the water. And while she's in the water, um, a dolphin comes up to her and is like, Hey, I'm a dolphin. Um, you're a mermaid, by the way. And she can breathe underwater. And so her friends are like, yeah. Are you all right? And she's like, Yeah. And then she talks to her adopted father, who had big Jeff Bridges vibes. I thought, <laughs> um, I, she, he had someone vibes, and I was like, oh, I know the voice, but I didn't know. The no, voice. yeah, exactly. Um, and he basically tells her, "Yep, you're part mermaid. Your dad fucked a mermaid, and then the mermaid um, dropped you off on the shore because they didn't. They were worried that you would be targeted for living in in the ocean." Um, yeah. um it's a, a grandfather as well not a um, right, an adopted father but. right um and so um at first merlia is is unwilling to believe this until the the dolphin turns up again and reveals that her evil auntie has taken over the city the underwater city which is what's it called does it have a name uh Oceana. Oceana. And it's, you know, she's the only one who can restore balance. Um, and so we get what is kind of a mix of the Lion King, um, sort of the second mm. half of the Lion King with like Shark Tale. <laughs> because <laughs> um, unlike Mermaidia, which I felt um, existed on its own terms, you know, like the world of Mermaidia and Fairytopia, like they're not, they're not they're 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 it's made it's it's very taken very seriously in the world of the film mm. like it's just bit like any other fantasy world like middle earth or whatever um but this was like when she gets to oceana it's like there are fashion stores that have that are ocean themed puns of real yeah. fashion stores i thought it was it was like it, it felt like someone like the whoever the people were writing the script someone came in after and was and was like hey what about some of the stores have puns and i was like this what this doesn't feel i right. i enjoyed that i i, thought I didn't fun. enjoy it i thought I, I thought it broke the the immersion it broke the immersion. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's interesting. I think. I think we're we're now reaching an impasse where we're realizing that uh, you and I value different things in Barbie movies. Yeah, I I really enjoy the modern Barbie stories, and I think you're more of a traditionalist. Maybe. And so even even though my um my favorite Barbie movie thus far is Barbie the Diamond Castle, which is like a, a period piece, it has uh very modern themes in its subtext um i mean i think that i don't know if the filmmakers intended those themes but hey yeah death but, of the but, author. Know, <laughs> being able to like to pick up on that i think uh, you know and and the spoiler alert this is my second favorite one really um and this is and the Barbie second Diaries. favorite one yeah 
Yeah, I, wow. I, I, I like this one. I'll give it. It's I, definitely. I, I, I like the the modernness of it. There's, there, there, it's definitely the sexiest Barbie we've seen so far. There's a lot of there's a lot of um characters who are just in bikinis the whole time, um, and yeah. I thought that was very interesting because um. And this is what you focus on when you're a 27 year old man who's watched 16 Barbie movies already. Like they model like cleavage. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I'm sure. Tr- help, help me, <laughs> please, please meet me where I'm at and help me describe this without sounding like a perv. It is interesting that in a movie aimed at kids, <laughs> the character models like you know partially covered breasts are like realistically modeled. Do you know what I mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, come, please, please, <laughs> please don't leave me here. Please come, just for the sake of the conversation. Is this not an interesting thing to talk about? Like, these movies have been squeaky clean. Yeah, well, now. like, because there's stuff like, um, we'll be following a character, like, swimming behind them, and mm. there's there's definite um like distance there's a definite gap between their skin and like their little short shorts kind of thing yeah. it's not like it's not just smoothed over so it's like yeah they're, <laughs> like they're, the they're, toys yeah like the toys where it's like well no it's it's more like it's like it, it, there actually is separation there rather than yeah it's just like because because er- mean, early I'm... on you can't distinguish like things mm. like um clothing from the skin you know? and also the mermaids in mermaidia aren't like midriff bearing they you know they wear like full it's very modest mermaids whereas this um yeah there's like definition and artistically it's more realistic so mm. good on them well that, i i think that that's partially that the animation's getting a lot better mm. yeah but it is the sexiest barbie movie to to go back to me being a perv about it um so anyway she gets to oceana and she gets given a fake mermaid tail and told that she has to go and um the 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 the, the current evil queen runs like a it reminded me of that that twilight zone episode where the little kid can kill anyone so everyone has to cater to the kid's whims right, like the, like every, um, everyone, the episode of the substance event yeah 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 um everyone everyone has to pretend to love the queen or else she like banishes them Mm. and so the the kind of main mermaid characters set out to um what are they setting out to find there's like this magical uh yeah there's this like thread that um it's like an it's essentially like an element that powers oceana and it's only can be can be spun by the royals and so Mm. the evil um what is it um eris Mm-hmm. Uh, is is keeping Barbie's mum, Malia's mum, uh, Calissa locked away and forcing her to spin this this element. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of. But like, if you spin it while you're in a bad mood, it doesn't. It, it's it not destroys as good, the yeah. ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they, they go on a they go on a fetch quest essentially, um, and then return with the whatever they need to defeat. Um, oh, yeah, there's there's the comb. Aries, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a comb. There's a magical comb. Um, and they defeat her, and then the the mum and the daughter reunite, and Mulia is like, this is great, I will return to Oceana, but I have a life on the land, and they're like, well, that's all good. Very conveniently, you don't have to give up, you don't have to make a Sophie's Choice here. Whenever you return to the ocean, you, have you will magically get a tail hmm. and be able to breathe underwater. Um, yeah. Which feels like it was a gimme for the... Um, 
the toys right you know, okay and and like, but, you, you you big fucking mermaidia stan how it's like oh you have to give up your wings and it's like oh no you can just have both it's fun as as what no i'm not i mean you we can i do you know what richard mermaidia is my third favorite barbie movie currently it sucks they all suck <laughs> um, so I'm not, i don't have to defend them but what i will say is that uh, is it not classically higher stakes to be like you have to choose and they choose the one that you know that you've grown to to mean more to you over the course of the film like hercules he like chooses not to be a god even though you know it's it's wants versus needs is that not mm, a better yeah, i don't know the, the, the sea puns were funny <laughs> I'm not even talking <laughs> <about>. <laughs> all right so the big i think disagreement that's going to come up with us talking about this movie yeah. um is there is a a song an original song written for yeah, this man. film called queen of the waves and now look i'm not made of stone richard <laughs> I have I uh, punch me I bleed and it's not it's not not punch a catchy you, you song. Bleed. Yeah, what is the proper thing to say? I think it's punch me. I think in Spider Man Two he says punch me I bleed. <laughs> That's what I was quoting. Anyway, if you punch me, I will bleed. Do it. Punch I mean, me. <laughs> maybe maybe that is. But oh yeah, no, it is. Um, but. That's pretty funny because I agree. It's a weird. If, it's if you a go, weird you got Urban, <laughs> Urban Dictionary says, um, oh, I, "I don't want to read this." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's everything on Urban Dictionary. Um, um, but, but it's, I'll, I'll ignore. Um, but it, it says it's a line from Spider Man Two that makes no goddamn sense. Well, because punching typically doesn't immediately lead to bleeding. Maybe there'll be some hemorrhaging, but not immediate bleeding. Yeah. Um, I've always thought that as well, which is why I said it and did not expect to have to to, to explain that in a tangent. Anyway, so there's a song called Queen of the Waves. And look, it's sure it's 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 a the the version, the like album version that plays at the start and in the credits is fine. It's 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 catchy, it's very catchy. Um She's the Queen of the Waves. No one's gonna take away her. Um I I think it is inarguably like a cheaper song than some of the other tracks we've seen in the series so far like it's not there's no like it doesn't feel very layered it feels like something you buy off fiverr as opposed to something you um (laughs) you you know book a composer to do um so already i don't think it's as good as god it's nowhere near as good as as like connected or two two voices one song two voices one song yeah of course like those those are those are like those are like unironically those are songs yeah, those are unironically good songs. This is more like Ocean Man. <laughs> Ocean Man. <laughs> it reminded me of that. Ocean Man's great. Yeah, it is, I mean, it's better than Queen of the Waves. Um, <laughs> but So that's fine. But then at the end of the film, the way they defeat Ares is they um, they decide they need to get like the magical whatever the, she's the, got but the necklace her. is one of the three things in the fetch quest right okay so they need to get the necklace of her off her and the way they do that is they decide they need to distract her by by praising her with a song um and and a dance and the song and dance they sing is is queen of the waves now sung by kelly sheridan and i presume well melissa whoever. lyons who provides the singing voice for malia but yeah but there is like there's like because there's queen of the waves which i'm assuming is the the singer but then the verses are like she's spunky she's funky she's cool and she's sweet and I, that sounds like kelly sheridan to me so i'm um, i'm assuming she she does the the like sort of spoken word verses of right. the anyway it is 
the lowest point of the Barbie franchise. I, so I didn't this, I, like the scene. To me, it's it was like there's, there's nothing wrong with this scene. Uh, I, I, the, just, like, this, this did not stand out to me. Also, um, watching this happened with uh, Land Before Time as well, but watching these films a little bit sped up um, just to get through them. Um, <laughs> the song's so much better. Like every song in both Land Before Time <laughs> and um, the Barbie franchise is improved by watching it. A spit up because because like because because the the like like you said they're like she's funky uh, uh, uh she's rocking the skills tearing up the current like a girl's got girls but like when that's much faster um she's rocking the skills tearing up the current like a girl got girls and it's like <laughs> and it, it, it's just a way it sounds awesome yeah <laughs> i'm a purist man i'm a purist i've got to watch it at the normal speed no um, that no you you <laughs> yours goes out of sync if you try and watch it spit up okay but i probably would still watch it at the normal speed you can't prove i wouldn't um, <laughs> so it's there's like they're dancing and singing this the song that like I don't. I think it's the wrong song for the scene. I think it needs. I don't know. It just something just doesn't sit right with me. And as they're trying to woo her with it, it starts to work. And Erin starts kind of like moving her shoulders to the dance, and it's so embarrassing. I thought this was embarrassing. I, I, I was I, like, oh I, there's my God. nothing worse about it's, this than anything else we've seen. No, I disagree. It's so it's so earnest, and it's the quality of the song mixed with the fact that it works and it actually does like honor eras enough for her to kind of get into it and start dancing <laughs> um i didn't i hated it I, I was like oh this is so cringy to see them like dancing and singing the song it's the low point of the film i don't know how else to pr- like look you can find it on youtube look the scene up it's like end of mermaid's tale queen of the waves um when they sing it look 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 up all those words <laughs> and you'll find the scene keen keen to hear what people thought because i was like this is what bumped this quite a lot lower for me was just the the cheapness and embarrassingness of, it, it of boosted it right up for me i think you have i think you need to be more discerning <laughs> i think you, no, like Richard, like I, I i to me there was just nothing about that scene. like the, the song was catchy and it's one of the ones that like i've been able to remember um you know a couple of days later more so than the barbie diaries songs <laughs> there's songs in that <laughs> they have a band they have a band um, note to self and it's not called so what we've talked about this <laughs> um yeah the um yeah because that, that's like two voices one song i've had in my head since we watched but it. that's a great yeah song. no like, that's what i'm, I'm saying that, that's kind oh, of like right. what i'm oh, using sorry, as a sorry, mark yeah. for yeah. like you know how well written a song is i guess is like the fact that it can stick ah, but is is catchiness hard to do i feel like catchiness isn't too hard to do to me surely like songs in a barbie movie should be catchy right like like that that's that's I, the product yeah. you're trying to sell is yes, something if, that kids want to play on repeat and um yeah. so it's, it's succeeding at its goal yeah, but if the standard, unfortunately, has been set so high, legitimately, like unironically, <laughs> has been set so high with the music in at least two of the previous films, and so with this one, it's like this. I expect better. I expect better from a from a from a Barbie song. It's and you know, again, it's not actually so much the song as it is 
the so, characters right. in the scene that I thought was embarrassing. Yeah. Although I do also think it's a bad song. But when you sung it for me on two times speed, it sounded pretty good. Oh, so honestly, go, to- go go onto YouTube, watch Queen of the Waves, and listen to it at one point five speed. Because I was like, okay, because because you forget that you're watching it speed up. Because I I usually listen to podcasts at one point five speed as well. So people talking at a normal speed is is insane to me. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I was like, this is a fucking like. This is a statement, the song. I was like, oh, wait, I'm watching it speed up. Imagine if you go back and watch it at normal speed and you're like, oh, my God, this is making me cold with embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this is, AJ was right. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. No, I actually I actually did um, go back and watch that scene after you, because you mentioned it to me um, off mm. pod. And so I was like, okay, to give this a fair shot, and because I know this will be a point of contention, I'll watch <laughs> that scene at normal speed. Um, yeah, one step so we, ahead of me at every turn. Just so we can have a proper discussion about it. And and yeah, to me, I was like, this is just like, I, I, I get what you mean. I just don't think it was uh, so good. much worse than anything else in the franchise or the movie. I'm glad you get what I mean. Yeah. I'm glad you get what I mean. That that validates me. It's not like you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's no, um, I do believe in Christmas um, from <laughs> Search for Santa Claus. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Ah! Which, which actually, if we're talking catchy songs, fuck man. <laughs> what a tune. That was, okay, this was the low point of the Barbie watch so far. I do believe in Christmas was the closest I've reached the veil of insanity for this podcast. Yeah, that, like, like, like that, that was the time, I was talking to someone recently about it, um, about watching Barbie movies, and they mm. were like, do you ever like... Uh, regret doing this or like or think like what are you doing i said that the one time that i've been like what am i doing with my life was during i do believe in christmas and mm. the search for santa Claus because you and i both independently of each other came to that like epiphany of like what the fuck is this it, what am it I doing? pushes you it pushes you into into um complete and utter like like leave your leave your humanity at the door and yeah. believe in Christmas. I do believe in Christmas. I believe in love. <laughs> sure is da, 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 oh my god, be, that was We'll go caroling all night long. We'll go caroling all night long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, well nothing I'll, like that here. The merchandise for this film, um mm. uh I'm I'm sure you could guess what one of the dolls does. Does she turn into a mermaid? Uh, no, her hair changed color in the water. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I thought that as soon as her hair changed color, I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, they've, oh, cl- they've clearly <laughs> just discovered this technology and they're trying to write it into a film. Um, but also, um, the Merlea doll, um, she has a hoodie that you can like unzip and put the other way, and it like turns into a tail. Like you flip it inside. That out. is cool. That's very that cool. Is cool. I, I like some of this, cool. the merchandise is like quite innovative, I think. Yeah, some um, of it is, yeah. Or maybe it's not innovative because maybe it's just like the McDonald's cap- version capitalizing or like the, the um you know, like like other toys are the are the innovative ones and then Barbie's like, We can do that too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> as as all sort of leaders in, in different d- industries end up doing, you know. Yeah. Everyone does everyone does Snapchat stories now. I don't even have Snapchat, but everyone does stories now, and I see stories on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook stories are still the lamest, though. Whenever I watch a Facebook story, I'm like, ugh. 
I watched a Facebook story. I somehow like managed to completely zone out for a second. And then I was like, why are you talking about stories? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, cause in my mind, I was gone for like five minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, what are you doing? Barbie's rotting our brains, man. <laughs> Messing with the space time continuum. Um, all right. Well, I should, uh, I should go. Um, because <laughs> there's, there's someone at my door. Oh, who's that? And then it'll, it'll be Dave. Um, cause oh, I thought you meant he was moment. here now. No, he's not. This is a Barbie theme song to a Barbie movie. We're gonna watch it also cover Joy in the Dream Team. It's time to cut some culture and do this together. Barbie forever, yeah. All right, I've just gotten back from answering my door. And it was Dave, Hi. David Correos. He's Hi. here at my house, uninvited. I was just walking down the street. Yeah. I saw your door was closed. You'd happened to just watch Barbie A Fashion Fairy Tale anyway. Yeah. And I was like, I might as well go into old mate <laughs> Richie, Richie's house and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Joining us on the podcast for the first time since 2017. Yeah. As wow. Well. We used to have the same house at was the like, time. Was like grounded for that long. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 badly did I perform it on the raid for me to have a three-year gap? <laughs> was it 2017? Yeah, that was the raid. Must have been, yeah, I guess, yeah. And, well, and the raid episode wasn't wasn't um, as iconic as Sister of the Travelling Pants where Dave um, famously dropped a pizza on the couch. Um, oh, that, that's that was, right. Or scary, or scary movie, movie you famously didn't watch one of the films. <laughs> I can see why I was grounded now. So now I have to, yeah, I have to bring you over to my house, uh, and sit there I, and, and I make you here. watch it. I walked here. I walked here, <laughs> and I saw the door was closed. I was like, I've just watched. Keep the story consistent. fashionista. <laughs> fucking whatever the fuck it's called. It was a good movie, by the way. Very good. No. Yeah. And now we're here. Um, all right, yeah, so we are here to talk about Barbie, a fairy fashion tale. Um, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> a fashion fairy tale. Um, yeah. So this came out in 2010, uh, directed by William Lau, whose name we've seen pop up a few times. It has uh, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's uh, audience score, obviously. Um, and Dave, I'll throw it over to you. What is this one about? We start out mid-story of Princess and the P. In media res. In media res. What's was, was that? Was that means in the middle of the story. In the middle of the episode. <laughs> we were watching Barbie, Princess and the P, media res. <laughs> All of a sudden, Barbie, she she gets on top of the bed. Grandma gets all evil and shit. And then, boom, the peas are zombies. And they start walking through. And I'm here thinking... <laughs> What the fuck have I walked into? Because I have no context for any of this. And then what happens? We fucking pull back reveal. We're on the set and we're watching Barbie. Also confused about where the fuck these peas yeah. came from. Breaking down the fourth wall. It was wild, dude. Yeah. It was very 2010 of them for to be all fucking meta. I was like, yo, this director's watched Community before. I see what's happening. <laughs> very good. Um, and then, yeah. And so that we, 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 we pull back. We realize uh, Barbie's dealing with like dickhead directors and they're like we don't want to fucking be a part of this shit anymore Mm -hmm. she gets broken up by ken 
over the phone. Yeah. Her two best friends are like, yo, Barbie, you don't need to put up with this shit anymore. <laughs> Do you have any other options? And Barbie was like, I think I can go to Paris for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and then and after that, um, Barbie ends up going to Paris to visit her auntie, Millic- Millicent, Millicent, auntie, yeah. auntie Millicent in Paris. <laughs> Um, and then we find out that it was it wasn't Ken that broke up with Barbie. It was um, Barbie's arch nemesis Raquel, uh, Raquel. <laughs> uh, and Raquel had gotten uh, tricked Ken into reading a script that she'd written, yeah. uh, which actually outlined breaking up with Barbie. And Ken was like, "Oh shit, I don't want this to happen." So Ken had to pull off like one big grand gesture, which he didn't need to, mm. but he thought he needed to. Well, so he, because he couldn't call or text Barbie anymore to tell her what happened because one of Barbie's friends had blocked Ken. And so when he was like, oh, can I just use your phone to contact Barbie? They're like, no, 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 you have to go to Paris. No, 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 no. you got to spend like a good couple hundred bucks to try and get across the world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then what happens? You got you got to go to managed isolation for two weeks when you get here. <laughs> it's twenty twenty remake. <laughs> uh, and then what happened after that? Uh, then we find out that Barbie's auntie is struggling in the fashion business because there's this other evil fashion designer who keeps stealing her work. Mm-hmm. And then the fashion store uh, that she owns, uh, Aunt Aunt Millicent owns, is in danger of being. <laughs> Being sold to a hot dog, a hot dog company, yeah. and being turned into a hot dog store, which ain't really a bad thing in my eyes. Um, and so, <laughs> do you prefer hot dogs to fashion, Dave? I reckon. I reckon I put them both on the same level, but they cater to different parts of my. Would brain. you rather never eat a hot dog again or never wear clothes? I would rather. Never eat a hot dog ever again. What? I do ever. Like no, 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 <laughs> oh my god, he's doing it now! Yeah, but once I'm naked, I'm like, well, fucking, you know, I'm here already. But like, you know, a staple was... of your stand-up show, Dave, is you um, always inevitably getting naked. I... Exactly, getting naked. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've been to one of your shows um, where at the start you said, "Now, everyone, I'm not going to get naked." By the end of the show. And then at the end of the show, I was sitting in the crowd looking at you cross-legged naked st- sitting on the stage. It is it is, it is is synonymous with your name. That wasn't, that wasn't part of the show, though. Yeah, that was more <laughs> of just a therapy session that you guys paid 10 bucks for. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, do, so, do, I, do I have to keep like... Yeah, no, you keep... keep so, so, um, <laughs> there's the hot dog stand. But um, well, then we're introduced to the other kind of big element. Yeah, um, so then um, we find out that... Uh, Aunt Millicent's um, like intern uh, is making dresses and they're so good. They're actually inspiring magical creatures, which are in the second story of the, of the, the fashion mm-hmm. store. It's a big, um, big old closet. And inside the closet, uh, these three fairies come out of the closet. Well, they're not fairies, Dave. <laughs> they're not fairies. <laughs> <laughs> they make that very clear. They make it very clear. They're not fairies. They're because they don't have wings. Yeah. And they're actually called flairies. Because they have flair. Because they have flair. 
Do you think the fairies will be furious to know they star in a movie called Fashion Fairy Tale? (laughs) (laughs) We are being misrepresented once again by the fucking media. (laughs) Bullshit. Uh, It's like in the Karate Kid remake, how it's like actually jujitsu. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, was it? No, Kung Fu, wasn't it? Yeah, Kung Fu, yeah. Kung Fu? Oh, man. Dave, this is all in all actually a pretty... um, like, you've summed up everything that happens in the movie pretty well. I mean, I, it has a happy ending, I guess, is the only other thing we haven't mentioned. Yeah, Ken, after a, a hilarious um, series of events trying to get to Paris, Ken shows up there. Um, the flairies manage to flare up all the dresses mm. and also make all of uh, the, the nemesis fashion designers' designs yeah. smell like poo-poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very stinky. Uh, they looked very stinky on screen. Uh, very, uh, ooh, not good. Very, um, very comprehensive um, um, rundown. Dave, I have and a question. And very enthusiastic. Oh, yeah, sorry. I feel like I've covered, like, what, the first quarter of the whole podcast is explained? Sorry, let's move on. Let's no, move no, on. no, 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 that's fine. I can feel it. <laughs> the, I have a question for you, Dave, because Richard and I have, have, this is, what number of Barbie is this, Richard? This is. Uh, I think, I believe it's something like 18 it is 18 18 so this is the midway point so we're or a, mm. a little under the midway point we've watched half of all 37 barbie movies and um i want to know dave from someone who i presume has not watched a barbie movie before i've um, never watched a barbie you, you hit the nail on the head aj dave's yeah. never seen a movie before so this was a very interesting experience for him it was incredible of <laughs> a fucking square that has moving shit on it i was like what is this where is the sound coming from i see no mouths on this big square <laughs> Big square on the um at the start of the film when the director calls cut and it zooms out of a film set for a princess in the pea movie. What did you think the joke was, Dave? As someone who's never seen a Barbie movie, I I kind of I kind of caught on. Okay, um um uh I because Richard had filled me filled me in that this was right. one of Barbie's first meta. Well, movies. like it was set in modern day. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, the director was a dickhead, eh? But yeah. it was also like. I've heard that that's actually what it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> in films. I was a bit for like, Barbie? Oh, this, is, this is getting pretty real, eh? Yeah, especially <laughs> for women, because this is pre-Me Too, so that kind of behaviour was acceptable for a director. Yeah, I just heard, I just kind of got this feeling, there's a yep, 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 shut up, bitch. Like, that's the vibe <laughs> I got. And I was like, yo, we love to do this. Like, this ain't, this ain't good. This ain't yeah. apparel women. It was 2010. It was a different time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point where the director says, like, this thing you're doing, you're doing, like, flapping your mouth. And she's like, uh, expressing my opinion and he's like yeah stop that and I was like oh this is <laughs> uncomfortable like I get that <laughs> wow. this is the point I'm not blaming the movie it is a he's not you know he's not a, a he's not the character. hero of the film <laughs> yeah very very unlikable very so unlikable. I I was flummoxed by this film because it starts with basically what we're shown so up until now almost every barbie movie has existed as barbie playing a character in a movie um and more often than not they've been princess stories but this is the first time it's it's like gone out of the fourth wall and shown us like we're basically watching barbie in princess and the p a fictional movie within the barbie meta um mm. that that doesn't we don't end up seeing the end of um and the like i'm i'm i also i figured that like she's still kind of she still refers to herself as a student so she could be in in university she's meaning 16 that, years like, old 
They're all 16. Is, I looked up on the Wikipedia page. Is she said to be 16 in, in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's 16. Yeah. So are we to be are we to le- being led to believe that like Barbie is sort of the equivalent of like um Saoirse Ronan? No, no, not but Saoirse Ronan's like in big budget films. Imagine if the like Barbie Anna Sophia films, Rob. Sure, but like imagine if in the Barbie universe are we naming teenage famous teenage women? <laughs> none yeah. of none of these people are teenagers anymore. Miley um, Cyrus. <laughs> I I feel like what the movie was saying to us. Allison Michelle. The amount of Ali and AJ fame. The amount of Jojo Siwa. The, <laughs> the amount of movies that we've seen already that that the Barbie movies are as big in the real world as they are in the the the, the meta Barbie universe. Like the right. Nutcracker was just as much of like a drop in the pond as in our world as it was in Barbie's Barbie's now, real world. I think I think they're made to be a bit more. I mean, she's never like swarmed on the streets, which I guess is maybe why she goes to Paris. No, to exactly. She she goes to Paris, and people literally on the street do not recognize her. So I don't think I think this is more like someone, a teenager who's got a role acting in like Lifetime movies, you know. So it's like right. successful. a real uh, Crystal. Uh, what's it? Crystal, crystal Low. Low? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So so. I was delighted because we often in this podcast during during our like big long franchises inevitably there will be uh, the meta sequel where like Hellraiser did one I remember where it was like a video game and it's like yeah it's very fun to get to the point where where like the the creators are like folding in on themselves and making jokes about the the intellectual property itself I was not expecting Barbie to have one because who's this for? Who is the meta joke for? And I like I, for I wouldn't us. have well exactly. That's yeah, I feel like this really like. catered to you guys. Like this is like the best surprise to get halfway through. Is like exactly. a commentary on You're- Barbie. You're exactly right. And I wonder if someone like William Lau, who's been directing these movies since the beginning, um, was like, I have to do this to keep my own sanity. You know, like I have to make a meta, a movie that's not just meta about Barbie, but meta about Barbie movies. And when it started, I was like, oh shit, am I going to really vibe with this? Because it's making fun of like the idea that Barbie lives in a universe where she plays Rapunzel and she plays the nutcrackers girl and all these sorts of things um and then when it became when she went to paris and uh the flairies showed up i was like oh okay i'm not attracted to the idea that fairies or flairies or whatever also exist in the real world i think this movie should have stayed grounded for maximum funniness well yeah because like coming off of um a mermaid tale which uh, you know, it's also set in modern day, Dave, and it's um, it has mermaids and talking mm-hmm. dolphins. But it's not um, Barbie playing Barbie, though. It's 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 Barbie. Yeah, still well, actually, a although we do see in this film that's the actress Barbie's most recent film. She has a poster of it in a trailer, right? Um, and she also references doing Three Musketeers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like the the meta element of it didn't serve any purpose like so then it's, it's just disappointing service, right yeah it's just like oh yeah this stuff all is all animals can still talk like it sounds yeah, like yeah. a really weak attempt to, to do what pixar does with their films where they kind of like tease instead of teasing new films we'll just tease shit that we've done before <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like a 15 year old will pick it up 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do people do 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 you think do you like like young girls and boys grow up with these? Oh yeah, and then yeah. like as they get older, the m- movies mature as well. Or did they? Grow- right, I yeah. Feel so we're like gonna they, get like they- the yeah the the Toy Story three or like the Soul. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. like Princess Adventure, I believe is the last one. Mm. Um, that's gonna be like Soul. It's like this is legitimately just not for kids. I can't <laughs> believe the last Barbie movie is called Princess Adventure, and that I they know. didn't use that title. Took thirty seven goes, but they films. finally nailed it with the most generic title. <laughs> um, I I don't know, I like it's yeah. I I when it started, I was like, damn, this is crazy. I was not expecting this, and I was really looking forward to like what the movie had to you know how it would develop and how it would continue to make fun of the Barbie movie brand, but it immediately drops it and then brings supernatural magic into the waking life, which the the next film we're going to talk about also does to an even greater degree, which seems to be like in canon with this film. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But um, yeah. And <laughs> we'll so talk about I, that when Dave's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was really disappointing that it just becomes a generic Barbie movie. And I also was disappointed, or I didn't like what you pointed out, Dave, that, um, that Ken doesn't do anything wrong and is, and is expected to be the one who does the mm. grand gesture. Like, it's not his fault. Like, Raquel just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she never, I thought she was going to be like a, uh, like a, like a pivotal character in, yeah. the, in the movie. Mm, no. Nothing. We nothing. have seen Raquel, a character named Raquel who acted as an antagonist in the Barbie Diaries, but I'm hazard, I, I, I don't want to say this is in canon with the Barbie Diaries because I feel like Raquel was a different design and it's a different well, not, of- So Raquel is like Ken, like Raquel is right. an existing character in okay. the Barbie doll canon, so are her two best friends, right. um, but the, and they play different characters in the movies as well. Apparently the right. dogs are as well. Like Jess was saying that the dog, the main dog in this one, was also yeah. in another, yeah, movie as well. But then it could just be like they, they could just be reusing assets and whatnot. But mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's break it down from a financial point of view. <laughs> How do we cut corners? We use the same shit over and over again. We have we have talked about a lot on this podcast already. Um, in the in the in the preceding um. I think almost seven hours so far. Um, and one thing I, I should mention now before we forget is that Barbie's auntie Millicent, uh, Millicent is of course Barbie's in canon's middle name. Um, so it's it's not without. Mm. Um, it all ties you know. together. I wonder if that is like the Barbie dolls. Uh, she's named for her aunt in the middle mm. name. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? What I did mm. find really interesting was that um, even though. Ken was like the B, the B story. Yeah. Like every interaction that he had with like people helping him hitchhike and stuff was yeah. so funny. Yeah, man. <laughs> and no, it is too- right. It, it's it's legit. It, it is legitimately funny. I thought I I thought Ken's story in this was like a pretty good time, despite the fact that it's got a kind of a shaky premise. I enjoyed yeah. watching mm. him scramble his way across the world. It was funny. It kind of felt like it kind of felt like it was a Ken's wake up call to the real world. Like he was kind of like stuck in this like Barbie kind of teenage yeah. world. And then the moment he gets into the real world, he's like, it's like the welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a ticket, you can't get on the train. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like he, he goes past his stop on the train and he's like, Oh, is there anything? I, I missed my stop. Like, well, you can go on the southbound train, but the last one for the night leaves in one minute. 
<laughs> just like, so like, DPs off. Oh, Seiko tries to go over the train, misses it, and it does a very uh, this dramatic zoom. It's funny stuff. Like I could see these scenes being part of like a movie starring Justin Long in the middle mid two thousands, right? Like <laughs> Ken, play, right? Like I think yeah. Road Trip. I think is what I'm. Th- Justin Long's the main character in Road Trip, right? Like it reminded me of of the movie Road Trip in a lot of ways, and I could right. see like th- that that happening. I guess. Or also in, in Ken's storyline, there's a bit where was he's- Justin Long was Justin Long road trip. I thought it was Brick and Meyer. It is Brick and Meyer. You're right. Yeah. No, oh. you're you're right though, Dave. There's a bit in um, uh, yeah, in this film where uh, Ken's on the plane and it's grounded in Pittsburgh, and there's this kid next to him who keeps on pulling faces and just generally being a little <laughs> shit. And then and then Ken pulls a face back and this little fucking shit just like bursts into tears, and oh god. <sighs> So and also, annoying. and they still haven't nailed like the animation of these no, characters that, that's, as well. Yeah, so that's so what the I was kid is say. also inherently a little bit terrifying. <laughs> do, you, do you feel and it's that, like because do you think it's because they're like leaning into like how like because uh, I'm guessing this is like predominantly for like young girls, mm. but like mm. you know having like that annoying little brother. Like, yeah. do you think that's their way in to be like, hey, we understand? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> how shitty are younger brothers? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> The the there is always there is a point in every couple of films where it reaches like the true bottom of the uncanny valley, even just for a moment. And that was it in this film, which was I think it was actually Ken like pulling faces back at the kid was the what am I doing here moment that I had <laughs> watching right. this movie. <laughs> um, but so generally speaking, Dave, what did you think of the film? I think I would have appreciated it a lot more if I'd watched one earlier film. Right. I did suggest I did because uh, I watched this before Richard and I was kind of very like because we we're having a guest every third film and I watched yeah. this and I was like ah oh, Richard uh, maybe we should get him to watch a different film because this one feels like a kind of pinnacle um linchpin in the in the watch right the the marathon that we're doing mm. and so I wondered if we should have got you to watch a different film especially because the next one is buck wild so <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about that but I mean I think I I the 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 obsessive compulsive in me is is glad you're here for the for, for this film Dave because and the friend it, in me is glad you're here <laughs> yeah, because it would have been frustrating you, right? to to have you know every third film there's a guest except for one point um because there are there have been other films in the series that I also don't think would have worked with with what would have thought like it needed to be just us talking about it well like getting Tim and Guy on to talk about a spin-off to like (laughs) I was worried about that one but it ended up working out this is the first time where it's landed on something where it's like boy do we have a lot to explain to you I think this has worked out fine yeah I I, I've had a great time I I wanted to say before that I actually found the movie bearable yeah it wasn't i was expecting like a slog um richard was like oh it's an hour and 10 minutes i was like oh oh that's a good duration time oh i like yeah, that yeah yeah, and, and yeah. N- nothing through it why was i ever like oh i'm really bored it was like okay the, everything kept moving they actually quickly. like they, they tend to be quite well paced and it, it is this weird thing where because you know 20 you know i've, I've watched about 20 of these films now and uh, yeah, like I, I haven't felt the the thing that that's the torture is it taking out my time. Mm, um, yeah. It's not the the fact that it's like um, I'm actually having to consume all these movies is like is funny, and you know yeah. it, it's going to be funny that when if I ever overhear a conversation about um, 
about Barbie movies, I'll be able to like, I'm actually them. Yeah, yeah. like and- some, the the thing I found that I'm only realizing now was everything kind of had a point yeah. to yeah, it. Yeah. Like there was no dead spots. And mm. if there were going to be dead spots, it was like full full of like kids jokes or like yeah, the yeah. one montage of the following yeah. the cat and the dog. Or you've got like the montage of them being around Paris. It's like, oh yeah, and all of this is adding to the movie. Yeah, and it's it's things like like if you were to say, all right, can you take a pass at the script? Um, keeping in mind this is our demographic, like it would be things like, oh, you'd bring back Raquel to get her just desserts. There's like a few things like that, but I don't think mm. there'd be much in terms of like major overhauls you would have to do to the script. Yeah, and I would be, I would, I, I don't know if I'd be on board with that because then that would have to add to the time duration. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think falling on a, one hour, 10 minutes is more important than tying up all the Because fuck watching that movie. <laughs> we, we, we have been doing this podcast since 2016 and the Barbie franchise has been looming over our heads since. And we are now learning, tragically, that they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, I remember that Barbie was the movie that you guys would tell me as like the bit, like your fucking white, the white whale. buffalo, you know. You're <laughs> like, one day, one day we gotta get, we gotta get through this. And yeah, I'm just glad to be part of it. Well, I th- I think um, as well the way we've done this um, to be able to to be like, oh, we're releasing Patreon packs for the for the last couple of weeks um, because we're on a break when we've actually been working harder than we ever have um, behind <laughs> the scenes. Um, it's a good way to do it because if the, if we just randomly rolled Barbie or it had been suggested, we would have had to break it up over weeks. But the idea that we can just release this gigantuan podcast um, and get it out of the way, like uh, the way we want to do it, you know, we're taking back control, much in the way that Barbie does when she is offered to direct a film at the end of Fashion Fairy Tale, which was a really yeah, nice, like it was really nice to have that in moment, like yeah, for was. anything to be wrapped up. I'm glad it was that because it put her, like, yeah, because well, also that's good that it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of it resets uh, the world a little bit at the end of it. That it's like, oh, she's still a movie star. She's still like going to be working in film, hmm. and and I guess that probably is more important to. Uh, set up than just the uh, Raquel always being classic Raquel um, trying to get with Ken. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. It was it's very, actually, that was it's a very, very good strange. movie. I it think. was very, the Raquel part was very, very strange. Yeah. How she just kind of got away with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is in the next film, so there is, there is some, some sort of oh, um, really? follow up. Mm. Do, do the films um, tie in with like, each other? Like continuity? Not, not really, no. Well, not, not, not though, because most of the movies are um, like Barbie telling a story. She could be telling these stories to in the same universe. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> and and there's there's the odd reference. There's like you'll see things on the Barbie wiki where it's like this character. Cause so what one of the cameramen in this film was played by quote unquote um, Barbie's grandfather Beak from a mermaid tale when it's like they probably just had the asset lying around we, we need to pan across i don't yeah, think yeah. the actor i mean because you but you could read into that that's like the actor from a mermaid tale who played like maybe the actor pulled out and they had to just get one of their cameramen to fill the role which is i guess something something that happens on film sets from time to time i imagine mm-hmm. um yeah and so you know actually it actually adds layers to previous films mm. yeah um Richard, what is the what's the deal with the tie-in merch for this this film? 
nothing interesting. Because they're um, starting to feel more like just movies existing for the sake of the movies and not for the sake of the toys. Almost. Yeah, yeah I mean, like they've got glittery de- dresses. Um, right. But I, I do have one other thing that I want to um, bring up, and that's Dave. Hi. What year were you born? I was born in 92. I know. I actually already knew that. So I've already got the page open. But for the audience, mm-hmm. um, so we, 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 um, there's a couple of websites where you can tell you what Barbie looked like the year you were born. Yeah. Uh, and for you, Dave, and you actually get the privilege of being able to see what it looked like because I've just had to describe it to everyone else, but I will still describe it. Um, but so you had totally hair Barbie who has extra long hair down to her, down to her ankles um, and comes with kind of like a – a uh, tie dye kind of, um, yeah, very cool uh, top, very nineties. Yeah, it looks mm. like it looks like um, hippie Barbie. Actually, this is the best selling Barbie in Mattel history. No way! No yeah. kidding! No way! Wow! Well done, Dave. It's um, totally <laughs> here. Barbie I was think a hit. I worked really hard for this. <laughs> <laughs> holding a world record, holding a record for the world's longest successful toy sale. She looks like the inspiration for uh, uh, Cynthia, you know, with the with the hair. All like from uh, Rugrats. Yeah, from Rugrats. Yeah. yeah well, the- C- Cynthia famously has not a lot of hair. Yeah, but you can see that it's like long. You're like long enough. <laughs> and that's like, look at all that hair. So like you strip some of that shit off. Fucking let it go buck wild, like you said before. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> I wonder if this is the kind of thing where it's like, you know, a, a combination of time, audience, and endurance of the brand that meant that this was the longest selling. Because if it's totally hair Barbie, that I'm pres- presuming like brushing her hair is a big part of the toy, mm. which now I would say is like, of course, it's Barbie, you brush her hair. I wonder if this was like the the doll that embraced that and became the quintessential Barbie. Right, yeah. Honestly, yeah. they should have they should have sold it pre-combed. So like the like the kids can have like a right. It's just like a tangled mess. Give the give the kids a sense of like accomplishment. Like, fuck. Yeah, bit head Barbie. Uh, all right well that, that just about wraps up our session uh our session our section on um i mean session was as just as cromulent of a word to use there but um uh on barbie a fashion fairy tale uh dave where can people find you uh i'm i'm currently on twitch um, oh, yeah. i'm doing a lot of well can um, you can you stop for a moment you've got a plug to do <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I live stream quite a lot on on Twitch, twitch.tv slash David Post Office. Yep. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm on there as well at David Post Office. So, nice. Yeah, come check it out. Yeah. What kind of what kind of stuff? Uh, what's what sets you apart on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a green screen. <laughs> nice. And yeah, just use that. Look, look if you if, if you're from this podcast and you come to Twitch and you mention Barbie, I'll t- I'll fucking talk to you about Barbie for like. <laughs> yeah. I can I can sell your Twitch, Dave. I've watched a bit of it. I reckon what sets you apart is like I've I reckon I can it. sell it better than you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, I've, please do. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've watched a lot of um, like sort of content creators doing like the fake like mouth agape screaming and overreacting thing. I know you as a person, and when you do it, it's genuine. Like, you're one of the, <laughs> oh no, okay, no, get fucked. Um, Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. The one thing you can't pick up on that is that the atmosphere. The one thing that game oh, has yeah. pulled off so well is the atmosphere, and it just you're just tense the whole yeah. time. But but it is funny that it's like. 
the 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 exaggerated personality that everyone else puts on is you at like a four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's me after like six years of reining it in. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm finally polished enough to get, get, put myself online. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for the plug, AJ. Good. Thank you for having me over, Richard. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was lovely to see you, as always. Um, and so, yeah, without uh, further ado, we, we'll move on. We'll, we'll throw out our little, uh, little song uh, by the lovely Carlisle Laurent, um, which, uh, which you've heard endless times already. <laughs> but here's another one. <laughs> Richard, 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 here mm-hmm. we are. We are at film 19, which means that halfway through this film will be we'll the official. Be halfway through. Yeah, exactly. There'll be the halfway through, halfway mark of the 37 Barbie movies. Has it taken its toll? Let's do a quick stat rep. Has it, take, has it taken its toll on you in any way, shape or form? Wow. See? Quite often, you and I will, will drink something on this podcast. In fact, yeah. earlier today, you floated the idea of you getting drunk on this podcast. Um, mm. I'm trying something different, and I'm eating today. Um, okay. Partially because Barbie has so taken over my life um, yeah. that recording this podcast is the only time I actually have time to, to eat a, a sandwich. What's on your sandwich? A steak. A steak sandwich. Yeah, I find that a steak. I had. I've had steak steak sandwiches. I find that the bread masks what's so good about steak, and I don't really like. Steak but the sandwiches. thing is that this is you. You'd make it with particularly bad steak. Ah, is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's like um, I've seen it called like minute steak. It's like the real right. thin stuff, so it's not like a steak. In which yeah. case, you know, it's like, yeah, it's essentially, uh, it's like bacon consistency kind of. Really? Well, mm. My doctor says I'm not allowed to eat steak anymore. Really? So I'm going all chicken, which is one, it's like, that's fine. I can do that. You know what I mean? Mm. I love like, chicken. I, I can, yeah, I'll eat heaps of chicken. I'll eat all the chicken in the world. I'll eat an entire chicken. <laughs> all right. So we are film 19. We're going to be talking about. Wait, has it taken its toll on you? Um, yeah, I think I've, I'm, I've talked before about how it's all I think about and how I'm, I'm kept up at night thinking about it. I had a particularly lonely evening last night, mm-hmm. um, and all I had to do, no one was home and all I had to do was watch a Barbie movie. Um, so I did that. I had a dream and last then, night that my teeth were falling out. That is such a common dream trope. Mm. It's, 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 it's hard to believe like, cause I've had fo- teeth falling out dreams as well. It seems like it's it's always mentioned in in dreams and like movies and stuff. I wonder what it means. I've never looked. Mine that was up. like um, just my front tooth. It was real loose, where it was like it was hanging completely. Like mm-hmm. you could you could like finger in between the tooth and the gum. Right. I had a dream once that my penis fell off, um, and on the the back side of the penis was like a little rat's tail, <laughs> um. 
and it didn't hurt. It wasn't like I got it cut off. It was almost like it was something that the penis can do is just fall off. Right. Um, and it felt very like, I felt like it was my subconscious telling me I was looking at too much porn and my penis <laughs> had become like an object. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, I guess, yeah, again, I can't help but think that there's a young girl who's thrown on a Barbie podcast to listen to people talk about her favorite movies and there's then heard me say that. So moving on to what we're going to talk about today. I've finished my sandwich now as well, so. Mm, nice. Um, we're going to be talking about Barbie, A Fairy Secret from 2011. I believe the first Barbie film that's just Barbie colon title. Um, I don't think we've had one like that until now. Um, Barbie, A Fashion Fairy Tale. The last film we talked about. Uh, it must be this. Does it, does it feel like we're in a new era of Barbie to you since Mermaid's Tale? Uh, you Mermaid's Tale being the first of it, you mean? Mm. Uh, also, yeah. Barbie Fairytopia. That's true. Never mind. Never mind. And Barbie Mariposa. Never mind. Um, so this came out in 2011, directed by William Lau, the the, um, the Robert Evans of the Barbie-verse. Was, no, was that his name? The Chris Evans. No, who directed all the ba- all the Airbud movies? Oh yeah, I, I I was actually trying to remember his name the other day. Vince, Robert Vince. Mm. I don't know why I said Robert Evans. Um, this Robert has seventy four seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes audience score because all of them do approximately, um, which is probably fair fair audience score. And like, if if it is, how likely is it that your children will enjoy this movie? Seventy four percent. Um, can you tell me what Barbie A Fairy Secret is about? So this is once again set in like the the real world kind of thing where Barbie's mm. at a film premiere uh, yeah. with her once best friend, now turned model enemy, uh, Raquel. Yeah. And, and also her handsome beau, Ken. And mm. so Ken gets kidnapped by fairies. Yeah. Uh, and then it's revealed that... Barbie's two like assistant stylists, stylists um, are also fairies, and they pull Raquel and Barbie into the fairy world to save Ken from being married off to the kind of is she like the queen of the fairies, Princess Grisella, who's um, under a, a love potion to fall in love with Ken, and so um, <clears throat> yeah, and then Ken has to like because uh, Grisella has uh is already betrothed and mm. her her husband to be fights ken uh similar to the studio ghibli film the cat returns oh sure yeah the one that everyone that everyone hates and i love where it's like i think i think the cat returns is one of the funniest movies i've ever seen mm, it's fantastic <laughs> and the um because the plot of both films is someone being like all right, here you are. Now you have to marry this person. Congratulations. And then being like, what? I oh, know. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, IMDb adds, uh, is the power of friendship greater than magic? That's what it, it says it asks. Ooh, depends who your friends are. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, the fairy world is called Gloss Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very fun. Uh, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was buck wild. <laughs> Is that because that's how I described it? We're talking to Dave about it? It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty run of the mill. Nothing special. Uh, nothing out of the Really? Way. Same way I felt about Gremlins too. 
No, yeah, well, I mean, what a, it's... What a callback. That's a deep cut for, for the cult pop show, <laughs> d- deep, deep state. Except for Craig, who was no. the greatest day of his life. It was yeah. Craig, right? Yeah. Hi, Craig. No, that was Eric. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Hi, Craig Eric. did jingle all the way with us. Yeah, you're right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, what was I saying? Fairy secret. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the setup of this one. And, like, yeah, I, I'm now... Yeah, I'm I'm 100 all in on modern Barbie. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and it's it's fun to see because when you think of like oh Barbie movies, you you, you your mind goes to Rapunzel and um, the Nutcracker, mm. and so it's fun to still have those kind of elements, but set in the modern day. For me, that that really sure. I'm going to end up saying this so many times. This is the last time. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I thought this movie was back wild. (laughs) I thought thought this movie was bananas, dude. I thought it was actually so insane. I've never seen a movie made for children so unwilling to hold the audience's hand, (laughs) especially in the beginning. Like, Ken is just kidnapped by fairies. It's a relatively grounded film, and then fairies come out of the sky and pull him away. And everyone, in typical Barbie fashion, a trademark of the Barbie movies is nobody really reacting to seeing the supernatural for the first time and in this they're just like it's a very doctor oh! strange reaction to it <laughs> exactly yeah that's a that's a that's a good um good comparison actually um like it's it jumps into the story so fast and this is the first time i've felt that maybe this one hour 15 minute barbie film could have used an extra 10 minutes in the beginning for maybe a little bit more establishment and pacing just so that we know what the what the status quo is so we can know what we're trying to get back to so we can know what to stick to yeah exactly i do have a theory though i have a theory that this film is supposed to emulate what it's like to play with barbie dolls especially as or with a little kid like the sheer amount of like assets and elements poured into this film make it feel like the plot was decided by emptying a toy box onto the carpet of your bedroom and then all the toys are the players and all the world's a stage right um (laughs) like because it starts it starts on like red carpet so you've got red carpet barbie and then you also have fairy dolls so they you know you you play you you have a daughter (laughs) richard and you're you're playing barbies with her and you're like oh and barbie and ken they love each other and then your daughter's like and then fairies come out of the sky and kidnap ken (laughs) you know like that's what this felt like um and then you go to another world and, like, at one point, Pegasus horses show up, like, winged horses, um, even though the characters already have wings. It's <laughs> <laughs> just because your daughter also has Pegasus. Well, it's the same as in our world. We we don't have wings, and so horses don't. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. That's a damn good point, Richard. <laughs> um I know, I know all of this is actually to sell more toys associated with this movie, but it almost feels like the opposite. Like they are forced to string together a plot from just a random assortment of toys that they already have. Um, like I thought it, it almost felt like a, I could say this for a lot of Barbie films, but for this one especially, it felt like a parody of a Barbie film. Like the story is so completely made yeah. up of Barbie brand cliches that someone who only has a basic knowledge of Barbie could make this. Like there's fairies and, and Pegasus and they're saving Ken, you know? Like yeah. I, about, about as much knowledge as I had before watching any of these movies. I, but I think that, that, that like maybe that's what I was kind of getting at that I like, that I we've mm. seen it played so straight that now now seeing it subverted yes. or parodied i get a kick out of it because it feels like i'm part i'm in on the joke you know 
I agree. I think this is the 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 kind of. I, I think like, this is the best one. Well, not necessarily, but I think that um, it's almost like it's it's on drugs. <laughs> mm. It's almost like Barbie's on drugs. I'm enjoying this midlife crisis, which I attribute to William Lau, who's been making these movies for 10 years so far, and I can only assume is going insane. So it's getting weirder and weirder and more experimental with each film uh, that he directs. Um, More power to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this was, I, I said this when we were talking to Dave about um, Fashion Fairy Tale, is that I wondered if this was the one we should have organized a guest for, or at least, like, this is the movie I think is crazy enough that a podcast <laughs> that it which just, just might focuses. Work. <laughs> like you, you know the plethora of podcasts that focus on bad movies like like worst idea or even like how did i how did this get made mm. that sort of thing or um like, i don't know what else have we had on this episode that we could plug again lauren well, we bonner's podcast how- you know like <laughs> we haven't had how did how did this get made on this podcast yeah i, I yeah I wish God. Oh, it's spoilers um, for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> like I like I think that this is the one you like remember when we where we guest starred on Mike Noise's podcast um Random Acts of Cinema mm. and uh we gave where they randomly select a criterion film to watch each week mm. and we got them to draw Godzilla raids again and we told them no 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 do son of Godzilla mm. because that's where the content is and then and his the fucking way- microphone wasn't even working it? <laughs> and in the same way um if someone's going to do one Barbie movie for their podcast, I think this is the one. I think this is the craziest one we've seen so far. Well, yeah, you either do the... Well, but then at the same time, it's like, this is the one that... Like, how many people know that a fairy secret is bananas, you know? Like, right. you would just do the Nutcracker because you're like, oh, look how bad the animation is and it's a it's a film mm. for little girls. Um, we're mm. not going to do any more research. But once again, like, <laughs> well, we're able to give that kind of... Uh, yeah, knowledge yeah. like we gave to um, Mike Noise. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Okay, no, fair enough. But if you are listening to this this deep in, however long I've lost track of what time this will be, um, and you have a podcast, uh, it's uh, about seven. Oh, thank you. I think this might actually be at seven and a half hours as well, <sighs> so that works out. Um, if you do a podcast on bad movies and you want to check out one crazy Barbie movie. For at least so far, this is the craziest one. I think it is. It is very evident of being the halfway mark in the series because <laughs> this is when it feels all like a bit too much and a bit too crazy. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Richard. Um, in this sort of new season of Barbie, <laughs> tell you what. You know, it's not as crazy as the next one. <laughs> after all that. Um, Ken Ken is increasingly becoming my favorite character of the series. Mm. Um, There's a legitimately funny joke in this when, as you said, he's forced to duel with Zane, who's the the fairy that loves Gracella uh, before she is hexed. Um, And they each have to, the start of the duel is they each have to show off their magic. And while Zane can create balls of mystical energy, all Ken can do is the trick that makes it look like you're pulling your thumb off. Um, and it's very funny, Zane, who who has like a, Wikipedia says he's Italian. I thought it was more like a Brazil <laughs> kind of accent. And and 
kid showing how he can pull his thumb off and he's like, no, you are just hiding your thumb with your finger. You are <laughs> moving your hands. I was like, this is a great joke. Like mm. this would be in in like a, a, a higher quality comedy movie. Um, and just This would be like in Shazam too. Yeah, no, right. right. <laughs> That's a great, 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 um, great example. Like it feels like, because you know in Shazam when they're up in, up in mm. the middle of the yeah. city and he's and he's doing his evil monologue and he's like, what? I can't hear you. Like that's it's that kind of joke where mm. you get this character like Zane, who's almost a Gaston from the Beauty and the Beast type character, mm. like who takes himself very seriously to them be meticulously explaining how to do the thumb trick. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny. Mm. You're right. You're right. Well, um, you're because right. of all of this, uh, yeah, I actually actually ended up liking this one more than I would have initially thought when, because at the start, it's just a bunch of love triangles and, and negative female stereotypes of like being jealous of each other. And I was like, Oh, this sucks. And then, but then it just got so insane that I couldn't help but fall in love myself. Mm -hmm. I also enjoyed the similarities to a mermaid tale that this film has. Um, Cause it's, it's, it's it's essentially, it's in some ways it's like a mermaid tale, but for, you know, it's not like, mermaidia a mermaid tale hmm, the better one yeah um that it's like you know finding out this thing and then then having to like uh you know she hides herself she gets fake wings like she got a fake tail yeah. and also like by the end of the film she or she, she when she transform ends up transforming into a fairy um mm. she gets the same pink highlights in her hair that um, Malia got nice yeah that's true you just said that uh, a mermaid tale is the is better than mermaidia and i know that i've said mermaidia is one of my favorites and the reason i didn't react with anger and spite then is because i'm so ambivalent on all of these movies generally mm. that i didn't even register that you would throw in a dig at no me but i do I, mermaid like tale is my second favorite so i can't believe that the, the mermaid Where tale is like the queen of the waves of these films <laughs> I will give it that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a movie that I didn't like. <laughs> um, so according to the Barbie wiki, this film cost $17.5 million uh, and made $125 million at the box office. Wow. The box office? This didn't go to the box office? That's not real. <laughs> am, uh, I, am I really unknowledgeable on what a box office is? No, it says it was um, shown in theaters created by Cinedime to gross $125 million. Really? Apparently. I I don't think it would have made $125 million, but... Um, so the the tie-in merchandise um, played up the gimmick of each doll being two in one, where a quick tug of the right ribbon or whatever, the red carpet dress transforms uh, into a fairy dress. So she's wearing a red carpet dress, you, you press a button or something and it turns into a fairy dress. Um, I watched the toy ad for this <laughs> uh, for this toy, um, and they always sing a little jingle in the Barbie toy ads. And in this one, um, the ad sings the lyric: "Sometimes a movie star hides a secret inside." And if Army Hammer is anything to go by, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes a movie star hides a secret inside, and then she turns into a fairy, and Army Hammer admits to 100% being a cannibal the secret uh, he's hiding thing. inside is another human <laughs> which he has eaten leggy leggy hammer 
Um, There is one piece of dumb IMDb trivia for this film, and it's dumb in the sense that it points out something dumb in the movie. So the trivia itself is a little bit dumb, but it's not as dumb as what it's referring to. Um, This is how it starts. Thrown in for the enjoyment of the parents, <laughs> or for, for parents, during Ken's duel with, with Zane, he bends backwards in slow motion to dodge a series of magic balls hurled at him in reference to Neo's attempt to dodge bullets in the rooftop fight scene from The Matrix. That's right, listener. In Barbie A Fairy Secret 2011, there is a Matrix reference, which I feel like is not the first time we've seen a Matrix ref- like this joke done in like a 2011 movie i want to say cats and dogs the revenge of kitty galore has has a bullet time joke and that also came out in 2011 there's one in shrek which came out 2001 that's fine though that you're within the statute of limitations in 2001 to do a matrix joke and i feel like i feel also feel like shrek's one is the like iconic matrix parody you know like that one i forgive that one fits what it is Hmm. I'm just trying to see if I can find it. Any um, luck? Uh, I'll I'll get back to you. Alrighty. Is there anything else that you want to say about Barbie a fairy secret? Uh, I liked the part where they got wings. Um, it it also <laughs> like it, it does. Uh, they the film ends with them uh, waking up and thinking it was all a dream. And yeah, they get they get men in blacked. Mm. <laughs> they get their memories wiped because Raquel. They make friends by the end of it, but then Raquel like basically confirms she's going to tell everyone about Los Angeles. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, you're not allowed to remember this thing." Mm. But then, uh, but then Raquel, they they have a shared dream, and Raquel wakes up being like, "I had a I had a sudden urge to be friends with you." Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful stuff. I ranked this one quite highly. I think I ended up putting it at number maybe five or six. Yeah, sure. I, I, I keep doing it. this thing. Yeah, where I like my rankings, like because at, at the at the time of watching any of these, I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. I, like that wasn't actually that bad. I'll put it like, and then now, and then they sour immediately, and so now um, all my rankings are like, yeah, all these ones that I remember thinking were good are just are very far below. Yeah, dude. Like, I I have a tr- I have trouble sticking with any ranking I do at the best of times, even for good movies. Let alone like movies that where like the point of difference between each film is like half a star at best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All righty. Well, let's move on, mm-hmm. Richard. Let's go on a little field trip to a little place I like to call Princess Charm School. Mm-hmm. Did you find anything about the cats and dogs? No, I thought it could be um, Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah, I mean, there probably is, but... Who knows? Anyway, let's move. Okay, so Barbie Princess Charm School either came out in 2011 or 2012. Uh, Wikipedia states it is a 2012 direct-to-DVD computer animated film, which was released on September 13th, 2011. Um, So I am unsure about when it actually came out. Um, This was directed by Zeke Norton. Um, not William Lau, sadly, but it does also have 74% on Ron Tomatoes. Um, can you tell me what this movie is about? Uh, so it's about 
uh, Barbie's character is chosen to attend Princess Charm School, uh, which is uh, it's set in modern day, uh, but it's it's like a um, yeah, it's a charm school, like um, whatever they call it, get taught like manners and shit and how to be how to be yeah. regal. Um, and, but then it because she's like a uh, it's a real Cinderella story. She's she's working at a cafe and she gets picked randomly to a, a lottery to do this, and then turns out she's actually a princess yeah she's the rightful yeah. heir to the throne and there's like a plot to crown the the bully girl and there's a really funny um sort of ditzy dumb girl named i think venus who has some funny lines um what did you think of this film for oh, barbie's name is blair in this so it's not a set in the real world barbie movie but it also doesn't have a framing device it's just the main character looks like barbie but is named blair yeah uh kung fu panda one actually contains like matrix uh references they came in 2008 kung fu panda 2 came out in 2011 um maybe that's what i'm thinking of so that's pretty cool uh (laughs) that's what you thought of this film (laughs) yeah (laughs) this i'll tell you what I have got to the point. I'm I, like, it's almost like the same way people talk about like, I'm too old for. I'm too old for dating. I'm too old for Tinder. This is like, I'm too Barbie experienced for a film not by William Lau at this point. <laughs> like, like this is this is um uh Zeke Norton's uh, first Barbie film. He directs a few more, and like. It's too normal. Like, mm. William Lau is now that crazy spice I need in my yeah. Barbie films. Uh, uh, the man is going insane. Yeah, Zeke Norton's <laughs> a, a, a real John Watts. Um, <laughs> or a, a, a Peyton Reed to the franchise, whereas uh, William exactly. Lau's our uh, our James Gunn or our Taika Waititi uh, yeah. that you bring yeah. into to, to zhuzh things up a bit, you know, add a bit of character. And, and that's the only energy I want to see coming to these movies this far in i don't need a typical traditional barbie movie at film 20 are you insane (laughs) are you crazy (laughs) because i am i'm going insane and i can't take a normal one anymore um this is this is such a basic barbie movie like i i don't know i i I found it very hard to pay attention to i found it there weren't a lot of interesting twists and turns yeah i'm and i'm having one of those moments where i'm stepping outside of myself and realizing that i'm talking about a barbie movie and being this critical about it but i stick by it yeah i I, I actually ranked this one pretty low now that i'm looking at it yeah yeah Um, same and I i think it's like i um Coming in to talk about this, I'm like, yeah, fairy secret. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good chat about that. And then you're like, what? What's Princess Charm School about? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Sorry, Zeke, um, buddy. <laughs> get better. He does have a few more up his sleeve. He makes the princess and the pop star, the pearl princess, um, video game hero. Oh, I'm very excited for video game hero. Mm, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I hate to take it here. But because I'm such an anti-royalist, Richard, I won't even watch the critically acclaimed Netflix original The Crown, even though it's apparently anti-royalist. Um, really? Oh. I found it really hard to get invested in a story about learning how to be a princess. Like, it's all like, here's how to act proper and impress fancy people. And it's also stupid and pointless. And like, Barbie movies should be about learning to be yourself and be a good person and 
not a fucking bootlicker. Like this isn't the. <laughs> it's it's it's. I don't I don't understand the stakes when it's like you must learn how to be a princess. And at least in the other Princess Barbie movies, it's like eh, she's a princess so that we can be afforded a particular theme. Eh, she's a princess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're given princessy and imagery mm. and that's about as far as yeah. it goes or something like princess and the pauper which like intentionally highlights yeah, we're given like, the class porporian uh, imagery as well <laughs> <laughs> porporian love it like porpo <laughs> what do you think do you feel that or is that just a, a- no i feel it yeah it's it, it's it's weird it is weird having a a run-of-the-mill you know origin story like mm. I, I I'm continuing my Marvel metaphor. Um, that it's kind of like, yeah, it's cool to get Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel, but it's like, ah, we, we've kind of seen origin stories. It's like, mm. yeah, it's not that we're bored of these heroes or anything like that. It's just the it's a very regular, safe story yeah. structure. Yeah, and did you did you feel that the the princess etiquette stuff was just like kind of kind a of bad, almost cares? a bad message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, who cares? Who cares about being a princess? Who cares about any of these movies? Who cares about this stupid <laughs> podcast? Um, there's also just randomly fairies in this one. Each each like charm student is assigned a fairy hmm. that follows them around. It's, it's like having a uh, sir unit, um, you know, an invader zim. <laughs> I was like, what is that from? <laughs> oh, invader zim. But then, no, of absolutely. course, zim gets a girl unit. And and it's like this is this is a movie comparative to other Barbie movies that is is very grounded in every other way. And then it's like it's like they have a, they have a um magic pixie dust quota to make mm. with each film. And they're like, all right, chuck a fairy in it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how and how people complain about in Ratatouille, um, how it's like he can control Linguini by pulling his hair. And then it's like none of the rest of the movie can happen as well. But because we're at least shown the humans have some sense of reality, you know, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, only I'm only has... gonna talk about this movie in references with other movies with, to other IPs. Well, I've got a great I've got great news for you, Richard, because <laughs> this film has a third act reveal. Uh, where we find out that Blair is actually the princess and was kidnapped as a baby by the villain, whose name is Dame Devon, um, after after Blair's parents died in a car crash, which is actually particularly dark mm. for a Barbie film, um, so that her daughter Delancey could be queen. So in a film, um, which, by the way, it, it, it claims it's mess- like the message of the film is there's a princess in every girl, right? Like it, it's almost Aladdin-esque. Anyone can be a princess, you know? Um, hey, so- Save the save the references for me, mate. <laughs> well, and 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 so in a film with that that is claiming that there's a princess in every girl, it ends up making the main character literally a princess yeah, by yeah. inheritance. This is the rise of Skywalker of Barbie movies. <laughs> it's the same problem, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Am I going crazy or am I reaching there? Like this is this is Ray finding out she is a she's a Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. Is Blair she finding is special. out? Yeah, yeah she it, um, is funny how she is special. Yeah, it's like, well, you there, what's your name? Um, Blair Willows. Blair Willows what? Princess Blair Willows. <laughs> very, very, very seamless. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh. To continue this this theme that I also did that you started that I didn't realize we were going to be doing, but of comparing it to other movies, uh, there's a scene where the characters earbud the school's <laughs> rules. <laughs> so Blair has like these these three friends at charm school, um, and they make. Uh, cooler uniforms using the fabric from the current uniforms to kind of like stand out and be impressive and they claim that nowhere in the school curriculum does it say you can't rip up your uniform (laughs) and make a cooler outfit from the scraps and this works the like the sort of like the the vice principal is like well technically it doesn't say you can't do that Um, and like I'm sure it doesn't say you can't do that in in the school curriculum but it's a very specific thing for the school curriculum to explain I mean any girl watching this movie who tried to do the same with their real school uniform in real life uh, was probably met with a bit more resistance than like Barbie yeah although like imagine um yeah there is um in uh the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air he does something very similar um when he goes has to go to like the school and it's a very kind of fancy school and you know he's like the fresh print you know he's not from around here um and i i i can't remember if he did himself but like the the interior of the blazer that he has to wear has this really nice lining and so he wears it inside out or he put the lining in um and he wears it inside out and he's like technically wearing his uniform kind of thing but he has this like very loud vibrant pattern um compared to everyone else but and then that's just what it is for the rest of the series interesting i feel like that's a little bit different than literally yeah, yeah, they, like, like cutting it damaging up. school property hmm. like that's not how uniforms work it's like it's still technically made from the fabric it's like yeah but it's clearly it's clearly detracting from the point of a uniform and yeah. now i'm fucking arguing for the man you know now i'm arguing for the royalists i'm just <laughs> saying I, d- I don't understand yeah i just don't understand how they got away with it um it doesn't seem like they should get away with it um so we should probably talk we, she, this has been around for a couple of movies now but we should talk, probably talk a bit about diana karina who is the new voice of barbie mm. um and what do you think of her as Barbie? Um, I, to be honest, like I don't mind her. Too, like we we lo- we all love Kelly Sheridan here at the Cop Option Podcast. Oh, of course. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a real um, uh, what's his name? Zachary Quinto was Spock situation, um, uh, where it's like obviously no one can replace Leonard Nimoy, but uh, he does a pretty good job. Mm. I think it depends on what you want out of Barbie. Like, yeah. Callie Sheridan, I feel, brought a very wise mentor-like Yeah, it, it suits the, uh, the, 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 the storybook uh, kind of bookending of yeah. the films a lot when she's yeah. – but, you know, now that we've evolved into, like, a, uh, a bit of a diva, um, she, yeah. you know, I kind of said in the real world, I think it's, it's not without its charm. No, yeah, I think, yeah, Diana – uh, is more her delivery is more like human it's more fallible mm. you know like but i don't i i don't like seeing callie sheridan's barbie make mistakes but i i believe it when it's um diana's barbie nice okay. yeah yeah Nice. Holding woman up to an unreachable standard. Very cool, AJ. Well, it's very Barbie of you. <laughs> it's very charm school of me. It's very Princess Elite. Uh, yeah. I think I think you're coming around to the idea. Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the tie-in merchandise for this film are clearly wanting to up the stakes of the last film. All the dolls from Princess Charm School have a three-in-one Oh my god, I was going to suggest that as a joke. (laughs) So going from the school uniform to a party dress to a royal princess gown is what you can do with these ones. I love it. Um, And dumb IMDb trivia for Princess Charm School. Um, when the charm school ladies are brought up, uh, the, the, when the charm school ladies and the boys from Prince Charming Academy dance, it is the same dance from a Knight's Tale, <laughs> like the the Heath Ledger film. I guess film. so. Like, if it is the same dance from a Knight's Tale, I'm sure it's a pre-existing dance. No, I, I, think- I could see like an animator being a fan of that and putting in a cheeky little reference. Surely there's there's like some kind of legal boundary. I yeah, actually yeah. think. Who is that big a fan of a Knight's Tale? Um, I guess a, a Barbie animator probably could be actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's actually, uh, like issues around copywriting dances. Right. But, and, and like and what? and it's come up uh, recently uh, with with Fortnite. Like the yeah, the no, floss right. and stuff like that, um, and that it's actually like and Carlton from Fresh Prince. Yeah, apparently the the answer used to be no, but now there are provisions to uh, in copyright acts to incorporate dance and performance. Well, anyway, well, it that, still doesn't clarify yeah. which dance from a Knight's Tale. It's very, uh, it's just such a strange movie to reference in the in the IMDb trivia section for this Barbie movie. Mm. Um, the other piece of dumb IMDb trivia I've got here says Blair's roommates at Princess Char- Charm School's names are Hadley and Isla, which happen to be the name of names of Genevieve's from the tw- Twelve Dancing Princesses younger twin sisters. Also, Hadley in both movies wore a blue outfit, and Isla wore pu- wore a purple outfit. And uh, that's not necessarily dumb. It was actually now that I'm reading it, I'm like, this is just here to remind you of this. That I think this is the third time we've seen a Hadley in a Barbie movie, which is a very specific name. We mm. called it out and um when we talked about Twelve Dancing Princesses for not like not even remembering there was a character named Hadley. <laughs> um and it, it's interesting because like you get like names like Raquel recurring, but they are yeah. recurring because they're they exist in the real world yeah. and have dolls based after them. Whereas this is like characters that exist in the fictional movies that Barbie makes has mm. used the the very the very uncommon name Hadley quite a few times. Mm. It's good stuff. Is it? Or is it a conspiracy? The, I the, I think this goes all the way to the the president. This goes all the way to Mattel. Oh, the president of Mattel. So do you have any any other things you want to point out about Barbie Princess Charm School? Uh no, I do want to tell you who the president of Mattel is though. Richard okay. Dixon. Very close to Richard Nixon. <laughs> the, the conspiracy goes deeper. <laughs> yeah, this is the Watergate. This is the the Hadley Gate. Um <laughs> Yeah, like this that that's a name that it sounds like Richard Nixon would he didn't actually die and he's wearing a mustache and someone's like, What's your name? And he's like, uh, Richard Dixon. <laughs> um I wonder how, how many Barbie movies do you reckon Richard Dixon seen? Uh, surely all of them. I imagine like there's got to be some kind of screener that happens every time one of these films finishes. Surely. Hmm. 
That's what I imagine culture is like at Mattel. Maybe we need to do a follow-up Barbie episode, Richard, where we reach out to right, the yeah. Mattel, like, like I'd be I'd be interested to know anything from anyone behind the scenes of these yeah these films. Any, like, I'm sure we could probably reach out to William Lau if he's if he's still around. I'm sure we could probably reach out to Kelly Sheridan and and see what what was the interpolitical landscape of the Barbie movement, Barbie movie movement. You mm. know. William Lau. Um, huh. There's, I, what I think are two different William Lau's, um, unless he's just gotten real into like computer science <laughs> after doing that. Wow, this. he is an animator. True. And what is animating if not doing science on a computer? It is a computer science. I know. That's what sure. I fucking said. Oh, I found our, our actual William Lau. On Instagram. Oh, he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's got, um, what else? He did a Hot Wheels film. Barbie Mermaid Tale 2. Did. Beast Machines. Powered by Weebly. Oh, where's your contact, Wait, is, Will? Is Mermaid's Tale 2 his last Barbie film? Oh, no, here it is. Should we send him an email? Um, not right now. Hello, William. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Barbie theme song to a Barbie movie. We're gonna watch it also come and join the dream team. It's time to cut some pop trip and do this together. Barbie forever, yeah! Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty. I should take a sip of water before I begin, because it's very hot here. Yeah, it got up to 40. fuck you. It got up to 36 degrees in Christchurch today. I don't know about are you, Auckland. Are you in Christchurch? I'm in Christchurch. Richard's in Auckland. Yeah. So yeah. we do the Zoom podcast without a guest here. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it for years. And then when the pandemic started, a bunch of other podcasts figured out that it sounds way better if you do it this way. <laughs> and it's like, no, our patented technique. Um, well, I guess other people had done it before. But um yeah, it was so so. Yeah, this is just the way we've done it for, since um, twenty eighteen. Um, oh, we, we we met we we started it when we were both living in Auckland. Um, right, and then right I, yeah. I moved back to Christchurch, but yeah. Um, all right, so uh, that was some fun preamble for you all, listeners, uh, with our new guest to talk to us about a new Barbie movie. It is UK based Kiwi comedian Nick Sampson. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. Thank you so much for. Uh, allow me to uh, escape this pandemic for a brief moment and enter the world of Barbie. Mm. <laughs> the, the preferable world of Barbie? <laughs> What's yeah, worse? Well, everyone's, everyone's outside, nobody's <laughs> sick, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the film we're going to be talking about now is Barbie, A Perfect Christmas. Um, this came out in 2012, which I think if... Uh, it was unclear whether or not Barbie Princess Charm School came out in 2012. If so, <laughs> this is the second 2012 Barbie film, um, which is interesting because 2012 was in like recent memory, you know, and it's weird to think that we've only just passed the halfway mark of the 37 Barbie movies. Yeah. And also since um, now, yeah. Like thinking back to 2012, when everyone like thought the world was going to end because of these mm. Mayan predictions and now it's like it's probably gonna like because of science. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so this this film was directed by Mark Baldo. Very funny name. Probably the funniest Barbie <laughs> director name we've had so far. Um, it has a 57% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very low. And I, I'm worried about the um, the parents, presumably, who are user-reviewing this on Rotten Tomatoes and how maddening this film must be for them for it to get only 57%. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's like the sort of mean median score they are all so they don't have critic scores of course as as mm. you can probably guess why um but the the audience scores usually are around 73 to 78 um, oh that's so this, good mm. yeah this is quite low for 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 a barbie movie at 57 um but nick would you be able to tell us um in sort of a sentence or so two sentences max uh what is Barbie a perfect Christmas about? Well, Barbie a perfect Christmas is about a team of Barbies <laughs> who want to go to New York from. Uh, they seem to live on a tropical island. <laughs> I think it's LA, but I always thought Barbie lived in Malibu, which is mm. closer to New York than than LA. <laughs> but oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so if they, if they go from LA to New York, they take a weird. Route because they end up in like in Minnesota. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they get they get snowed in, and mm. they have to spend their their dreams of a Christmas are are, are dampened by having yeah. to spend Christmas at this beautiful Christmas lodge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Um, the according to IMDb, um, the question because the IMDb synopses always put a little question at the end of it to be like and this is what you can expect this says is this going to be the best Christmas ever which is interesting because the preceding sentences are like all about everything that goes wrong and then to then ask is this going to be the best Christmas it's like well probably not it's certainly not leading that way (laughs) just 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 to clarify about the whole um because you said so it's in Los Angeles right you said I assumed if they're it might, it might not be. Well, because so Malibu is like 40-minute drive out of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I thought Malibu was somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Now, Malibu is like in California. And right. so it's like technically Los Angeles is closer to New York, but it's like you would drive from Malibu to Los Angeles to then fly to New York. Isn't it interesting? I think the more interesting thing here is why do I think Barbie's from Malibu? Where did she I is. pick up that piece of information? She is, is that from uh, Mal- Malibu, Stacy? That's that's totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Malibu, Stacy, um, which would still make sense if it's a full-on parody of Barbie that she is from from Malibu. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, there's a lot of like Barbie Malibu play sets and stuff. Like, I think Barbie canonically is from Malibu. Excuse me, guys how How have you been watching twenty one of these movies and you have no idea? where she lives great question from Barbie and a mermaid tale she's competing in Malibu I could tell you that but Barbie and a mermaid tale she is playing a different character yeah yeah. so Malia is from Malibu to to, to answer your question Nick most of the Barbie movies aren't about Barbie they're about Barbie playing a character sort of like how the Muppets do like the Christmas Carol and you know that, that sort of thing or like a lot of it's Looney Tunes did it a lot where it'd be like the fame the the players playing um like public domain characters like Robin Hood and, sure. and stuff like yeah. that. Um so most of the Barbie movies I like, thought they were all Barbie. I was really confused. Like it doesn't it's it's not an easy watch to just jump in as like a casual viewer. You know, it's like the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. Like yeah. there's a, obviously a lot of lore around yeah. this. And so <laughs> we just jump in and it doesn't like catch you up or anything. So I was I thought it was like 
I think we were meeting Barb like four different Barbies at different stages of their lives. Or right, something. this is like the Avengers. Um, because they cross <laughs> like over. They've the all event. sort of time traveled together somehow. <laughs> live in this Barbiehood, and it takes place over twelve years into the Barbieverse. Um, Barbie but their, si- their sisters. Aren't they? <laughs> yes, so I'm glad you brought up the sisters. Actually, so and this actually does. Um, twist the what what you've described as as a deep lore on its head because the there are four sisters in this film ranging from like maybe barb barbie's the oldest and i'm gonna guess she's like in her early 20s in this one ranging down to the youngest one who is a preteen basically um and so the 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 youngest one's uh chelsea she'd be about should be about four or five. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like definitely preteen, but like quite significantly preteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know so, when you go down to the ch- the children's playground, you see those preteens. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that. And I'm like, hey, come watch a Barbie movie with me. Um, so the bar the Barbie sisters are named Barbie Skipper. Stacy and Chelsea, uh, which was I was very surprised about because um, Barbie's youngest sister, Shelly slash Kelly, depending on where you are in the world, had already been like maybe the second most recurring character in the series up until this point. Like in the early oh. films, Barbie is often telling a story to Shelly slash Kelly, who was at the time Barbie's main like youngest sister who she mentored. Sometimes sister, sometimes niece. Yeah. Um wow, so, so she's just she's just not there. She's she's gone, she's gone and there. seemingly replaced with this imposter named Chelsea. Um and I was I was like, Where what have you done with <laughs> Shelly slash Kelly? Um Stacy had appeared once already. She was who Barbie tells the story to in the Diamond Castle. Um and I had at least heard of Skipper before, though this is her first appearance in the Barbie movies. Um so I looked oh. up Barbie's canon family tree um to try and make sense of all this madness you know um and it it lists a bunch of her sisters and the years they were active until the doll was discontinued um but it reads instead very grimly like a tombstone and next to (laughs) shelly slash kelly's name it says 1994 to 2010 holy shit what happened to kelly 17 gone too soon it's very it's very it's very sad one of them is like 2009 to 2011 like one of the sisters it's like oh that's so tragic (laughs) um so while while yeah nick you have jumped in at a weird place um or deep into the barbie lore there is kind of a soft reboot of the canon at this point where these are her canonical sisters and i think they appear in more movies that we've got to watch already there's a movie coming up literally called barbie and her sisters in a puppy adventure and i'm a assuming these are the three sisters that she'll have wow i mean they've already they've already arguably just had a puppy adventure <laughs> that's true <laughs> they were puppies they, they were, also they have a puppy puppies. chase later on as well oh, oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> um so this is the third christmas barbie movie after the nutcracker and a christmas carol um and depending on what you count as a musical it is the third musical entry in the series um this is the first it really time... shocked me when they started saying <laughs> this is the first time the first film set in the real barbie world that is a musical though this is the first oh. time it's just been barbie as herself right in a musical um the songs aren't really Usually, Nick, we've been like singing a little sample of the songs because they're usually a lot more 
interesting than the yeah. ones of this. Yeah. But this, the, the opening song of this was like each of the sisters singing about what they wanted for a, a perfect Christmas custom made for them. Um, was sure. kind of the, their heart song. Um, that being said, that like I so I said this was a musical, but there are three songs within the first act, and then none <laughs> for like the meat <laughs> of the story. They never sing again until they cram two in at the end, and the second one is just deck the halls. Um, so I don't even know. Well, I guess this is technically a musical, but not a very well balanced one in terms of how often they sing. Mm, like Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin has surprisingly well, its its songs are surprisingly front loaded. If you watch that mm, movie, yeah, there's, and, there's no songs after a whole new world. Yeah, well, there's the Prince Ali reprise, or if you watch the the remake, there's yeah. Speechless. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, it's actually for being for having some of the best music in the in the Disney verse. It's mm. uh, yeah, it's just they 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 tease you with it at the start and then nothing. Weird. Hey, uh, I, I thought I might, I don't know if you, what you guys think, but, uh, <laughs> I thought I might uh, just ha- have a crack at one of these songs. Please, please do. This is <laughs> the most a, little... a guest has prepared for our podcast ever. This is amazing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Come with me. We've been decorating the tree. Oh, my God. This is what the season can be. Ah. Uh, favorite time of year <laughs> look around cookies coming in by the pound hot cocoa to wash it all down and all our friends are here wrap it up stack it up pack it up and go hey hey what you say step into the flow love is what we got a smile on every face <laughs> and presents all over the place. We get to give it away. We get to give it away. Yeah, yeah, we get to give it away. Hey, every day. Wow. That was, oh, oh my god. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm, I felt like, um, I imagine that's how, like, a teenage girl feels when their their like boyfriend sings a song they wrote for them. <laughs> this is the closest I've ever had to that feeling. Um, that was amazing, Nick. That, that of course incredible. is the the song that um, Chrissy, no, Christy Clawson, who's the innkeeper, sings for the Barbie girls when they turn up snow ridden and looking for a place to stay because they they work in sort of a Santa's workshop kind of charity thing. Um, yeah. That was and by the way, lots of lots of great guitar tabs for Barbie songs on Ultimate Guitar. <laughs> tabs. So just go check, check it out. That is the best thing that has happened on this currently eight-ish hour podcast. So I'm really glad. Yeah, that eat that shit all our other guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what? It, like Richard. Um, You've been quite a champion for the music in the series so far. Yeah. Um, what What did you think of the music in this one? Um, well, I thought um, Nick d- improved on it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that was incredible to hear. That that song, you you pulled from the recesses of my memory. 
Um, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't have been able to pull that out. Um, uh, yeah, there, there I was, thought for a long time that all the songs are the same song. They sound like the same yeah. song, and I think that's what separates this from previous Barbie musicals. And I'm so sorry that I've spent so much of this section talking about other Barbie movies you haven't seen. <laughs> but like that is that is a consideration in this one. Is they usually they usually take more care in at least making two distinct recognizable <laughs> songs in yeah. each film but they all just sounded the same in this yeah th- this one this film i actually have now put as my least favorite one on my ranking wow, um, wow. because I, I for so long i've been like each film i've been like this i mean this is better than this one on this one but this i i made a conscious decision to be like no this is my least favorite one um i don't i don't i can't back it up in any way and if you challenge me on it, I'll change it. Um, mm. I, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen any of the others, and I imagine, but I imagine a lot of them are are kind of going into like the Disney uh, magical worlds, right? Mm, yeah, Disney light. Yeah, you, you describe like a, a mermaid one, for instance. Yeah. yeah, but this one it feels like they were. It's 2011. Uh, is razor light? Razor light. I feel like there's lots of, it's yeah. like, is it like around like the sort of camp, the Disney camp rock era? Um, Where did, how did Razor Light come into that? <laughs> I don't know. Some of the songs are like Razor Light for some reason. <laughs> you know, Razor Light, <laughs> Camp Rock. <laughs> yeah, those things go together. Or uh, Hoover Stank. Um, but it's like, it's like they're trying to, they're trying to make a modern, Barbie, you know, there's lots of talk mm. about vlogs, lots of computers, po- podcasts, podcasts. I feel so old. Out. This is the this is the first time in the Barbie watch that that like podcasts have become part of the canon of the story. It may be sad that podcasts have been going that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, and yeah, we still yeah, haven't cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, you actually messaged me um, earlier today, and you said something along the lines of. I can't, this is so hard for me to watch. I can't believe you guys have watched so many of these already. So you, you didn't enjoy this film? Do you know what, AJ, I, I really, I, I, regret, I regret saying that because I, you know, I was, I was watching on my laptop. I was, it said right. at the end of it, I, I, I should have put it on the TV and enjoyed it in full because mm-hmm. when I, as, as I tried to sort of fault the movie, um, it would often just kind of like prove me wrong. Like, I feel like it's quite a competently made movie. Um, right. All the characters have have wants. They have goals. They want a perfect mm. Christmas, and you just know it's not going to happen for them. Um, it's and not. then uh, they have this character conflict. Um, you know, the, the tension builds. The action builds. Uh, they've got a. They, they have there's real they're real peril for these characters. Mm. Um, and in the end, you know, it's a nice message about you know Christmas. You can have a perfect Christmas, even if you don't make it to New York. You can have a perfect Christmas as long as you by blind luck, end up at the most Christmassy place in the world, <laughs> like a Christmas toy workshop with, if you're, yeah. as long as you're at a toy workshop with elves and reindeer and, <laughs> and Christmas trees, you'll have a fine Christmas. I think that's really sweet. It's the true yeah. meaning of Christmas. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think what you're describing is what this film could have been at its best. I'm not sure personally uh, that it gets there. I didn't hate this as much as Richard. Um, but what oh, I, I didn't will say it. is, don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> None of these are terrible. These are all five star films, yeah. and this is just my, happens to be my least favorite. Um, I did think it was weird that so at the start of the film, as as we said before, they sing a song that outlines their specific want for what they're wanting. Um, and, um, is it weird that each of the sisters has a specific wish and even though they can't get to New York, their wishes start coming from, coming true from a certain point of view in Minnesota, but then it's only really Skipper that vaguely gets what she wants. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, uh, so these, these are the lyrics from the opening track. Stacy, uh, Chelsea wishes, um, she says, I'll wear my new pink boots in Central Park. I just can't wait. I'll feed the sea lions and everyone will think it's going to be amazing. And I was wondering, watching it, is it spo- is it trying to say that like her finding reindeer is fulfilling the desire she had to see a exotic animal? Mm. Maybe that we're at the beginning so. of the movie. Yeah, she sees that. I'm like, okay, maybe she sees she sees the rain she sees reindeer. She's like, this is what I want. Stacy's wish is um, can't wait to rock the Rockefeller Center skating rink. I'll do a double axel. Betcha I won't even blink. It's gonna be amazing. Now, I'm prepared to have egg on my face here, but in a movie that is set in a winter tundra, there is no scene where Stacy skates and does a double axel. Is that right? No, she doesn't Could- get she doesn't get a Christmas witch. And you know why? Because mm. she's a dickhead. <laughs> maybe she spends maybe the whole like movie a morality tale antagonizing Chelsea, so she gets what she deserves, which is nothing. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> not even a single axle yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, it'd be so easy to put a skating like i almost think like there's got to be a cut uh, on the cutting room floor of this film they're like no it has to be under an hour mm. 15 for we sure have like to cut the skating Ch- chelsea gets pulled away on the sleigh by the dog and it goes mm. out onto a lake and they're like chelsea yeah. no then guess what oh no the yeah. ice starts breaking and the, and the, yeah. and the, who no one can save her except the stasuit straps on her skates, yep. skates mm. out there, picks them up. That's good stuff. And it was the director's favourite scene in the film, but the studio's like, sorry, Baldo, we got to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It was too realistic. It featured them going into the water and then, like, Barbie performing mm. CPR and stuff, and it was... Like it was- in Little Woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Skipper's Wish, she sings, Can't wait to go hang out with Zoe, and I'll hear her band. I'm going to stream them live so everyone can see firsthand, um, which is very the most specific, I think, of all the wishes. Not mentioned in, in the lyrics is that they're going to be performing a song that she wrote. She, oh, yeah, she gets all her dreams come true. But uh, her, her desire yeah. to. Um, so she's written a song for her friend's band. Yeah. And her friend's band is going to sing it. And her she, she says at the start, what she wants to do is they'll play the song, everyone will cheer, and then she'll come out on stage and take a bow. But when yeah. have you ever <laughs> seen that happen at a concert? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how um, you want to, It's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, so Skipper, me, they meet a band in Minnesota and they eventually perform her song. Um which is one of the two songs crammed into the end of the end of the film. Uh, Barbie's wish is I'm going to see a Broadway show on 42nd street. I can't believe aunt Millie got me in a front row seat. It's going to be amazing. Nothing remotely close to this comes true. Well, she gets to see aunt Millie. 
she gets okay mm. sure yeah that's a good point um but like that's the least specific thing about the wish right like she's like she does see skipper perform but wasn't she gonna go to that anyway like in, in new york um i just think it's so weird it's so weird that they literally set up four chekhov's guns an, an easy way to write a film right it writes itself from there on out and then yeah. they it's like they got distracted with a different direction and then forgot to to pay off all these setups and then they were like ah but uh, like it's 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 an hour fifteen. No little only little girls are going to watch this movie. Mm. Certainly not men in their late twenties and thirties are going to watch this movie. So, it but then those matter. little girls will grow up with a, a skewed concept of what makes a satisfying story, and that's, that's mm. <laughs> you're you're right. <laughs> it's no good. Um. So, uh, Nick. A while ago, a, a couple of years ago, um, you hosted a very funny podcast, um, also on the Little Empire Network, uh, called Walkout Boys, um, where Correct. yourself and Joseph Moore would watch half a movie and then leave the cinema, to, and try, the podcast would be the two of you trying to come up with an ending to the yeah. film. Yeah, Is that that's correct? right. It's insane. Um, I, could, I could not do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> we stopped doing it because <laughs> it made me hate movies. Yeah. <laughs> how how does watching a Barbie ma- movie make you feel? About it really ruined it ruined my attention span for movies, which was just horrible. Right. Like mm. I, I would get to the hour mark and I'd be like, "Time to leave, time to time to go." Yeah, do you know the on- the only movie I've actually ever walked out of midway through was Little Woman, um, and that was because <laughs> my girlfriend was sick, and then we went back like a few days later. The recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Um, yeah, well, I, I left right before the scene where it got interesting, um, when she burns <laughs> the book. Um, and cause up until that point I was, cause AJ was like, oh my God, it's so much more than just a period piece. And I was like, this is just a period piece. Um, <laughs> this is just a 40 minute long period. Piece. It is. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I could, yeah, I, the, the amount of movies that have been saved by their ending, I don't, I like, yeah. It's insane to me that you would do that. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so I bring this up because I actually kind of feel that Barbie A Perfect Christmas is kind of a perfect uh, candidate for this approach. Because halfway through, it kind of felt like it was being set up as a horror movie. Like the 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 filmic language in the first half of the film is all horror setup. It's about a group of characters who are lost in the middle of nowhere and they're forced to seek asylum in mysterious accommodation with an innkeeper <laughs> who's very mystical. Um, and it also sets up this theme about wishes and Bar- so Barbie wishes that they'll still have the perfect Christmas. Um. And there exists a version of this movie where all the wishes come true, quote unquote, mm. as distorted reflections. Chelsea wishes to see sea lions and then gets attacked by sea lions, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, as, and as the movie goes on, the innkeeper, you know, turns out to be this. To be Pedro Pascal and he's getting more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> you know like like so I, I wanted to get your perspective on this nick because if you had to come up with an ending halfway through do you think it would have do you think it would have been my idea that you came up with? <laughs> yeah i mean i i i actually started to think um and you know i i, I was like this is probably not going to be true but i thought maybe they've all died in the, in a pl- in the plane cr- like mm. in the plane crash like there was well, not there isn't a plane crash but maybe there was one <laughs> cuz they keep talking about how bad the storm is and then they arrive at this sort of like 
the thing with the thing with everything is so sparsely um, decorated mm. because I think yeah. they can't afford more stuff to put on like the animation, <laughs> yeah. but it yeah, gives yeah. everything a very terrifying feel. So I hundred percent understand mm. where you're coming from. I think uh, <laughs> I think for me it would have been like that they slowly realized that they've died. And that uh, mm. somehow they've got to, to to find a way to escape this purgatory and move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, the wishes still... are like things they have to come to peace with. Yeah, to move yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. A much more interest, several much more interesting movies hidden within this one. I think part of it as well is like I see a character like um, Christy Clawson, who's the innkeeper, and my my movie. You know, twenty seven years of watching movies, I go, don't trust her. Mm. she's the bad guy you know yeah. she'll be the villain it's it's a real weird the the sort of like the the um the mystery box thing of it all mm-hmm. is very strange the way that they kind of keep being like is it is it santa maybe <laughs> maybe not no there's an explanation for everything um that, but yeah this, this is a this is a weirdly um this movie despite being made for seven-year-old girls doesn't want to commit to santa being real or not mm. real and it's, it's, it's weird that it, it's Santanoc <laughs> Gnostic. Um, and it's it's funny because it's like it feels almost closer to someone just telling Chelsea, Santa's not real, Chelsea. <laughs> like it almost <laughs> felt like that line was brewing the whole movie because she's always Do you know what talking it is? about be- Santa. I think it's because it's um because they keep saying how it's in Minnesota. For me, I'm like, there's, there's no, it's never any chance that it's going to be Santa's. They're constantly teasing, is it right. Santa's workshop or not? But because mm. they're in Minnesota, I'm like, well, no, it's uh, famously mm. doesn't live in Minnesota. <laughs> but you know, if the if, the, if they take a, a plane trip over, you know, the Ar- the Arctic Circle or something, and then had to land in yeah, yeah, Greenland yeah. or something, you know, th- then which why not? Like, why wasn't that this movie? Why not? They live in a <laughs> tropical island, possibly in Malibu, yeah. possibly in the middle of the Pacific. Well, yeah, because <laughs> may- maybe they're so sheltered that they're like, I don't know, maybe Minnesota's just a, a hop, skip, and a jump from the North Pole. Uh, maybe that's like the lo- like Deutschland for Germany, that and or the North Pole they call it Minnesota. Hmm. I, re- I, I just remembered uh, when Barbie sings her, her wish, you know, she sings that song where she's like singing about how mm. her, she wants all the wishes to come true and she wants to have a perfect Christmas. And there's this shot of Mrs. Claus or Clau- whatever her name is. Clawson. Clawson. She's outside the room listening with this smile exactly. on her face. It's so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she's like, yo, your wishes will come true, but not the way you expect. This is the second most subtextual Barbie movie we've seen so far after the one that was clearly about a lesbian relationship, I think. <laughs> Although right. they do they do say gay in this film when singing fa la 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 because mm. um, it make the what is the, what's the line? Uh, <laughs> what's <it's>... the line? <laughs> what's the line in Dick the Hall when they say gay? Um, anyway. Probably yeah. not important. Uh, it's not like a, but that's like it's. This is not like a fairy tale of New York situation. <laughs> Don, we now our gay apparel. Yeah, and I was like, wow, they said gay in a Barbie movie. That is, um, I very mean, very progressive. What am I trying? But it's not, is it? It's not progressive because they don't mean that version of gay. Hey, Nick, uh, what year were you born? <laughs> Oh, very personal. Uh, Nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. We, yeah, we usually every, everyone ask... I've asked, I've said, if you don't mind me asking, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've said that too. I've said that too. We have been asking everyone. 
1986. All right. Um, so I can tell you what Barbie looked like the year you were born. And you actually have oh, two Barbies. Congratulations. Mm. Um, so you've got uh, some kind of rocker Barbie um, because Barbie cool. debuted her new band, Barbie and the Rockers, and arguably her most 80s look yet. From the big hair to the shoulder pads, wide belt to the slouchy boots, she is wearing all the trends. Uh, so, yeah, she's got, like, a, a big, big poofy here um, and, yeah, a, a fashionable blazer with the sleeves rolled up. Um, there wow. is, like, a Barbie, like, 30-minute 2D animated movie about, like, a cool space rock band. Yeah, I yeah. think it's around that. Um, but also, to, to do a space, Barbie landed on the moon in 1986. Um, Holy shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not the actual moon. I I believe just the, the, the Barbie doll released an astronaut one. Um, but yeah, that's pretty so they, cool. So they didn't cool. send a Barbie doll to the moon. I think they might have done that at some point, though. <laughs> no way. That, is that would be insane. Um, does that... Oh, so these... We've sort of been treating the what Barbie looked like the year you were born as um, almost like a horoscope kind of thing. Oh, Do cool. either of yeah, those yeah. styles like speak to you as a person? Yeah, well, I was in a band at high school, and mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just, I just rocked out on the guitar. That's for you guys, true. That's true. <laughs> um, what was your yeah, band I mean, called? That, that's yeah, crazy. what was your band called? <laughs> <laughs> band were called uh, Inane. <laughs> we were a punk, <laughs> punk band. I was, the, I played the drums. Uh, <laughs> nice. We were very that's bad. Great. Also, I um, just lots I've of ro- wanting- lots of rockers in this movie, by the way. Lots of rockers. Lots of hot. Yeah, hot I've been, I've been wanting to bring this up all podcasts but um you were a power ranger as well oh, oh. sure yeah yeah i just wanted to <laughs> that's a hop to, skip and to a make jump that, away from barbie um <laughs> to make that no yeah like uh, being someone who's worked in in kids entertainment what did you you know how do you think this ranked in terms of uh how a kid would enjoy it compared to uh whatever season of power rangers you were on um i think this is like a gent it's a much gentler watch you know like mm. power rangers is is an, an audio and visual sort of overload yeah. Uh, and you know when we were, when we worked on it we was we were just working through the characters man we're all about just you know bringing truth to the characters we never thought of it as a kids show and i guarantee you they don't think about it as a kids show when they're making this they just want to tell a story with as much truth and heart as possible i actually think that is true i think that you have to right like when you're making when you're making your 21st barbie movie you have to think like that you there, yeah. there would have been meetings where they go okay would this character actually say this you know i got curious about who wrote it and i looked i looked her up i can't remember her name but uh, she's got a twitter account and i was looking at all her like other mm. films and all she does is write these sort of yeah yeah animated kids movies yeah lc mm. ellen yeah, yeah that might be it yeah. and uh what what, what a job because you got to yeah. you got to just take it seriously, yeah. You got to and and try and inject as much uh, warmth and humor and 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 truth into it. And at the same time, I mean, you can yeah. only afford to have like two characters on screen at any time. <laughs> you can't really have anything happen. Yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast as well. <laughs> I thought there was actually a really good. Uh, I thought that the action scenes were quite good um, with the squirrel being chased by all the right. dogs. Yep. It was like a, mm-hmm. uh, it was like Scrat from Ice Age. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was you know it was frenetic action and it, it had consequences. Mm. It ruined the the stage show. Yeah, you know, I'm really big enough yeah. at this movie. I feel like you guys have got fatigue. I'm coming in. Yeah, no, thank saying, you. It's, that's, it's well, that's why you're here. That's why we've been getting guests <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. to inject us with that energy. 
we've we've had different energies brought on by different guests as well. Um, Eli Matthewson uh, watched um, one of uh, Barbie Thumbelina with us, and he said he rated it one star. And for a couple <laughs> of seconds, I was really shocked that he could be so harsh on Barbie <laughs> before realizing that in the context of every other movie I've ever seen, yeah, it probably is a one star. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got home today and saw that the next film I had to watch was a direct sequel to my second favourite one, and I did a little fist bump. Um, There's no one around. Um, but, and I was like, God, what am I doing with my life? But I was like, for a moment, I was genuinely excited to watch Barbie and a Mermaid Tale 2. Yeah. Do you know what? When, when this came out in 2012, yeah. do you think anyone, any child, would have known what a podcast was? In 2012, what were the big mm. podcasts in 2012? Because they they use the term very they use the term very late into the film as well. She's established as a vlogger, and it's not until she meets the band that I think the word podcast is actually used to describe what she does, which actually implies more that the filmmakers don't understand what a podcast is. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's because she's not doing a podcast; she's doing a live stream of yeah. the uh, of the show. Yeah, so it's not a podcast. Is no, that a, I don't not think not so. really. That's like a live, no. it's like a YouTube live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, the term podcast has outlived like the fact that it was supposed to just be listened to on an iPod. Hmm. Yeah. But what else would what else would you call it, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know. Offline radio. That was, that was a piss poor yes and on my part, Richard. Like, <laughs> I was what, genuinely what you trying it? to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, it's food, it's food yeah. for thought, though. It is, hmm. yeah. Maybe, maybe we should um, we should leave uh, people with that. Um, I do have, I do have. Let, a let's just more not do the rest to... of this podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's call it up to twenty one films. Have um, we talked about what actually happens to the to the characters? The end? So um, they put on, they put they end up putting on a concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it teaches them. The well, the perfect Christmas is is because of you. Yeah, they say they say yeah. the perfect Christmas is one with Nick Sampson in the film. Mm, yeah, that was but on the nose. I think, but you know, maybe that was why that was probably why I liked it. Yeah, that's why we got you on for this specific forgiving. Movie. <laughs> so uh, before we finish things up here, I did want to talk about the tie-in merchandise for the film. Oh, of course, um, because oh, that's sort of something we've been chatting about. Because of course, these films were just made to sell toys, um, and the the no. Barbie dolls for a perfect Christmas. <laughs> Don't be so are, cynical. Are, well, <laughs> wait till you hear what the toys were, because they're very cheeky in this case. So you you can buy each of the four sisters like the dolls separately um and when you press a button on what on them or whatever and they each sing deck the halls with boughs of holly fa la 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 um but they're at different octaves and so the ad for it advertises you have to buy them all <laughs> so you can harmonize all four singing at the same time that is sick you can make one of those um shanty tiktoks with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get them, we'll get them to like start. You could, Matt, someone must have bought all these toys and made a new. Someone must have them. Yeah, 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 and made like new music out of it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, you press it twice and it cuts it off, and then you make a little song out <laughs> of that. Cool. Um, uh, I do have something that's probably going to take too long, but I thought nah, it would be fun if we, if we had. T- do you have time, Nick? Oh, yeah, I got nowhere to be, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to send you guys something in the Zoom chat. Um, this is the second time we'll have done this in our Barbie watch. Uh, this is a quiz. Which one of the <laughs> yes. Barbies, which one of Barbie's sisters are you most alike? Right. Um, so we'll do this together <laughs> and um, we, we'll hopefully we'll all get different results by the end. Um, have you guys got the, the page Sure, open? do we read yeah. the questions? Yeah, I, this I, I is will, so yeah. stupid, the first question. <laughs> so this is, for, for, for posterity, this is the quiz on Quotev.com. Um, which of the which one of Barbie's sisters are you most alike? I presume that also oh, includes the, yeah, Barbie this is, as one this of her sisters. This is bullshit. <laughs> which, it's the only one like, I can which find. Which one of the Barbie sisters yeah. are you most like? And the first question is, who is your favorite sister? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one do you think you're like? <laughs> because that will dictate a lot <laughs> if you say barbie that means you're a stacy yeah. um actually no i clicked i clicked to see how many questions it was i clicked through each each question i uh, the first answer and i think i got skipper so it doesn't matter if you pick oh, barbie. Lucky. So, so it says um yeah for starters who is your favorite sister your, your options are barbie she is so perfect and i think she is the best by far stacy she is super pretty and she is a brunette too skipper no, she's she, not no she's not is she <laughs> <laughs> um skipper she is totally a smaller version of barbie which is not oh, true no, about she has skipper. her own personality <laughs> He's talking or, about Stacey, or, and Stacey yeah, is a up. dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Chelsea, she is the youngest and the cutest. I'm gonna, I want to pick Skipper as my favourite Barbie sister, because she's the podcaster. So should I click Stacey? Because that's who they mean. I think you should click Stacey, yeah, that's what okay. they mean. Oh, see, I, I want to pick Skipper, so I'm going to click Skipper. Okay. Um, and see. Right, I'm going to go Chelsea, because she is the youngest and the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. What are your favorite hobbies? This this quiz is riddled with spelling mistakes, by the way, just for the viewers at home. Uh, we've got writing and photography, hanging out with the fam jam, friends and pets, uh, sports or dancing and singing. Wow. Oh. Um, I'm going to say writing and photography. Yeah. O- over my family and friends. <laughs> what are you doing, Richard? Um... I might go fam jam friends and pets. All right, I'll go dancing and singing. <laughs> I've never seen you do either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you enjoy most out of these? Soccer, blogging, princesses, or pink high heels? And princesses doesn't have an exclamation mark. With the other yeah, three that's do. true. It's, it's <laughs> soccer, blogging, princesses, pink high heels. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go blogging. Yeah, blogging. All right, I'm going to go pink high heels. <laughs> Great. If you got a new pet, what would it be? A guinea pig, the fluffiest kitten I could find. A cute mm. furry puppy or a pug. Such cute dogs. <laughs> a pug. <I> only... <laughs> <laughs> well, a cute furry puppy could be a pug, so I'm going to... Gonna... Yeah, that's, that's true. Don't limit I'm yourself. Gonna go, I'm going to go pug. Uh, I, I'd probably go a puppy or a pug, but I'm going to go guinea pig. Okay. No, I'm going to go fluffiest kid. That was a close you one. You have a day to do nothing. Yay. How do you spend it? Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Tumblr, Instagram. That's one option. Um, <laughs> fantasizing about being on the red carpet. That's, Ooh, that's a, a weird a, word to that is emphasize. That un- unhealthy. It's an unhealthy <laughs> thing to just do on your day off. <laughs> uh hanging hanging with bffs or making up performances and showing to family members yes, you're, you're not going to get to the red carpet 
unless you make up performances and show off to family <laughs> as a comedian nick um i'm sure you have done that right <laughs> fantasize about being on the red carpet yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean Absolutely. making up performances and, I'm, and showing and I'm, to get, I'm getting members. nowhere <laughs> i'm gonna write hang, i'm gonna go hanging with my bffs i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go Richard, what are you doing? yeah i'm gonna go fantasizing all right what seems the most you I am pretty popular. I spend my free time shopping and hanging out. I am a big sports girl. If hockey's on, I watch. If there's sports to play, I play them. <laughs> um, I, I like to relax at home with my computer, browsing the web and chatting with some best some of my best friends. Or I like to pretend to be princesses and mermaids, truth be told. Oh, little- truth be told. <laughs> lowercase o dot lowercase o emoji that was very popular in 2012 oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go relaxing at home because that's all I'm, that's all the government will let me do at the moment mm. <laughs> um um before. i'm gonna go pretend to be princesses and mermaids uh, yeah i mean i like to relax at home too uh, what book would you be the most interesting in reading out of these? Uh, the options are the only book I'm interested in reading is Facebook. Oh. Facebook. Uh, then The Click by Lissy Harrison. <laughs> then oh. The Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons or Any Fairy Tales. <laughs> any Fairy Tales. <laughs> oh, fairy tales. I'm going to go Any Fairy yeah. Tales. Uh, I mean, I am addicted to scrolling, so I'm going to go Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to go The Click by Lissy Harrison. All right, if you could restyle your hair, what what would it look like? Uh, brown hair, possibly with a few coloured extensions. Blonde and sleek straight. Up in a ponytail or a super cool hairstyle that keeps my hair out of my face. Or anything with bows and tiaras, I'm in. I like that this implies you can't change your hairstyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have we done eight questions? They still don't know which of the Barbie sisters we're most like. Because they don't have that many traits about them. <laughs> they, they all have one trait. One does podcast, one does skating, one likes sea lions, and one is Barbie. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I'm going to go anything with bows and tiaras. <laughs> I'm going to go up in a ponytail. Um, well, blonde and sleek, sleek straight. Yeah, that really straight mm. look that's really in. <laughs> Who is your hero? Marilyn Monroe. She was stunning, a beautiful, inspiring woman. Snow White, first Disney princess. Leonard Clean Rock. He created the internet. Oh my god! Oh, I wonder who or that James. For. James Naismith created basketball and introduced the first football helmet. Two oh. of these were found in a cursory Google search when writing this <laughs> quiz, right? But also, I'm didn't go Marilyn um, Monroe. Tim Berners Lee yeah. created the internet. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm despite that I'm going to go Leonard Kleinrock. I'm gonna go Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Alright, what is your favorite saying out of these? Live life to the fullest and don't let anything bring you down. Text until your fingers hurt. Sleep until you're well enough to repeat. <laughs> oh, God. Um dance like nobody is watching or go hard or go home. Now as a the host of a podcast that is going to be fifteen hours long. I'm going to go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, as, as the as a as a host of a pod, fifteen hour podcast uh, that no one's going to listen to, I'm going to go dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go live life to the fullest and don't let anything bring you down because I'm aspirational. 
Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, second to last question, I think. How much makeup do you wear on a regular day? Medium light eyeliner with a bit of mascara. Just enough to look like a princess. Not a lot. Maybe a little bit of mascara or quite a bit. Foundation, blush, eyeshadow, lots of eyeliner, mascara, etc. Very funny. There's no I don't wear any makeup <laughs> option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have some. I'm going to go just enough to look like a princess. I'm good, I'm How, gonna... That's got to be a lot, though, just enough to look like a princess. <laughs> um, I'm going to go medium, light eyeliner, bit of mascara. Right, I'm going to go not a lot, maybe a little bit of mascara. Okay, final qu- final question. What are you going to do after you finish this quiz? Uh, I don't know, maybe listen to some music. It sounds very <laughs> <laughs> um, probably do some online shopping maybe play some action games on a games website or probably look at some pretty dresses oh i actually do need to buy a battery for my uh, uh vacuum cleaner so yeah i'm gonna do some online mm. shopping <laughs> i'm gonna look at some pretty dresses um i don't know maybe listen to some music i like oh. the i like the answer that's offended you're being asked <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> My sister, the sister I got is Chelsea. Chelsea is a total princess, just like you. She enjoys being super fun and energetic and everybody loves her cute personality. She is the youngest sister and gets along with all of her sisters very well because she is so respectful and kind. Hey, sounds like someone I know. Perhaps you keep letting your true colors (laughs) shine through. Fun fact, the first Barbie doll sold for $3. Wow, that is fun. What did you, who'd you guys get? Um, I got Skipper. Hey. Skipper is the second oldest on her free time. She surfs the web, blogs, and checks all her favorite social networking websites. Skipper is the only sister in the family with beautiful brown hair, which makes her unique personality <laughs> shine through even more. You seem to be just like Skipper. You're both outgoing and super fun to be around. Everybody loves you! (laughs) Fun fact, Skipper was the first sister in the collection. She started as a little child like Chelsea when she first came out, and now she is a teenager at the present day. Oh, wow, so she's grown up. What happens? Where are the parents? (laughs) There were parent dolls, briefly. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. I mean, it's, pre- it's pretty clear. I mean, the way that Barbie carries herself throughout the movie, it's pretty clear that she she takes a lot of that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, herself. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I which coincidentally, I got Barbie, the oh. eldest of the sisters. Loves spending time with her family and shopping. Barbie's very down to earth and talented. <laughs> very down to earth and talented. She's very beautiful and appears to be just like you. Barbie enjoys Aww. everything pink. Super generous. Would do anything for her sisters. She's pretty close to perfect, but down to earth, remember, just like you are. Fun uh, fact, her parents is- are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, her parents died in a car crash and Barbie blames herself. Every <laughs> wow. wow. I'm so glad we all got different ones because how shit would this content have been yeah. if we ended up with one? Like it was, it was a pretty like there were only four options as well. Yeah, um, and none of us got the worst sister, so that's very yeah. Cool. Well, if I got the same as either of you, I still would have said the entire thing. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's a good thing that didn't happen. Well, let's wrap up this um, section of us talking about Barbie A Perfect Christmas. But before we head on out, Nick, if people want to find you, if people want to follow you online or or check out any content you've made, where do they go? What do they type into the Google machine? 
Uh, well, I love I love to blog. I love to stay up all night texting until my fingers. Hurt, so I, 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 I'm and the Twitter. only book I want to read is Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's just my name. You can look up my name, Nick Sampson. You'll find it. Awesome. Um, thank you very much, Nick. Uh, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. What a pleasure. <laughs> back um it's, hello it's sweltering hot <laughs> oh my god oh the great the great summer of barbie it is it's god i just wish i could uh, oh, cool off in a in some kind of body of water with a uh perhaps by surfing <laughs> uh now to just check I just threw my belt on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is it was thirty three <sighs> degrees today in Christchurch. Um, it's the hottest day I remember feeling in a long time. Mm. Um, it's it's currently evening, so there is a little bit of respite, but still very warm. I feel like like I'm I'm the hottest I've been all day right now. Right, but that's probably more about the room I'm in and. Right. And, uh, you know, watching these Barbie movies, getting me all steamed up. <laughs> we drove back. Me and my friends were driving home and I put my hand out the window and the air, the like wind hitting my hand was like very hot. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever <laughs> like when, when you're driving really fast in a car, you put your hand out the window and put it in like a, a squeezing kind of and it feels like you're grabbing a boob? Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've never squeezed the air before. <laughs> um, my friend, uh, we were driving, we were on a road trip in high school, and he was like, oh, check it out, dude. It feels like grabbing a boob. <laughs> and then we were like, and um, trying to work out the the optimum speed you need to be going at um, for it to, it's, so <laughs> it's such a 17-year-old thing to be doing. Anyway, speaking of um, 17-year-olds, um, Oh God, I've lost all my notes. I have lost my notes. Where are this they? It's falling apart. This, well, we're all falling a apart. Separate, a separate window. Man was not built to podcast in this heat, especially not about <laughs> Barbie. Uh, all right, what are we here to talk about? Barbie and a mermaid tale two. That sound right to you? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> my brain is, is that what is, you watched? Because it's is, what I watched. <laughs> yeah, they, they had that moment. Because the next one we watched after this, it was it's quite a significant milestone. And you hadn't told me that that's the, that was the next one. I just sort of discovered on my own. And I was like, is this right? Would he have, have you told been me? relying on me to tell you? No, for it's all more this. like so. The next one is is is. I don't mean to jump ahead. The next one's Princess and the Pop Star. And mm. I knew that you had watched some of it already. And then when I went to check which one it was and saw it was Princess and the Popstar, I was like, surely he would have mentioned to me, oh, it's Princess and the Popstar. So is right. this wrong? Right. Um, which is actually the- why I messaged you a lyric from the film to see if right, you just to it. test the waters yeah, uh, yeah. Be like, oh. yeah i can hear crickets on your end that's very cool that's cool i um 
they're very loud i have i have little um, no it's fine it's good at i have a little ear like you know headphones like plugged right into my ears so all i can hear is you yeah and all i can see in your glasses is my sweaty reflection (laughs) this is this is is good it's it provides a nice i don't know maybe you won't be able to hear the crickets after the um just throw some crickets on (laughs) <laughs> like louder than me <laughs> for what like one chirp of a cricket mm. um, mm-hmm. or you just hear when you wish upon a star mm. cricket Very, cricket cricket Pinocchio. <laughs> our um, jokes our jokes are also melted with our brains <laughs> maybe, maybe you hear wish upon a star cricket that's a cricket pinocchio Nicky Minjaj <laughs> Pinocchio. Right, well, let's um, let's move right. Let's get into the content. Yeah, we're certainly stalling a lot for a session. I don't want to be in for very long. Yeah, because it's so hot. I want to go lie in front of my fan. <laughs> Our what? The one Cole Popshire fan. <laughs> Just lie in front of um. Oh, who haven't we shouted out? Ryan. Let's give someone a shout out. <laughs> yeah. I want to lie in front of Ryan from Florida. Lion for Ryan. Um, or Dan from Hawaii. No, D- Hawaii's just going to be hotter. Ha- ha- lion. It'd from- have to be Dr. Barrel or something. What Sweden? Lion is, um, in front of Ho- Ryan and Dan, who's Hawaiian. Very nice. Uh, all right. Barbie and a Mermaid Tale 2. Let's get on this with it. This is nonsense. Um, so this is a sequel to Barbie and a Mermaid Tale, and I just... Um, I I believe I just told everyone how excited that made me mm-hmm. uh, to be revisiting the world of uh, Oceana. Mm. It's again directed by Will Lau, William Lau, the uh, goat, it's the came goat. Out in 2012 <laughs> came out twenty twelve, and the return of another goat. Um, Kelly's back, baby. I wrote in my notes, Kelly's back, baby. Do you mean Kelly is in Barbie's um one now dead sister? No, I don't. I mean I mean Kelly Sheridan. Ah. Um, the true the the one true Barbie. The the Sean Connery of Barbie voice actors. No, 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 no. No, and it, okay, and the way that she left and then came back. Yeah. She's Sean and Connery. In no other ways. <laughs> She's she doesn't hit women, I presume. And she's still alive. Ducked on, Sean Connery. Ducked on. <laughs> I was when, gonna do a. I was gonna do a rule of threes thing. No, I being was alive so, was the third one. We, and you're like, we've, I can see what he's gonna do, and no, I want to no, be no, the funny no, one. No, what it is is we've been getting comments. We made a podcast. You're like, oh, I hope Richard remembers Sean Connery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I better no. jump in and remind him. We've been getting comments on our Sean Connery podvid where we basically say he was a bad guy. And someone's like, this video hasn't aged well. And it's like, what? Neither did he. He aged so badly that he died. (laughs) He's dead. We're not allowed to still acknowledge he was a bad person. Sure, Mm. his his contribution to film history is maybe undeniable, but like Mm. who cares? And and I mean there might be times when in that video when we talk about him in the present tense. Mm. Um which you can't do anymore because he's dead. Mm. Um, Maybe that's why it's dated poorly. Yeah. It's the tense changed. Mm, do you ever get halfway yeah. through a story and then change the tense? It's dangerous business. It's that's dangerous actually coming business. up, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, <do you> mean? <laughs> what could that possibly mean? <laughs> um, I was like, oh my God, I've seen this today. <laughs> and it's, yeah. um, so Barbie and a Mermaid Tale 2. 
actually uh, had a, uh, a a theatrical like premiere. What? Um, and this is what it says on the Barbie wiki. Barbie in a Mermaid Tale Two had a cinema premiere in the UK at Leicester Square's VU or v, the VUE Cinema View Cinema on twelfth of February, twenty twelve. My mum's birthday. Um, there will be a pink carpet, and Barbie and other celebrities will walk down it. Uh, celebrity ma- uh, British magazine OK had a competition for ten people to win tickets uh, to the premiere of Barbie and a Mermaid Tale Two. The question, which had to be answered on Facebook, was. What is the name of the magical princess Barbie? And the answer was Barbie Mel- Merlia. It's so hot, Richard. It's I think so hot. My mum's and, and it's like how how fitting that we should be returning to the world of a of a mermaid tale. The the first one you described as being the sexiest Barbie movie, and now now you're getting all hot and bothered in a different way, aren't you? Uh, or the same way. <laughs> oh. Oh, I have a boner. <laughs> boner achieved. Harold <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kermar reference for you. Richard, um, okay. I'm worried that my mum, her birthday might also be February 12th. Surely this would have come up in the last... That's why I'm worried. I'm actually really worried about this. It can't be. It must be. I think it's like... Oh, fuck. Are you thinking of Abraham Lincoln? Because no, his no. birthday is also the 12th of February. My mum's born in some sometime before the 12th of February. Are you thinking of my birthday, the 8th of February? Uh, you're the 8th? Okay, I think yeah. my mum is the 4th then. Mm. Add them together, you get my mum. <laughs> And she told didn't that bad? She told me the other day. But on the on the bright side, it's not like my mum's gonna be fucking listening this long into the Barbie episode. So mm. she'll never know. Anyway, we return to Merlia. Yeah, what what the fuck happens in this movie, AJ? Um, so Merlia is real good at surfing now, and um she has a rival who's an Australian surfer named Kylie. And meanwhile in Oceania uh Merlia's mum the the queen who she saved at the end of the first movie is real mad at her because Merlia wants to compete in like the finals for the surfing competition instead of going to a ritual uh for mermaids that like it's something about if you wear the necklace while sitting atop the throne you get a tail forever which is a very specific like catch which only applies to Merlia who's a mermaid mm. when she wants to be and human when she wants yeah, to yeah. be. Um, anyway, the, she back on, so she has a, she has a falling out with her mum and then back on land, um, she gets a, a ad deal with, um, wave crest, which is a surf gear company. Um, and they make her take her necklace off for the photo shoot. And the necklace is what gives her... She, if she Wearing the necklace while she's in the water and says, I wish I was a mermaid, she'll turn into a mermaid. And then when she gets to land, she goes, I wish I was human. Or maybe she just takes it off to become human again. Anyway, they make her take it off. Meanwhile, Kylie, who's the Australian one, and when I say Australian, I mean voiced by an American doing an Australian accent. Yeah, um, Australian in the same way that... Um, the character from a good the good place season three and four is Australian, <laughs> and it's really frustrating because a lot of this movie's set in Australia, and I couldn't help but wonder like, 
could you just not have gotten an Australian voice actress? Like, yeah. we're not Australian, but we have had Australians on this very podcast, this very mm. episode. And so I'm feeling secondhand annoyed, offended. that Because they... we can do better Australian accents. Yeah. Yeah! Because um, Ky- Kylie talks like now. this. It's very, um, it sounds like a Simpsons, the Simpsons episode where they go to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, Kylie is down at the water, at the dock, and she's real mad because no one cares about her. They only care about Merlia. And then an evil fish floats up and says, hey, if you steal her necklace, I'll show you how to win the surf competition. So she steals the necklace and jumps to the water, and she, and he tells her to wish to be a mermaid, so she does. She doesn't really care that a fish can talk, by the way, in what is becoming my favorite Barbie movie trademark of characters not caring uh, that they've seen something amazing <laughs> happen before their eyes. Um, and she turns into a mermaid and she's like, well, this is amazing. The fish leads her to where Ares, the villain from the first oh. film, Merlia's aunt is, is captured in like a tornado. And essentially they, the, the fish tricks her so that they set Ares free. Merlia finds out, goes down. So they te- she teams up with Kylie. Um, and, and so they- Merlia is um, unable to become a mermaid. But she can still um, breathe underwater underwater. because she always could. Um, And so they essentially have to stop Ares because she has put all the mermaid kind of world leaders and and like she's gripped them with a curse. The mermaid UN. Yeah, she's gripped them with a curse that that has them live in their worst nightmare, whatever that may be. Which Um, is terrifying, a terrifying prospect. Yeah, and it ends with, at at this ritual that I talked about, and it ends with Merlia um, having to sit atop the throne and become a mermaid forever um, to to defeat the bad guy through whatever contrivances that um, no one cares about. But then it turns out she can still transform back into a human after she defeats the villain, because what the throne actually does is something like makes you your true self. Makes you your true self. And her true self is both. both. Um, It's a a bi allegory. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very funny scene in this film, which um, where, um, uh, when when Merlia and Kylie have kind of made up mm-hmm. and Kylie's like, I'm sorry for taking your necklace. Here, have it back. <laughs> and Merlia was like, oh, thank you. And then Kylie starts turning back into a human. Now, mind you, they're underwater at this point, mm. uh, deep underwater. And then they're like, fuck, <laughs> put it back on, put it back on. And it was like, how did you not see this coming? And also, surely, like, funny. the pressure would have crushed Kylie instantly. Mm. Like, it's ve- it was very scary. I get, I get, I've got a bit of a phobia of water, and the the idea of being that deep underwater with no breathing apparatus is very, very alarming yeah. to me. Um, now let's talk about the there's uh, the spell that um, Eris casts, which you know makes you live your worst nightmare your greatest nightmare your worst nightmare mm-hmm. um same it, thing it ends up backfiring on her at the end of the film and um she it gets legs which was yeah. which is a kind of a fun little um character thing but if she were to cast that spell on you aj what would happen um i would um the podcast would never get big okay i would die I think I'd probably just die. You'd die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Having um, accomplished nothing with yeah, your life. N- that, I was talking to someone earlier today. That is my greatest fear, is the idea of living a wasted life. 
um, mm. getting really deep existential this far into the Barbie podcast. What about you? Mm. What would what would your fear be? I, I'm I'm again I'm I'm I was talking to someone today, um, similar to you about this. Um, that like I'm I I have a like a really deep fear of the dentist. Like a little, I'm like a little kid. Like I like the going to the dentist genuinely terrifies me. Mm. Um, and like, I, I need to have someone with me that can hold my hand and that I can like, yeah, I, 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 I I'm terrified of the dentist and I, I, one of my teeth is starting to get sensitive and it's like, fuck, I need, I like, I need to go probably pretty soon. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 incredibly scared of going i really like that it's like aj what's your greatest fear and it's like oh unfulfillment living a life of that is wasted and i look back on my deathbed and feel like i accomplished nothing richard what's your biggest fear teeth hurt (laughs) i would say i'm scared of moths (laughs) spiders um the last time I went to the dentist, um, I had similar thing. I had, this was uh, maybe six months ago. I had oh, I had yeah. sensitive teeth, and they were like, "Your teeth are actually very strong." I was like, "Oh, great, that's interesting." It's like just rub Sensodyne on your gums; that'll fix it. And then he was like, "You do have plaque buildup, though." And then they they sort of chiseled the plaque off mm-hmm. off the like bottom of my teeth, um, and it was one of the most like painful experiences of my life and no one told me before he started there was no like like i would have appreciated some anesthetic you know like but that mm. wasn't offered to me and it was it felt like it was too painful of a thing to not have anesthetic for and oh, i was just man. i was just baffled that that this is just something they do this is just something they do and they don't tell you how painful it is <laughs> i i have a um my my like tolerance for expecting pain is like minuscule. I like I I cannot fathom holding up to torture. Like it, no matter what it is, if you if you threaten to torture me and like you know obviously I have reason to believe you will go through with the torturing. I'll mm. tell you whatever. I don't care. I I don't hold on to anything that deeply. Would you tell the patrons that we're doing Barbie, even though it's supposed to be a secret? Like if they're about to hurt me, yeah. probably. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but then um but then I actually think my tolerance for pain itself is reasonably high. Like having had kidney stones, I am a little bit like ah, well it's not as bad as that, is it? Um Yeah, yeah, no, but, you but, mean, but, like, and- I know you mean. I I'm I'm really scared of pain, but when I'm actually yeah. experiencing it, my threshold is, is kinda is, and- is high. Yeah. Having had gout, um, I've similar um, I thought, what did you think of Mermaid Tale 2? Um, it actually does a lot of, so obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of the first one, but big, it actually, huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> it actually does a lot of, like, okay. It's a good sequel, right? It, it's an inferior sequel, but. Oh, I actually preferred it personally. Uh, well, yeah. Like, I mean, it, like, oh, it's fucking, it's on par with the first one, but <laughs> sure. it does, it does a lot of, um. Like really interesting sequel kind of stuff, like the way it like brings back Eris is like, yeah, this is like this, this is could you be it. you know just in in like whatever film, and it's like it's one of those things. It's like yeah, you of course you have to bring her back, and then there, there's a lot of like darker scenes um, mm. where she's like meeting with the the, the big fish to to kind of recruit them as her henchmen, and yeah. 
all this stuff i'm like the, yeah these scenes are like an evolution of what we saw in the first film yeah it it, it, it plays with the like oh having to be a mermaid and do the surfing thing again yep. but now we're introducing the character too. kylie yep. and and so we're kind of having that uh, duality uh, yeah well and also we're still having an audience surrogate into it so it's like mm. we do have now this character we're familiar with is the expert on the world but we're still seeing because that's kind of the fun thing about the first one yeah, is yeah. is being introduced to this world so it's like we still have that um and it's like yeah this is i mean this is like a textbook sequel when we finally write the book on sequels this it, might, it, it, might be there'll mentioned. be examples that'll be like <laughs> It, for instance, and yeah. Do you know what I thought this reminded me of? You know how I've been saying this movie's the 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 this movie of Barbie. Like, you know, this is the Barbie's answer to, to this to, to this movie. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the um Back to the Future two of Barbie. I thought, or specifically to a Mermaid's Tale. The um the way that the Grey's Sports Almanac is used in Back to the Future two is quite similar to how the magical necklace is used. And 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 Mermaid Tale too. Like the Kylie is Biff. She is a you know the the antagonist, but not necessarily an evil person who's conned by. I mean, in Back to the Future too, it's an older evil Biff. But in, in this, it's mm. like you know the bad guys and and is tricked into perhaps behaving a little more evil than they were intended. And it's all based around this one crux this one crucial item this one MacGuffin, which is that necklace that was very sort of like conveniently thrown in at the end of the last film to be just like yeah it lets you turn into a mermaid whenever you want and it's cool to see that used do you know what i mean it's yeah. used very much as a plot device in this in a, in a very cool unlike way. um unlike in jurassic park when the uh shaving foam can with the dna inside is teased yeah, and then never appears again. That's Although I think point. they're teasing it for um, Jurassic World Dominion, but ah. oh, this isn't gonna age well. <laughs> um, the so I yeah I thought like the the way it incorporated the necklace was very fun. Um, I well that's I, just the Will Lau way, baby. That's just the Will Lau style. Um, the the so Queen of the Waves makes its um abr- abrupt and maybe unwelcome return in this film. Uh, no, the, I the think song. it's. I don't know why you'd say it's abrupt, but it may, it's a very welcome return. Uh, it's a, it's a in fact, it's song. very slow. It, it eases you in. It's not abrupt. Yeah, at all. yeah. Um, I mean, you've got a whole film to get used to it before they use it in this one. They use it as sort of as like a callback in this, and I think someone sings it at some point as well. Well, like Merlea's character is referred to as the king of the queen of the waves on many. Occasions. Yeah, but then someone sings it like as a joke. I think it's one of the villains or something. Oh no, it's, it's oh, the, yes, e- um, the evil fish. The, yeah, the the, the 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 seahorse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is he you're a right. He looks like a seahorse, no. and he's walking away, and he's like, "Queen of the waves." Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a new song in this called uh, "Do It the Mermaid Way" or something. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do the mermaid. Do the mermaid. Um, and it yeah. sounds like it's sung by Sia. Oh yes, yes. Um, yes. and it's not an especially amazing song, but the the underlying what do you, what would you call it? Like the backing track is like a like a um almost like a unga chaka unga chaka kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> it's very catchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'll put a little clip of it in the episode now so people can hear it. I know no na you mo nu kaku ahi aku pa pa 
That's what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> um, also, this film uh, has our first for the franchise and potentially only uh, reference to New Zealand. Well, there's a reference to it. They um, uh, the, the, the 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 ceremony that uh, Merlia is is blowing off is due to take place deep in the waters of New Zealand. But then one of the actual UN, Mermaid UN members, uh, I think is, is she might, She looks Māori, but she might be Pacifica. She's, she looks a bit like Moana, like she's wearing mm. the like the, that kind of, you know, the the colours and, and, and obviously yeah. is the, the, the correct um, sort of, uh, I was going to say the correct race, and I was like, damn it, that's not a good phrase. The right race to, to, to maybe be like Pacifica, um, which I thought was was cool. She doesn't say anything um, in a Kiwi accent, thank God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, that would have been so frustrating. They, they just already... get Kylie's voice actor to do it. They're, yeah, they're yeah. The same. <laughs> Who voices Kylie? Do you have that? Uh, I can pull it up. Um, Kylie is played by Ashley Ball. Um, who is Canadian. <laughs> no shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, all right. So what um not to steer the ship, but what 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 are we looking in the way of tie-in merch for this this film? Um, I mean it's just it's exactly Something what you expect. <laughs> um but now now there's a Kylie doll that yeah. can transform into a mermaid. Mm. Um there's there's no kind of um th- there's no necklace which feels like it should be mm. no because well, then like, you have mean, girls running into the into the ocean drowning trying to become a mermaid yeah <laughs> which I, I i i can understand why they would want to not do that yeah. um i i do to answer what i'm sure is a, a burning question for um for probably yourself and and the listeners yes um I actually, when I was reading you out the the little article about the uh, cinema premiere of Barbie and a Mermaid Tale two, I actually f- didn't read the whole thing. Ah. So I can, I, I, and I know what you're wondering. What are the names of the ten winners? <laughs> so the competition winners would get to meet Barbie and be the first to watch the film and do mermaid related activities, and meet Barbie. <laughs> they meet Barbie, watch the film, do mermaid activities. And meet Barbie. Mermaid activities. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the water and try not to drown. <laughs> the ten winners were Chantal Venter, Stacey Akers, Rebecca Hurst, Kim Green, Rhiannon Martin, Stephanie Smith, Sarah Jane Moore, Amy Salaby, Chantal Scott, and Jenny Edgar. Give a very special cop option welcome to all of these girls. Hey girls, how's it going? How was the premiere? How'd it go? Imagine that. Imagine if you tracked them and down. And then forgot to read their names to begin with. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's right. I spent, I spent weeks organising this. <laughs> also, the celebrity guests included former Spice Girl Mel C, Sam Fayers from uh, the, the popular British reality show The Only Way is Essex, or TOWIE, uh, and Amanda Harrington from another popular British reality show named Desperate Scousewives. Wives. <laughs> 
I am I'm very surprised that this is the one they decided to put in cinemas because it's very like Well, it's re- not the only one cuz oh, they okay. also did it for <laughs> just steamroll you. It's very <laughs> reliant on knowing what happened in the first one. I would have thought they would have put an an original well, as the first one in cinemas. Well, maybe it's like um it's like John Wick 2 in New Zealand where uh the first one didn't come out in cinemas, but it had such a good uh, response on on you know video on demand is that what and, happened and is that what happened and then <laughs> um they put the second one in the in cinemas is that one with john wick or with ba- prince with Bar- barbie is that what happened with barbie <laughs> well i'm i'm hypothesizing um <laughs> uh, but it looks like um uh, i don't have like details on it but there is a, a release date of uh, august 10th 2012 uh in view cinemas again for barbie the princess and the pop star which is the next film we're talking about um so i hope that is the one you watched after there was some confusion uh, on your head for some reason for some reason this one also came out in 2012 but so did so did the christmas one we just watched and shouldn't that have come out after a mermaid tale uh no barbie perfect christmas came out in 2011 Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> I have to tell Nick. <laughs> Nick! This is a Barbie theme, up to a Barbie movie. We're gonna watch them also call the Joy of Dream Team. It's time to go to Pop and do this together. Barbie forever, yeah! Okay, so Barbie, uh, the Princess and the Pop Star. This is directed by Zeke Norton or Ezekiel Norton, as mm. he's um, credited on IMDb. Um, and what's this one about? So this is is supposed to be a remake of the Princess and the Pauper Barbie movie because it's well, like, it's, it's another adaptation of yeah, um, yeah, the Prince um, of the Pauper, presumably by because Mark's by one. this point they knew Princess and the Pauper was the most celebrated of the mm. series, and um i <laughs> did not click until watching it that the pop star is does not take the role of the of the princess mm. which it feels like that's the obvious way to take this is that there's still a pauper character but there's a pop star as well because this is essentially about a princess and a pop star both who are pretty much like equals in, in their class mm. um those who want each other's li- exactly like identical life yeah. and then switch places through disguises um after they meet and it's like this <laughs> this richard this is a fundamental misunderstanding of the prince of the pauper story the whole point is one of them's poor the whole point is like one of them is like never experienced luxury and one of them's sick of the high life mm. they both have that and this it's very yeah. strange I don't know. I can't it's like very it, strange. <laughs> it's very strange direction to take it. It should have. It should have been the pop star and the pauper. <laughs> I just assumed that's what it was, but that's in the title this whole time. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, there's Tori as the as the princess, and um, what's the name of the pop star? Um, Kira. Kira. So uh, Barbie plays Tori, and like, I, it almost looks like Skipper plays Kira. Um, but it might just be brunette Barbie or purple-haired Barbie, actually. 
Um, because I, I say that because Chelsea and Stacey do make their return as characters in this film. She she is played by Barbie, according to the Barbie wiki, apparently. So just a different coloured hair Barbie. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they change hair colours. But one's voiced by Kelly Sheridan and yeah, the other yeah. one's not. Um, so the, I mean, the the ticking clocks in this film is one of them's got to do a concert, one of them's got to do like a royal speech, all while the like hand of the king is trying to steal a magical bushel from within the castle, which is guarded by fairies, because there's fairies in this movie, because Barbie cannot do a movie without fairies now. They are par for the course. It can be a, a legal drama set in Milwaukee, <laughs> and there'll be fairies in it at this point. Um, I, yeah, so, I mean, what else is there to say about it? There's some songs in this. They, I, I didn't, for like, the one that's, like, both celebrating um, the princess and the pauper and... Uh, is also named for a pop star. I thought the songs were very like unmemorable in this. The the most oh, the, the most memorable one in it was the cover of um how, like how to be a princess from Prince Princess of the Pauper. And I thought it was interesting that that's the only song they bring back when it's by uh, no me- like you know surely you do I am a girl like you. Surely that's the one you bring back for a a modern yeah the, to be a princess slash to be a pop star. On yeah, this one. yeah. Which I, I, I like the reprisal. Of I that. did too. No, sorry, I did too. I'm saying that's the best one. But the well, I also I really enjoyed. I wish I had her life, which is uh, the two of them singing um, at each other, and then there's here I am, which is um, the, you get like a Kira version and a Tory version, right? Um, and then also we get. Um, uh what's the name of the artist um uh perfect you get a cover of perfect day by hoku Mm -hmm. which uh is most famously used in legally blonde yeah yeah so this is the uh callback perfect and um there's also the the, what's the opening track called Anyway, it's it's blended with a, a oh princesses want to yeah that's the it's here I am blended with princesses just want to have fun yeah which is a sort of adapted version of girls just want to have fun which is interesting that now that the because the Barbie movies at some point in the last few movies um the Universal logo shows up at the front of them now yeah, presumably yeah. they were bought by Universal at some point and I wonder if that's what gets them actual pop music mm, to use uh, yeah, you know at their disposal sure, now sure. because we saw it as well in um. Oh, what was it? There was another one where they sang a another cover of another song. Doesn't matter. Didn't mention it at the time. Don't need to mention it now. Uh, uh, I don't, I can't remember if I mentioned, but uh, Mermaid Tail 2 had 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just, just assumed. <laughs> yeah. This one is 67%, so a little low oh. for our audience scores. There's uh, You probably know this, but... There's an animated VeggieTales episode called The Princess and the Pop Star, which has the same premise as this film. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. That's very interesting. There's a lot of similarities between Barbie and VeggieTales as well. I think that one, what what year did Princess and the Pop Star VeggieTales come out? Uh, I mean, to be fair, this is like, this could not at all be true. I did not, no, I I did not verify it. I like, yeah, yeah, now, 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 now I remember. <laughs> um, uh, it's the 40th episode of uh, VeggieTales. 
um, if that helps. Yeah. August 13th, 2011, so like a year earlier. Wow. No, I was I was off VeggieTales by 2011, unfortunately. Um, but there are a lot of similarities between Barbie and VeggieTales, I have been noticing. They they both do the, the Looney Tunes slash Muppets thing of like the, the cast playing characters and royalty-free stories. And VeggieTales, it's usually um, <laughs> Bible stories that are the royalty-free stories, um, which they've kind of cornered the market on, <laughs> you know? Barbie and Muppets aren't doing Bible stories, even though there's so many of them. So yeah, I, d- I did notice that that and and, and like the animation quality similar. I think VeggieTales gets away with it a lot more than Barbie because VeggieTales is a series about hopping geometric shapes, which are a lot easier yeah. to animate. Um. <laughs> so I'm wondering if uh, like the Barbie wiki has a goofs section. Mm. um for when the when the animated the filmmakers fucked up in some way um and i wonder if you picked up on this this goof okay when tori tries to distract the other guests to start her tour with kira she says look everyone but only a few people look towards her oh my god that's so embarrassing (laughs) on the animators not on the character oh of course uh and also so in 2013 um a twitter user named uh Breelin spears asked at britney spears what is your favorite movie and britney spears the britney spears said princess and the pop star was she talking about barbie or veggie tales <laughs> i mean so you- what yeah, it's yep. VeggieTales isn't a movie, so I'll give Barbie the benefit right. of the doubt and assume she'd be there. And all the replies are like, "Great choice, Brittany." I thought this was one of the lesser tier Barbies. Really, I, I put it I, somewhere I, in the middle to the top. I put it middle to bottom. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure the discrepancy is huge. <laughs> uh, I put it sixth. Wow, man! No, I thought this one um, one one below Princess and the Pauper. I th- this, there, there are there. Why are... is Magic of Pegasus so high? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the um that's the bohemian rhapsody of barbie movies magic of pegasus magic of pegasus that's the one that should be directly in the middle of 30 of the 37 i'm gonna i'm gonna put pauper and pop star below um above okay pegasus i think that um that there there are tiers in my barbie ranking now so the the top tier is like ones that um actually reached me in whatever way shape or form then um the made you feel things yeah the next tier is like the very interchangeable ones that i don't really care about and didn't make me feel anything the the magic of pegasus is that sort of thing um and then below that are the ones where like filmically i was offended like i was i i didn't like what they were going for or I thought the message was bad. And that's what that's where you would put the Barbie diaries, I'm guessing. That's where Barbie diaries what's well, at the bottom, so of course it's there. Um the Island Princess is there as well. And I put I put um Princess and the Pop Star somewhere in that just because not only does it like fundamentally misunderstand what the Prince and the Pauper is supposed to be about by making them both rich people. Um I well, also I don't know. I, I don't think like I, I can forgive like that you're 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 taking the name and you're using it as like it's just two people switching situations so you're telling me you think the story wouldn't be more interesting if it was a pop star and a pauper i did not say that well i'm asking you (laughs) no i don't no you don't so you're saying you're you're you don't think it would be more interesting 
Nah, I think this is the most interesting movie. Bullshit! The, no, it's so. No, I mean, like, well, it's just like, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not like betraying what it is. It's like they use, they're just, they're, they're made, they made a movie about two people who switch lives, and they they used a riff on the Prince and the Pauper as for the title. Ah, uh, I think, I think they were, I think this would have started its development as the pop star and the pauper, and then one of the Barbie high ups were like, no, no, you got to have a princess in it. Because it just seems like it just seems so unnecessary to have both in it. Like you can have a pop star. Like the the story would be cool if it was like. So they should have called it like the Princess Switch. It should have been the Princess Switch, which is just Prince of the Pauper. Um, the, the, no, but I think I think it's a cool idea to have it be a, the pop star and the pauper and just retell the story. But it's the pop star, a pop star and a, a pup star, the pup star and the pauper. Um, now we're talking. But anyway, I also just thought that it was a bit. Um, this is where one of those Barbie films which really encroaches on like what um what lesson are you trying to teach little girls here? I feel like it's one of the Be more, yourself. But nah, it's it's one of the more obtuse ones that, nah, that like that like um prioritizes uh being a princess or being um a pop star. Being a <laughs> <laughs> It's very hot. It's very hot and I thought I had more to say in that, but my brain is melting. <laughs> yeah i thought i had more to say as well when i said a pop star i was like oh cool when aj finishes i've got another point um is the <laughs> and now i don't does the tie-in merchandise for this does um does barbie's hair go from blonde to pink because she her hair turns pink in the final 30 seconds of the movie <laughs> um you know what i i consistently forget um to look at the merchandise. look up i'll look it up look up um pop star and the pauper toy ad that's what i've been doing oh nice um because that, I mean, that that's not what it's called that's that is yeah <laughs> um that like is no bullshit it just it's like because it's an ad it's like here's what's special about it yeah right um i'm gonna do see what happens when princesses want to have fun that the musical starring tori she sings the princess who transforms she does she see does see what happens when princesses want to have fun all right i'm watching it too and kira she sings too she pop star transforms to a princess tori she they transforms oh her hair so okay <laughs> yeah i just i said yeah, all right they, sorry it it's still turn. talking to me you can they, own it all right oh my no. god it came out on september 11th <laughs> <laughs> spoilers dude okay so what uh it's still going september 11th holy shit they say it out loud um so the 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 key takeaway from this merchandise is that it's building on the two-in-one model that we saw in fashion fairy tale so you pull a cord and the dress transforms but then also barbie's hair you twist it round like an exorcist (laughs) like the the Mm. little girl the exorcist but it's just the scalp (laughs) it's just the hair and when you turn it round, it's pink um so that's very yeah fun. which like so just behind yeah. it when you flipped yeah. it around what presumably what? it just <laughs> what? <you> can, <laughs> unless it's like you have to perfectly style it yourself mm. just make it water yeah. sensitive to water that's what you should do just make barbie have two faces and you just you oh turn the God. head barbie the what janice the um 
Is that the Roman god of two faces or whatever it is? Barbie, what what was that name, Barbie, we used to call you down at the precinct? <laughs> Barbie Two-Face. <laughs> Bar- <laughs> I believe in Barbie Dent. <laughs> <laughs> she was the best of us. Oh, my God. You were the best of us. Because, <laughs> like, Batman and Gordon are also Barbies in this situation. <laughs> Where were the other trucks going? <laughs> the Joker. Imagine a Joker Barbie. She's like, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Fairies. <laughs> Fairies. <stand up. laughs> oh boy, boy, oh boy! I am. Boy, is it hot! I am drenched. Fuck, I'm so, so drenched. Hot. I'm about um, to pop my own star. No one really good. Good. No, nah, I didn't even mean it that way. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny, like normally I would be conscious of time, but like, oh, it's so stupid how long this podcast is <laughs> that, you know, every time we come to wrap up, I'm like, Ugh. I mean, you're going to keep listening, presumably. <laughs> um, and if you don't like, why did you come this far? I really hope that like the response to this episode and the discord or wherever is going to be like people being like spoilers for three hours in, but you know, like, mm. like are people going to like, are people going to trawl this episode and look for the oral uh, gold that is hidden? Is this going to be like, um, you know, like almost an, an oral landscape. This is, this is going to be our Zap Ruder film. What's that? The, like the um, type of <laughs> JFK assassination. <laughs> <laughs> Find out who killed JFK. <laughs> new, um, new yeah. grassy knoll Barbie. <laughs> Each sold separately. Her head literally explodes. <laughs> you like remove the head. Oh my god. Her head just does it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like a um, it's it's one of the more famous kind of shots of it, and it's it's the you know the grassy knoll and mm. all that kind of shit. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the, this is going to be the Zapruta film, right? Of podcasts where it's you're going to be trawling this for, um, or or I also could have gone for, um, uh, what's it called? Like uh, the Anorex Bible, um, from or the Anorex mm. final message from <laughs> Ready Player One. Yeah, there's like cryptic. You, if you listen to this podcast in reverse on double speed, um, it actually. Uh, has like the it has a satanic message mm. fun fun all right stuff. let's bring on our next guest okay <laughs> this is a barbie theme song to a barbie movie we're gonna watch it also come and join the dream team it's time to cut some pop trip and do this together barbie forever yeah Alrighty, here to talk uh, to us about Barbie and the Pink Shoes, um, and for us to <laughs> patiently listen, uh, is Hamish Parkinson. <laughs> hey, Hamish. Hey, how you going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, good, thank you for having us to your TED Talk. <laughs> hey, no problem. As you know, this movie is a passion of mine. <laughs> TEDx, I should say, as this is not um non-official TED uh, mm. product. But um, but yeah, we are here to talk about Barbie and the Pink Shoes, um, and just to shake things up, um, Hamish, what yeah. year were you born? Oh, nineteen eighty-seven. 
1987. Thank you for offering that up so um, so freely. Um, we've been asking everyone, usually at the end of their segment, what year they were born. Um, and so I can tell you what Barbie looked like the year you were born. Oh, amazing. Um, I thought this was going to be some kind so, of deep scam. What is your credit card? <laughs> it's available online if you look for it. <laughs> uh, so you've, you've got two different Barbies that came out in 1987. Um, one is Dr. Barbie. Dr. Barbie was on call in 1987 with wow. a white jacket and a miniature stethoscope. Wow. Cute. For listening to Little Hearts. <laughs> 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 Helping like just open up little plastic organs, <laughs> pumping yeah. them out. Uh, and you also have uh, one, I guess, uh, one called Bopsy. Bopsy. Meet Bopsy, the new addition to Barbie's band. What instrument does she play? Check out her satiny jacket for the answer. <laughs> so I, I'm going to need you to buy one if you want to find out. <laughs> uh, it's a, it appears to be a saxophone, this some is... kind of saxophone or saxophone like. Um, Instrument. This is um, what uh, Tim Bat uh, was was assigned as well, the, mm. the Barbie that he was assigned when he mm. talked to us. Um, we 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 are try- trying to treat treat it a little bit like your um, horoscope, Hamish. So either <laughs> you're either going to be a saxophonist or a doctor. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. got to pick. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm not smart enough to be a doctor or a saxophonist, to be honest, mm. but. Uh, I'll go saxophonist just because uh, okay. I, feel, I feel like I could. I have a similar lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also this jacket, fuck! It's, <laughs> it's so sick you'd need a doctor. <laughs> oh, me, me, get Tim. Me and Richard, uh, we we're gonna be cops. <laughs> we got cop Barbie. <laughs> And you know, fantastic time to be a cop. It's a fantastic time to be a cop and a fantastic time to be talking Barbie. Um, well, we're either actually, um, I don't think, I can't remember if I looked at um, both uh, our options um, back no. then, but um, we can either be a cop or Native American Barbie. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Did they call it Native American Barbie? Uh, it appears to be called that, yes. I, it's still it's still a problematic though that you're not creating a new character if it's just Barbie, but now she's Native American. That is Barbie. Well, being yeah. uh, like doing blackface essentially, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what if Barbie was Pocahontas? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Barbie in the Pink Shoes, a film which AJ um, hours ago referred to as the uh, the Avengers Endgame. Of the Barbie universe without wow. knowing anything about it. I knew film. I knew that it, like I'd seen that that characters we've already seen in Barbie movies would be reprising yeah. well no they don't really. They're just mm. we'll get into yeah. it. I, I would it, now it's a greatest hits tour, but um yeah. but yeah, for for a synopsis of what the film is about, uh I'm gonna turn to you, Hamish, mm-hmm. if you would be able to uh run us through in your own words. Uh, the events or, uh, or the kind of general through line of this if film. If you copy Wikipedia, so help me God. We've, got, we've both got it open in front of us. We'll know. Um, I would uh, it's basically you're watching Not Barbie, which mm. was the first thing that shocked me, mm. is that mm. there is no character called Barbie in this movie, but a Barbie-like character yeah. who... Yeah. Is a free the official line of reasoning from uh, the from Mattel yeah. is that um, Barbie is playing the character, oh. so you're watching Barbie the actress play uh, Kristen. Is that her name? Yeah, something yeah, like Kristen. That. Yeah, Crystal. 
Oh. Sort of like Hamish, how when when you're watching Thor Ragnarok, you're watching Hamish Parkinson <laughs> play the robot in the background of a scene. I forgot to mention that, that at the start of the episode. We are um, yeah. talking to someone is- who was in a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our first guest we've had on this podcast who appears in a franchise we've covered. Mm. Wow, that's true. Mm. Wow, a very important character. I would add at that. <laughs> I remember because we yeah. we found out you were going to be in it um, before the movie came out, and then yeah. when we and we, I was like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he can be in the movie. Anyone can. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we hadn't really met you at the point at that point, and then when we yeah. did meet you a couple of years ago, we were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you Why described is your name in the credit. <laughs> you're, you're like so. You're you're a um a. You're like a robot and th- that serves a drink in the background of a shot. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> what? <That's> absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. After all my friends saw that movie, they're like, why the fuck is your name in the credits? But you do make a, a proper appearance. Not that your appearance in Red Rock isn't proper, but you do make a... A significant appearance in like Hunt for the World of People. Yeah, you see my face in Hunt for the World of People. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you could recognize me from that one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Does that top your CV, or is it um, Thor Ragnarok first and then Hunt for the World of People? Uh, I'd say probably Hunt for the World of People because mm. mm. the Thor thing's kind of funny to me. Yeah, like it seems like <laughs> a gag because it's like as soon as you say that someone, they're like. No, you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like that you think of it as a gag because it's like it's a gag. It's an inside joke for people that know you, but not really yeah. on any <laughs> mass scale. But it's one of no. the biggest films ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Someone say that's a perfect gag. <laughs> oh <Maybe>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. So sorry to Barbie. interrupt. Um, yeah. No, the more important franchise, Barbie. Um, <laughs> This I will add. This is this. It seems like this is the director's magnum, magnum opus. I did go on a little deep mm. dive into oh, yeah. all of the social media accounts. Oh, and Owen Hurley, you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He seems like a lovely man. He um, this he hasn't directed one of these in a while. He directed like the first Barbie movie. And well, then, so he, he yeah. did. He did Nutcracker, Rapunzel, and Swan Lake. Right. Yeah. So the big. And so this is the last movie Rapunzel, he directed, I think. Oh. His yeah, swan, his swan just... song. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute <their> face, <laughs> the suggested intention there. <laughs> um, uh, but what happens in this movie? Uh, so Barbie playing a character, which is still mm. shocking to me. Um, <laughs> well, you should see the other 20-something films. <laughs> you'd be, you'd so she... be blown. <laughs> <laughs> so does she... So they actually play the lead character in all these films. That's in, that's an incredible thought process that's gone into mm, that. Mm. And some of them she is Barbie. You do get ones that take place right. in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah. Um, right. And and we meet her sister. Which I thought this one was till very far into it, and then someone called her Kristen. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you normally also there's a framing device kind of thing. So we meet Barbie. She tells the story to someone, and then right. she's like inserting herself into the story as the main character. Right. So this is quite like a experiment for Barbie. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. To see if she's trying to become a character. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, she, the, yeah, the, the, we have seen her play, I think we've seen her play non-fairy tale characters as well. The, this is definitely the, yeah. like, at least initially, it's the most grounded of the, which it's not very grounded because it's, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, at least, or at least when it starts and it's just about a ballerina, I was like, why don't they just call her Barbie? Why is yeah. she? Why mm. is she playing someone else? Being something, doing something Barbie would just do normally, but it doesn't stay there for long, I guess. No, because she plays. It's Barbie playing a ballerina mm. who is too free spirited mm. for her Black Swan esque teacher, mm. and then is jealous of this uh, brunette Barbie who is very good and determined, mm. and it's bad. She doesn't have the free spirit of barbie yeah and so she gets magical shoes from her streamstress what what color are they uh, you better believe they're pink <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> i just got shivers they're black <laughs> <laughs> um and her and her i'm gonna what so me and my flatmate were watching this and one of the things we were talking about is like what is the is why is, are you doing like, this <laughs> why am i doing this uh but is uh, is her best friend in this? First of all, they all look like Sims. That's the <laughs> other thing I can't get past. Yeah. Uh, but so her best friend in this that only ever talks about how Barbie character's life is more important than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Is she Asian? I don't know. I thought she was like, she was African American, but I'm not sure. Right. Um, she seemed very ambiguous. Mm. Racially according ambiguous. To, Barbie. Um, according to the Barbie movies wiki, she has tan skin. <laughs> okay, that sounds like it was written by a white person. Because <laughs> yeah, there was something very distracting about watching this like tan Barbie. And it's like, is that a white woman? Because like the animation isn't isn't top notch in this mm, Barbie yeah. movie. Yeah, it's sort of like they they took there's like one model for every character in every Barbie movie. And sometimes the adjustments are enough to make them look like different people. Um, But in this case, maybe I guess the adjustments weren't enough (laughs) for the the, the resemblance resemblance to be lost. um, When when I was, when I was watching um, Barbie fashion fairy tale with David Karaos for the, for the podcast, um, he didn't mention this, uh, on pod, I don't think. But the first thing he said to me when the film started, he was like, "This is like the exact animation quality of like three D animated porn." <laughs> wow! <laughs> they do like it. Does the whole world does seem like it's been downloaded from somewhere? Like yeah. it does seem like someone's just got yeah. like free animation software. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. The characters in place. That's, it all do just I mean, like, that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20, yeah. 20 years ago and they never fixed it. They never fixed it after the <laughs> Nutcracker. But it's like, this is what the fans want now. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of budget porn body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that came out in uh, no- <laughs> 2003. <laughs> <laughs> um, does this, uh, so before we get back to the storyline, does this film, or should I say the storyline, rest the storyline, then ask questions? Let's let's get, I feel like we, we need to let people know. There's a big listening. thing that happens in the film, which we haven't even addressed. Right, yeah, so yeah. the pink <laughs> the shoes, <laughs> the big pink shoes. Yeah. Oh no, medium yeah. size nine pink shoes. Mm. She puts on mm. and travels to a Narnia-esque 
German world. I should mention before, the normal dance that the Barbie character does is a cow, a cutout cow comes down and she marches out with a bucket, puts it beside the cutout cow, and then just Mm. freeform some jazz dancing and the cow disappears. That's all the setup (laughs) you get to the scene where she's now hiding in a magical land bush and looking Mm. out at this three German houses by a river where multiple people come out, milkmaids, and they're mm. all dancing. And then she goes down, <laughs> and there's a rich guy being like, ooh, I'm just a normal, normal boy. And yeah. then her tanned friend is like, mm, I bet you're not. And it's like, tell me, tell me, do you know about this French food? And it's like, yep. It's like, ha ha, gotcha, you're, you're rich. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, no, yeah. my disguise has not worked. And He's then, asked if he prefers um, beef stew or foie gras. <laughs> and he goes, foie gras, of course. And she's yeah. like, ah ha! <laughs> I feel like if you said that to a poor poor person, that would also be like, yeah, I'll have foie gras. Yeah, that's a fucking literally. <laughs> but also, isn't foie gras just like real gross? So it's one of those things that rich people pretend to like. What right, is I don't foie know. gras? It's foie duck, gras is, I think. is like, um, it's like overfed duck liver i think it's it's like they, they essentially mm. force feed um or like geese um yeah. it's um yeah it's one of those like weird delicacies uh it's it's a, a liver of a duck or goose oh, you know either or um and they and they fatten it and so it's it's like it's a pate-ish kind of texture i think um right yeah because that's how you make pate as well, right? This is the funniest distraction we've had on the Barbie podcast so far. <laughs> what the fuck is foie gras? <laughs> <laughs> foie gras has a whole um, Wikipedia page called Foie Gras Controversy. What? Um, and if you look at the, photo, the photos they put on it, um, I'll send it to the chat um, on this on this call. But like, it's pretty horrific that the picture of them uh, force feeding a, a goose. Um, just jamming some kind of rod down its throat. What are we... Um, okay, so Barbie in the pink shoes... And then shoes. there's full-on anti-foie gras protest. Whoa! Holy hell! <laughs> that is... I kind of feel... But like, it's oh one of those God. things that's like... It's it's sadder because it's a little bit hilarious. Yeah. Right. Like, the way its beak is, like, forced <laughs> open. It's, AJ and I have both experienced this on not being force-fed like this, but... Um, <laughs> like, what are you talking um, about? <laughs> <laughs> but um on, on sep- we've talked about this but we've seen a cat that's been like run over oh my God. and its eye has like popped out of its socket and there's a thing where it's like it's it's horrific to see and i felt sick to my stomach yeah. but the thing that makes it worse is that like seeing an actual eye pop- popped out of its socket is kind of funny it's and as it's funny like, as you it looks like an auger it, like, it, it looks over. exactly like it looks in the mask <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but, but <laughs> Jim Carrey has ruined, <laughs> ruined important moments for us all. This is getting very macabre, um, but I kind of like it because I don't know if you, we actually explained this to you before we started recording Hamish, but this is gonna this is about ten hours deep into a podcast. You're appearing on a on a what is looking clo- like it's close, going to be closer to twenty hours than fifteen wow. hours now, which was our original estimate. Um, so welcome to to Barbie Podcast After Dark, where it gets yeah. where it gets um, macabre and creepy like this, and we talk about dead cats and foie gras. 
I hope people do listen to it from start to end. I want like mm, mm. if you can make this podcast twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Maybe mean, we could. Maybe we I, could. I mean, like, fuck it. Why not? Like, just <laughs> like, uh, bring out like the long cut of it. Mm. I will uh, yeah, say yeah, though, yeah. this is probably the longest we've gone on one film without. Um, it's also the most we've talked about foie gras and the resulting controversy <laughs> that's true um, possibly in my entire life um, yeah. not just on this podcast mm. um well i mean i don't know what but, it was and now it is so i'm thankful for this podcast mm. Mm. now we're going to be getting out there and um joining those protests yeah like hotel in Paris. <laughs> stop deep throating ducks <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so what happens next after the Fragois burn, <laughs> which is not <laughs> at all an important plot point. <laughs> it kind of is, actually. It's actually kind of yeah. a deep cut. Um, it's, a, it's, for, it's foreboding what's about to happen, right. but not mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you talking, are you referring to the swans? I'm because referring you don't to the swans. Fo- you don't make yeah, foie yeah. gras from swans. <laughs> well, it's not you know, goose lake. Going over to try. Goose lake? The, someone in Canada has got to have done goose lake at some point. Eh? <laughs> I'll, I'll fact check that yeah. while, while we can. It must be a goose. Goose term. are the Pepsi swans, aren't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer geese, to be honest. Yeah. There's there's a city yeah. in um in Iowa called Goose Lake. There you um, go. Shout out to anyone from Goose Lake. Yeah. Um, and then there's a Goose Lake se- Sea Store, uh, which is in Goose Lake, and that's the first option when it when it comes up. Uh, I'm going to do more research into Goose Lake. <laughs> um, let's continue. This is bananas. there's also a, a, a Chinese neo noir crime thriller called The Wild Goose Lake. Wow. Maybe to to fill out the podcast, we'll just start talking about that movie. <laughs> just listen to us in real time watching the movie, the yeah. one hour and 57 minute movie. <laughs> this is falling apart so much more than I anticipated. And I, 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 part of me wants to embrace it. And part yeah. of me's like, I can tell you what the movie is about in a sentence. If, if, you, if, if you put me in, coach. Put me- <laughs> <laughs> I've got the facts. I just want to get it done. Um, anyway. Barbie oh, so this is the, the sorry this this the wild goose um like the film <laughs> um it's in a language called wuhan dialect oh yeah and it actually came out like mere days before the first case of covid19 wow um, this could be like we could be stumbling into something. Are you, you guys. suggesting that the release of this film is why the world has COVID nineteen? <laughs> the release of Barbie in the pink shoes. Yeah, yeah. Some- Someone mistook it for a goose <laughs> and made the wild goose lake. And I- like you know, maybe maybe. The, you know, the Chinese government. They've been saying that people have been saying they've been lying to us about the outbreak. Maybe it was a goose. I'm going to be gutted if this ends up on like a QAnon chat somewhere. <laughs> like a new evidence found. It's, it's 10 hours in. It's 10 hours in, 10 but you've got to listen. And you've got to listen from the start. <laughs> there will be quizzes. There's a lot of context. To be- <laughs> you need to know why they start talking about it. <laughs> Mattel, like, right. Why is there such an upkeep, uptick of um, movies being watched? 
Anyway, Barbie starts dancing, but she's no longer the Barbie mm. character. Yeah. She's Barbie playing a character who is now transformed into a different character. Yeah. The main character of the ballet. Giselle. Giselle. Which, is mm. this a real ballet? See, great, great question, because, Thank and you. this is how I'm going to slip in describing what this movie's about in this sentence <laughs> 25 minutes in to answer your question. Um, what I what I assumed this was going into it was like the kingdom hearts of the Barbie universe, basically. Sure. She, she, she goes through a magical portal and explores the previous worlds of previous Barbie movies. What it actually yes. is, is it's less the Kingdom Hearts of Barbie movies and more the Kingdom Hearts of ballet. And <laughs> some of those ballet ballets. Yeah, yeah, some of those ballet happen to be ones that have been covered covered by Barbie. But Giselle, and directed by Owen Hurley. Yeah. As well. But Giselle is the first one we see, which is A, a ballet I'd never heard of, and B, a ballet that um there hasn't been a Barbie movie of done. Um, yes. So, what was your question? <laughs> is it a real... Yes, Giselle... I guess so. It must be, surely. The, uh, let me check. Let the me check stuff they talk about is too specific to just be made up for this movie. Like, one of the characters is called Hilarion and things like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Giselle is a real ballet. It's... Um, uh, Giselle. It's based on uh, Victor Hugo's Phantoms from... Mm. Uh, uh, les yeah. Orientales. I'm sure Orientals. it wasn't. I'm sure it's Le. But <laughs> yeah, Le Orientales. Um, La Orientales. Is that a is that a pun? Is this a French? Have we stumbled upon a French pun? <laughs> oh, the fanciest of all the puns. Stumbled. Oh, oui, oui. I like that you like stumbled upon it. Like no one making this would have. <laughs> Thought of I've uncovered a, a centuries-old French pun <laughs> on Wikipedia. Oh Heretofore unseen. This is breaking news every moment in this podcast. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm going to see if Barbie in the pink shoes is... Um, control F on Giselle. Barbie it turns up no results. I'll try pink shoes just to be safe. So the the other no main results. ballets that we see in this in this ballet fantasy world is Swan Lake, where the characters get turned into swans for a hot minute, uh, and also the Nutcracker is a character in this, but he is not the same hot sexy Nutcracker from the first Barbie movie. He's like a cowardly Nutcracker. Um, these. These were all talking points which seemed like they would be funny when I thought this was just going to be just another, just the, the train to keep on, keep on, turn, keep on turning. No, no, there's, there's <laughs> several stops do? to this train. This yeah. is not an express line. Uh, Hamish, you were, you were about to say. I like how in this vision of the Nutcracker and his girlfriend, the mm. dancer character, it does seem like a normal hetero, heterosexual relationship where the Nutcracker's just like, this monster and the girl mm. is just like a normal looking girl <laughs> bro that's that's what happens in in the nutcracker barbie and the nutcracker movie as well ah she fucks so the like nutcracker a- dude <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying did it look like that uh, yeah no well, i mean <laughs> they don't actually fuck but <laughs> he, oh. he, it's, it's like it's giving the porn there's a porno yeah, yeah, out there course. somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's Keep a pity. Should, should we open the well of um, Barbie <laughs> Rule Thirty Four? 
in I did find I did find um uh, um uh like queer fan art of um Barbie and the Diamond Castle because that one Hamish has a very clear lesbian relationship at its center where they right. never say it's romantic but everyone watching and they it never can tell. fuck. Is there okay? Uh, here's another question for you. The, so there's yeah. two horny boys chasing Barbie the entire time. Are you talking mm. about us or the characters? In the <laughs> I'll never, I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the in the movie, in the movie, uh, yeah. The, one of them's the, the foie gras guy. One of the rich guy. One of them's just a humble farmer who's like just who's, kill animals. That's cool. Man. Who sounds like Mark Ruffalo? He sounds oh, yeah. like he's doing a Mark Ruffalo impression. It could be because it's a very it's a very different. Usually, the voices in Barbie movies there's two there's, there's two types of voices usually here in Barbie movies. There's either like very articulate good guy or there's snidely British villain. <laughs> and it like it's like we very rarely get anything else. But but this guy sort of sounds like this, and he, he's kind of he kind of sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, oh my goodness, representation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally. Finally. I had to watch 20, 22 Barbie movies, but I got representation. Are they at the end of it? Do you did you think that they ended up being bros, or do you think they ended up being kind of more than bros? Oh, because it definitely felt to me like it's like, man, are those guys are they falling in love? If anything, it's an undercooked story, right? There could have been yeah. a better, um, you know reconciliation of differences and maybe a love story developing between them but it seems mm. to be more interested in and in following um the barbie storyline mm. though Ugh. like a lot of these movies feel like <laughs> stuff stuff gets <laughs> a lot of these films feel like stuff gets left on the cutting room floor like we've talked yeah. a few times about how it feels like this would have been better if this very obvious thing had been expanded upon in the obvious way it should have been um yeah and that that kind of feels like one of those things where it's like this this there's clearly like a developing friendship in the background of this film that it doesn't pay enough time to. Although when we go back to the real world, the same characters in the real world play like um, ballet school execs. Um, yeah, which doesn't it never works when you don't see them before the Wizard of Oz, right? Like if if yeah. you're watching yeah. the the Wizard of Oz, you don't see the old lady who turns out to be the witch in Oz until after she gets back from Oz. You'd be like, <laughs> who, who cares? Yeah, because like, ah, oh, other... it's the witch. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of other confusing thing about the movie, which I guess it leaves open hmm. intentionally, right? Of going. Is it all in her head? Is this her weird ass fantasy, or where her, which is like brings up other kind of problems about how she sees everyone? But or is it an actual magical world where everyone is transformed and they are like? Mm. Is it like more of a Narnia kind of vibe? And this yeah. is just where Tchaikovsky went <laughs> all those and, and just copied the ballet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tchaikovsky was a fraud. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> You're the bravest guy I know. <laughs> we do see um, in the Swan Lake section of the story, we do see Rothbart um, return, um, who was the villain played by um, Kelsey Grammer in Barbie of Swan Lake. Um, ah. And he was, that, that film got in a lot of trouble because Rothbart in that film uh, was depicted as a very offensive, like Jewish stereotype. 
um, oh. so like like a massive nose. Um, he, he was like, animated like Nazi propaganda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, and in this, they have very wisely completely changed his right. his character design. It's completely he different looked, this. He looks crazy, like. Yeah. Mm. And this one, he uh, like he looks like the director a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what the director looks like. <laughs> I, like I went on a deep dive. He's got wow. it on Instagram. Yeah, mm. it might so be intentional. Nice. It could be. The beard is crazy. I was just thinking about like, oh, hard to kiss you. <laughs> a hook for a beard, and like that yeah, is yeah. that is a everyone bold I try offer. to kiss gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Richard, what does this one have on on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I did write it down. Um, so Hamish, this is obviously this is audience scores, not um, they, they don't have critical responses, and uh, most of the audience scores have been uh, <laughs> in like the mid seventies range. Uh, this okay. one is sixty seven, so it's actually not not super high for the I um, for the film. I really liked this one. I've actually ranked wow. this third out of the 21 we've watched so far. You're insane. Wow. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why I liked it. Um, I, no, think, I don't want to hear it. I think, <laughs> what is this, is a this podcast? A, am I uh, witnessing the end of your friendship? <laughs> no, no, I'm it ended cool a long that. time I'm ago. Cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> it ended four films ago. Um, this is why I like this one <laughs> because this is this is the uh, most interesting, uh, I think, message that a Barbie movie has had. Usually, it's right. very vague. Follow your dreams, yada yada yada. But this one, um, the, the the theme of the film is very much like pave your own way like do your own thing because she gets uh, told off by the dance boss dance teacher at the start of the film for sort of her free form style of ballet and then of course the boss then also plays the ice queen who we haven't mentioned mm. is the main villain in tchaikovsky yeah. land um, uh, she kind of looks like a the frozen character she does look a bit like frozen yeah 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 because because there's this this she's the snow queen right and the, yeah yeah, yeah. Which is like what Frozen is based on? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. The the and so Back at to the, Wikipedia, I guess. At, at the end, so in in Tchaikovsky land, you like dancing is the language of the land. Like you dance mm. to move your way through things, and the Snow Queen is very adamant that everyone must be dancing at all times. And then the way she is defeated by barbie or whatever her name is in this world is she does her own dance instead of the dance that's supposed to be at that point in whatever story mm. that they're a part of and she says no there's only one way to tell this story and barbie goes <laughs> like what does she say it's like it's like yippee ki motherfucker like that kind of thing, but i can't remember what the line was, that's, was a, like, that's a direct line yeah yeah <laughs> and so but but like the message is very clearly encouraging you to like do your own thing and and yeah. be innovative you know and and i thought that was a unique and very well told um especially i think maybe because it's told through metaphor as mm. opposed to just someone learns to be a good person it's like it's very easy to apply that to whatever your craft is you know, mm. so like mm. when Taika Waititi is directing you, um, Hamish, <laughs> instead of doing what he says, you can do your own thing. Yeah, um, and <laughs> and he, he he did do that. I did. Yeah, stand stand to the side and say, "Just make those arms move, baby." <laughs> 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 and this little baby made his arms move. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was for your role in Hunt for the World of People. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, why is he talking? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I guess I'll put it in. <laughs> it is interesting, so how the end of it, I was kind of disappointed that she won. She kind of wins this like reward, right? She wins the ballet. She wins the ballet, and then the two, the two guys, been like, "We're important ballet people." Are like, "We're going to give these traditional good roles to the good technical dancers," and they're like, "But you, you're something mm. special. I'm going to build a whole new ballet around you." And she's yeah. like, "Oh, my dreams are coming true, baby!" And it was yeah. like, "You're awesome and the best." Yeah, um, she's like, "Just move those feet, baby." Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to see her not get anything, but she 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 wins the war, but she doesn't win the battle. Like the the oh. the the meaner ballet dancer is the one that's told like you are the winner of this ballet, which I know yes. is not how ballet works, <laughs> and I'm, I'm using very simple language <laughs> to explain it. But it's it's more it's more like it's more like in like something like Glee where where the main characters um don't win the regionals Rachel. but but they yeah. see something in them you know sure mm. but I kind of they don't I, they don't win the musical no. yeah but they yeah instead they they um go to prison for harboring <laughs> child porn yeah or, or die I, I haven't seen Glee this is what I assume it's about. <laughs> Yeah. Just from the title, Glee, like, that's yeah, about yeah. child porn. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see her make her own path from there. Like, there's still something about the ending mm-hmm. of going, here is now the greatest opportunity afforded a modern ballerina. Mm. Like, I still wanted to go be like, oh, I have to go on a harder path of making mm. my own life. But it's does be that come from a very me. personal place, Hamish? Is that absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think just like as like I don't know how you guys would feel as creators, but like that kind of strange message of there's still something in like yeah, but you do can't like you do have to know the rules before you can break them. Mm-hmm. And when you're like how we point. had to do four years of podcasting before releasing a 24 hour. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those credentials, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So one thing we've been doing um, on this podcast is looking at the different merchandise for each um, made, made for each film. Oh, wow. And we've seen a few, um, uh like what barbies that like their, their dress changes or it's like yeah, there's yeah. one where a hoodie turns into a mermaid tail um but so this the the, the dolls made for barbie and the pink shoes um they they change in a very interesting way i'm going to send you guys the toy commercial it's only 30 seconds long um right. because my mind was fucking blown when i saw how this changes um so we'll get your live reactions to it and then we'll All explain because right. i don't even fully understand what's happening See what happens to Barbie in the pink shoes? What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. I've just got an ad. <laughs> Realestate.co.nz is serious about property. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially like Barbie swivels at the hip, and you so you grab when your arms lift up, you spin it round twice, 
and it like swaps the dress she's wearing. I cannot, it, like, I it, can't understand how any of those mechanisms are built into a 12 inch high doll. Like yeah, that is beautiful. insane. I need to watch like a frame by frame analysis <laughs> of this. <laughs> I, I think it's like anchored at one point and then there's like the dress goes around twice and yeah. loops back to that point. And so when you loop it around, uh, I don't know, it's it's magic. It reminds me of that, um, those like Chinese mask dancers. Have you seen those? Mm. Where yeah. they're like, they flip out their like, they like put fans and like have these mechanisms of quick mask changes. Yeah. I want that doll, man. That's a <laughs> sick doll. Dude, the, the thing is, the thing like, this this is in some ways a um generalist conversation about like the barbie world that we've been plunged into um sure. for the past couple of weeks um like i was expecting before watching these films to the, them for them to be like very simple stories that would mostly be like a slog to get through um and it's funny because while mattel aren't leaders of like the cgi animated film areas not by a long shot like they are they are the leaders of the of the doll industry and so you look at you look at the movies and then you look at the associated doll and you're like well that's where all the money went it went to the barbie scientists working out how to give her a a dress that magically changes when you twirl her around like i have been repeatedly so impressed by these dolls (laughs) as opposed to the movies which at at best have been like yeah that one was pretty good (laughs) so like i yeah i'm amazed by 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 a lot of this merchandise totally like that like the actual Barbie doll is so much nicer to look at than that horrible animation. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I love how the, the the later we get into the podcast, so we've had a guest on every third film, Hamish, and like yeah. back on film three, it was like, yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah. With us on film 22 or 21 or whatever it is, we're like, wow, it's really gotten better. And the guests are like, it looks like shit. <laughs> so it, it, can you even imagine what it looks like in Barbie and the Nutcracker from 2001 compared yeah. to this film? Totally. I've like I've flipped through some other Barbies and they definitely seem like they, they are going to get better. Mm. oh my god yeah this i've seen clips of some later ones and they look fucking incredible i'm yeah it is so Um, daunting that we're still at a point where we have later ones to go yeah we have we like we've still got like two weeks of barbie films left to watch we've been watching one a day wow if this podcast is anything to go by as well we've descended into madness and no structure far too early absolutely (laughs) yeah like we're we've reached a point where um as well the the barbie films the soundtracks are on spotify yeah and fuck i've been listening to them recreationally (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) but but the songs are good the song a lot of the songs are really good yeah but this is like the perfect time to descend into manners because as we've learned in this film you have Mm. to go your own way yeah you have to have your own dance baby yeah and i can't imagine people are going to be listening to this without descending into madness <laughs> i'm i'm imagining this will be an episode that people take like listen to in in sections right like 
Yeah. We we still don't know if we can release it as one whole audio file. Or like yeah, without the the the, the, the compression, just be like, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> if anything is even funnier <laughs> to, to release an unintelligible twenty four hour podcast. That's high art. That is Cole Popper ascending to the the same high art as the Barbie movies. Speaking of high art, I do want to um just just give us a, a certain a one shout out to the to an aspect of this film. I fucking love the title of this film. <laughs> like Barbie in the Pink Shoes could be like a Criterion Collection film. Yeah, yeah. the the title like it, it's it's such a I don't know like like describing um, a character's item of clothing. I think is like for some reason that strikes me as like high art. And it's it's yeah. not it's not a it's not structured like a typical title either. Mm. Like it, it's yeah. it's present tense. It um well because 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 we have had like Barbie in. The Nutcracker. Swan Lake or whatever. Um, but like, it's Barbie off Swan Because Lake. it's it's the step up to the streets effect where, um, right. you know, it's step up to colon the streets or it's step up to the streets. But this one, it's like, is Barbie wearing the pink shoes or is Barbie in a film called The Pink Shoes? Oh, Dude, If true. you went back to the start of this episode, 10 hours I've ago. I've already mentioned step up to the streets, haven't no, I? No, that's not what we're the first joke I made introducing Barbie and the Nutcracker was exactly what you're saying. And you were like, this is a dumb way to start the 10-hour podcast because we thought it was going to be 10 hours. You were like, this is dumb. And I was like, all right, never mind. Let's move on. Well, I was what was the joke? I was like, Barbie in the Nutcracker. Like, that's funny that she'd be in the Nutcracker. And you're like, Shh, okay. And now you've just, all this time later, you've come back round to describe how beautiful this title is. How long have you been holding on to that for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, every episode, like, I'm going to bring it up. Today's yeah. a day. Today's a day. I fucking now Bide your time, AJ. Today's the day. <laughs> you like that gag? All right, all right. What's your back, motherfucker? <laughs> this, is, this is how you become the Joker. <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm realizing is now that I, I chose a really good film to write no notes about. Um, yeah. Because. So the only thing I um I wrote doll that changes and I just sent you guys the link because it's easier than <laughs> describing it. Um, but also fun fact about this Barbie film: the one thing I did actually write down is um it's the first Barbie film to be released as a combo p- pack, Blu-ray or ultraviolet disc. So ah, that came is out on Blu-ray. Very fun. That's what the ad said. It said get it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I was. So I've got a question for you guys. You've seen mm-hmm. the Swan Lake one, right? Yeah, several times. Several times. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was telling a friend that like I watched that one, and she was like, no, 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 that one's shit. you got to watch the Swan Lake one. That's the real shit right there. That's Nostalgia mm, right. Plus. Yeah. Is, right, right. How, would you, how would you compare them? For, um, the, for people who maybe do actually like the Barbie franchise. Yeah, I can tell you where I ranked them, um, <laughs> yeah. if that helps. Yeah. Um, Barbie of Swan Lake, I've put 21st out of currently 24. Wow. Um, but I have been um, experiencing, like, um, e- each film I'm like, well, I mean, it's probably better than the last one, or like better than <laughs> one a couple of the ones ago. Uh, only once I've been like, this is the worst film. I'm deciding it. Um, yeah. And Which so one's that? a lot of these early, uh, was um, Barbie of Perfect Christmas that we watched with Nick Sampson. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, 
I, Christmas. Yeah, I, I like a lot of these. It's like if I went back and revisited some of the early ones, I might put them higher. Right. Uh, but mm. also just the animation quality is just so low that it's, yeah. It's hard to enjoy. So I yeah. I ranked um Barbie of Swan Lake at um fourteen out of twenty three. Wow. Um, and I, I ranked Barbie in the pink shoes at three out of twenty three. Wow. What's um, number so, two, one and two for you? Um uh Princess and the Pauper is my number one, and that is widely considered the best one. It's quite consistently ranked as the best one. Um and then second is Barbie and, and the Diamond Castle, and that's the one with the lesbian subtext in yeah. it. That, which that I've got as my enjoy. number one. Barbie and a mermaid tale, which is the one with the um the doll that transforms forms from a hoodie into a mermaid tale. Um and I've put Barbie Diaries at number three, Hamish, and I know what you're thinking. That is quite a controversial pick. Um <laughs> <laughs> it is it actually is Hamish but yeah, the Barbie gen- Diaries it's like commonly regarded as the worst one the animation yeah. style is different it's horrible yeah. you know what I fucking dug it and I'm and I'm leaving it at number three every time I we watch a film that's like legitimately better I'm like no no I have to put I have to get Barbie Diaries in the top three Barbie Diaries <laughs> is the worst one Richard just erroneously said that A Perfect Christmas was the worst one it's not yeah. at all it's fine Barbie Diaries <laughs> yeah. is the worst one. I made a conscious decision to make it the worst one, much yeah. like I did with Barbie Diaries to be one of the best. Wow. Yeah. How do you how do you guys rate the dance scene in this film? Because you're oh, more used to stupid. this world. We talked about this on, on, I think on the Swan Lake episode, is that yeah. like singing translates to animation. It's the same episode, yes. AJ. <laughs> singing singing because singing is is an is an oral you know, it sounds nice, right? And yes. so you can have really good songs in it. But dancing, yes. like they're animated. You can make them do whatever you want. The, the yeah. To me, the allure of dance is like, wow, how did a person in real life do that? Which is like, I never got shuffling. You remember shuffling like yeah. LMFAO? <laughs> I, I I was just like, that doesn't look hard. I could, I could do that. I never tried so that I was I never had to like put my money where my mouth is. But mm. it, it's not an impressive dance style. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's uh, for teens. It's like pre TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just like, yeah. you can do this at home too. Mm. 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 But even like ballet like is like, it's not impressive when I'm watching like, a very polygonal, uh, <laughs> like CGI characters um, doing it. It's just creepy yeah. and weird. I will say though that as we get further into the Barbie movies, the animation has improved to the point where um, the there is more humanity in their movements in general. There's more humanity yeah. to the characters. Back in the first maybe ten, it's like they they move there's no subtlety to their movements but they're still trying to give them subtle nuanced movements things like hand waving or or like rolling your eyes and things are are not handled very gracefully at all um whereas Mm. now they're getting a little bit better at it and i think that's actually what the difference between the barbie movies and um like pixar or something obviously the animation quality is 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 vastly different but like Mm. it's i actually think we wouldn't notice the animation quality as much if it wasn't the if the if the characters behaved more human there's still an uncanniness to what they're doing that is or if they behaved less human yeah. If they were just like animals, if, if they, they were got swans the whole time, transformed into a swan, yeah. yeah. 
Or well, we, we compared them to VeggieTales. We compared them to VeggieTales yeah. on one of the other movies. And um, the, we the, just did that. Yes. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> Not and, that and, long ago. And VeggieTales, I think, works better because VeggieTales are geometric shapes. They're inanimate um, carbon yeah. rods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they also, they, it's kind of a weird thing of like, they seem more like cartoons. VeggieTales seem more like cartoons. It, it is, it's not photorealistic, whereas Barbie's a little bit yeah. more photorealistic mm. or trying to be anyway. Yeah, yeah. Barbie is so photorealistic. <laughs> I, I, I often forget we're watching animations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Richard, we should wrap this up, buddy. Otherwise, we're going to be... Um... Oh, I've been trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you started talking about VeggieTales again. <laughs> I'm never leaving. You guys are stuck with me forever now. <laughs> well, you're going to have to keep watching fucking Barbie films if you want to stick around. <laughs> nah, actually, I'm good. Um, I'm going to go. See you guys. Go. <laughs> um, Hamish, so uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for watching this film. Thank you and, for having um, me. Where can people find you other than the background of that one shot in Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> That's the only place I, I am. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm tra- like bullying you for appearing in a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, I deserve it. You've got to always hit the people at the top, eh? <laughs> he says as he records a podcast on his futon. <laughs> uh, you can find me by my perfect um, social media handle, Hungry Peach Boy. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Because so you, 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 you post quite a lot of um, like artworks, like little doodles and stuff. Eh? Doodles, yeah, yeah. Just little scribbles. Yeah. They're great. Hmm. Oh, thank yeah, you. Like, like, check it out. Yeah, um, a friend of mine, um, I, I years ago apparently contacted you and was like, "Can you draw me a tattoo?" And you're like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." <laughs> oh, was that um, was that Swiss the, from Christchurch? Yeah, yeah. I drew her a tattoo and she never did it. <laughs> yeah, <Aww. laughs> but someone did get my one of my doodles as a tattoo recently, uh, yeah. which is cool. Do you think that you might doodle some Barbie stuff? I could do a little Barbie stuff. You, if you want to show it to on. us, we'll, we'd love to see it. Yeah. When you release a podcast, I'll do a We Do a Little Barbie. Mm. That's uh, a good point. This is a go. secret currently, yeah. so don't tell anyone. Yeah. This is a secret. Yeah. Even the people listening to this don't know about don't it. Don't know. Yeah. Don't, if you're listening to this, don't tell your friends to check out the podcast. <laughs> you tell you them this 10 that. hours in. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, bolt. I spent the first nine hours telling everyone. <laughs> remove, They're going to be so mad at me. Remove bolt B under no circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, all our wrap-ups have been taking so long, but uh, it was a pleasure having you on hamish thank it's you a pleasure much. being on thank you for having me and uh yeah let's uh, move on to the next film uh which i don't know you'll find out its title in a second Richard, wait. <laughs> Richard, I forgot to rank a Barbie movie. <laughs> we've watched um the so we've we haven't covered this amount yet, but we have watched twenty seven. Right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I've only ranked twenty six. So before we move on, we have to work out which one I missed. Oh no. <laughs> 
uh, this is on my letterbox ranking um keen eared listeners will have noted that when we were just talking to hamish about our rankings that you said out of 24 and i said out of 23 but no one was like that's not the same number so uh, how do we do this what do you think's the best way to figure out um okay i reckon work i reckon you would have forgotten a recent one so let's okay. work backwards from barbie and the pink shoes is that on your ranking that's on my ranking. Um, Barbie, Princess, and the Pop Star. There's probably an easier way to do this, isn't it? Yes, uh, that's could, on here. If you go, if you go, sort yeah. by. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got date. it. I've got it. Sorting by list. Yep. Um, Barbie and a Mermaid Tale Two. Mermaid Three found, <laughs> which means yes, because there are very a lot of Barbie mermaid. mermaid Barbie and a Perfect Christmas. Perfect Christmas. Um, oh. No, it was Perfect Christmas was the one I hadn't ranked. See, isn't it good that we didn't go through the other way? Barbie, a perfect, and it really is a perfect Christmas now that I've ranked it. And I'm going to rank it at, um, uh, um, I'm going to rank it at 19, which doesn't mean a lot um okay well glad we got that madness out of the way Mm -hmm. uh we can get on with what really matters oh shit i don't think i saved it (laughs) now we're going to work out again which one it is oh no (laughs) i didn't save it okay barbie a perfect christmas and then i put it at 19 oh that's the wrong one oh god damn god damn god damn all right yes save all right exit out of that all right richard we're going to talk about barbie mariposa and the fairy princess which Mm. came out in 2013 directed by william lau has an 82 percent audience score on ron tomatoes maybe one of the highest audience scores we've seen so far i think indicative of the barbie purists clearly flooding the rotten tomatoes rating system you know to to spit in the face of the um the new modern barbie movies um but we'll get more to that later um can you tell us what barbie mariposa and the fairy princess is about no i fucking cannot i how dare you (laughs) (laughs) i um like, because I was like, in my mind, I was like, I know we have to record um, another thing. I know we've got, we're recording with a guest tomorrow. Um, and and I was like, I know I've watched multiple Barbie movies. I didn't double check what they were before recording. And I was like, they could have been anything. Mm. I actually started writing up the wrong one. And then yeah. I was like, wait, there was one before this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Barbie Mariposa and the Fairy Princess. We're revisiting uh, the character of Mariposa. Who's now just voiced by Kala Sheridan. That was kind of the big yeah. thing last time. Instead um, of Chi- Chiara Zani, yeah. who voiced Mariposa last time. Um, but so now it's about um, uh, Mariposa. Uh, well, according to the official description, Mariposa and her furry friend Z return um, in Barbie, Mariposa and the Fairy Princess. Although Z was not in um the original mariposa so you are stomping over all my dumb imdb trivia here you've in in two minutes you've swiftly knocked two of my structural tent poles out of what what i was planning for a movie i do not remember but continue <laughs> tell us the story mariposa is now the royal ambassador of flutterfield and she's sent to bring peace between her fairyland and their rival fairies of uh, Shimmervale 
and th- it's we're kind of then treated to a um like a a Shrek two kind of like oh I can't fit in with these high society types um yeah. kind of few scenes um and then there's a dark fairy and then you know they 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 team up and save mm. the day. Yeah, so it's sort of like the flutter fairies, the butterfly fairies think that the crystal fairies are these monsters and vice versa. Um, uh, IMDb says, uh, so they travel to Shimmervale. Almost instantly, Mariposa becomes friend with King Regulus's timid daughter, Princess Catania. Unbeknownst to them, the spiteful fairy Gwillian and her pet bat Boris, who speaks with a Canadian accent, eh? Um, mm-hmm. are bent on destroying Shimmervale by turning the land's precious crystals into rocks. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it's about. That's right, yeah, the whole crystals into rocks. Because the crystals are like their vibranium, right? Yeah, exactly. And that it powers their, um, their whole This their is the Black thing. Panther of Barbie movies, yeah. Mm. Finally, um, some what- representation for brown-eyed <laughs> blonde girls. <laughs> what did you think of this movie? Uh, I'm going to have to look at my ranking to... to- <laughs> to be reminded um i think i preferred the original mariposa yeah i i preferred it by two films wow so well one film so dancing print 12 dancing princesses is in between mariposa and mariposa 2 for me no i put this five higher than the original mariposa i guess wow <laughs> <Full> on. <laughs> Um, I can't so remember funny. this movie. I can remember images from it. I can vaguely remember story beats, but I can no longer recall my emotional response <laughs> to mm. this film. I think I put it on and I stat, I sat static in front of the TV for mm. an hour thirteen watching it. Um, but I was reminded doing the research for some some stuff to talk about. Uh, it's it, this is the the most um shambolic my notes have ever been for film franchise four nights oh you just seen one but let's let's do those richard styles yeah okay well here's what i've written both main characters blonde fairies let's (laughs) decipher what what that note meant well is it that you haven't they haven't created enough distinction between the two main characters because that's one of the one of the first things you learn in, in screenwriting is to differentiate your main characters quite a bit um you know yeah like like we wouldn't make to a good um I guess like I, I guess even us, it's like I'm tall and you're short. Well, I'm not even tall, but you you're know. not tall. <laughs> but we have like there's a distinct like you know I'm the taller one, you're the shorter one. You know. Well, there's there's a personality difference, and we could maybe be a prince and a pauper thing because we look different, but but who would be different. which one? I mean, look the same. Um, uh, what do you want me to be the pauper because that's a funnier answer? What are you wanting me to say? <laughs> I wanted, you you to to give, I wanted you to put thought into it, but um, I'm. I think I'm richer than you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> only financially, though. Yeah, well, only for like what the next sixteen hours. Why? Well, then I get paid. I think I probably still have more money than you. How much money do you have? I had to save up a bunch um, to to go back into freelancing. Um, I have about, <laughs> I'm going to bleep it out, but we can go from your reaction. Last I checked, I have dollars, I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did I, not t- I had to save up a bunch. I was on, I was on when I went out of. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you you're very much the um the prince. The there. prince. The prince to your corner. I, 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 you do not strike me as the kind of person to have that much money just sitting in their bank account. That's insane. No, I've ne- I never have been before. Um, the only reason I knew... How long you- did that take you to save up? Uh, like all year. Mm. I'm really bad at saving. I have $5 in my account at the moment. That's why I knew You don't that, have to believe that out. It's, it's, not a, it's not a... It wasn't like a judgment call. It was you had previously... To- like, you previously won $20 off Jeremy for a bit on pod and you were like i have no money <laughs> and i was like well i guess i'm doing i'm the i'm the more well-off one of the two of i have a steadier income than you though exactly that's what i was gonna say is i'm only richer on paper in terms of like mm. actual like i don't um you know that that money's gonna run out and i know i bleeped it out but for, it's not a it's not a lot of money it's it just, is it's <laughs> more money than i've ever had in my no account. i know but it's oh, i feel bad this feels i feel very weird talking about it's not it's not like a crazy amount of money though i don't have like a million dollars or anything yeah it's less than six digits. The, the number I bleeped out, yeah, was like 300,000. <laughs> it's like, I have less than a million. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, both characters are blonde fairies. I think that they really need to be aware that it's an arrogance. It's an arrogance of Mattel's animation team that they don't realize how bad they are at physically separating what different characters look like because you just can't like for 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 25 movies 24 movies it's been yeah one's a blonde barbie one's a brunette barbie or one's a tall barbie one's a short barbie and it's like the like people we've had multiple guests have just referred to every character in the film as a barbie so well we've brought this up before but i think that they are yeah i know but what i'm my point being is that they needed to make um katiana um brunette or something something like she's maybe like a slightly more platinum blonde but it's Mm. certainly not enough um and also the fact that that as you brought up before kelly sheridan uh is voicing mariposa when um chiara zani voiced her in the last film i feel like there's a there's a personality change that comes with that as well i remember mariposa being a little bit more um a little bit more of an Emma Stone type, whereas Kelly Sheridan is a little <laughs> yeah, bit more of a of a Amy Adams type. And I think there's there's a, a Amy Adams specifically in the movies where she's playing like a wide eyed princess, well, like and, um, Enchanted, Enchanted or, or Muppets. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that that's Kelly Sheridan's portrayal. Whereas, yeah, I feel yeah. like Chiara Zani's um, was a little bit rough uh, around the edges yeah yeah and and i liked that because that was good they they were two characters that looked the same but their personalities differentiated them granted in this case they were never on screen at the same time um this just feels like they want to cram as many barbie like dolls into the same universe as possible so on all this though like as i struggle to remember the original mariposa it's pretty crazy how late in the game they did a mariposa sequel you know like the the first Mariposa, when did that come out? It was like, ah, oh, fuck, uh, two thousand eight. So it's been quite a while. This is twenty thirteen, and it it feels like so much of Barbie canon had moved on 
you know well, the animations improved so much the the animations improved we've talked before how, about how there's sub cannons there's like the 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 princess slash ballet ones there's the fairy topia ones then there's the like barbie and real life ones like it had been ages since we'd seen a fairy topia mm. barbie film it, there had actually been fairy ones fairy movies set in a separate canon between mm. mariposa and this one um and i i wonder if this had to do with william lau the crazy motherfucker he is returning to to Barbie and being like, no, we're doing Mariposa. We're going back to basics. Um, you know, maybe that's what he wanted to do. Right. Yeah. I, I do want to say as well, because I know that um, uh, like uh, some of our critics have said like, um, oh my God. Oh my God. What? There's a new Barbie movie movie added to the wiki. It comes out next month. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Barbie and Chelsea, The Lost Birthday. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've, oh. got, a, we've got a no time to die situation on our hands. Oh, my God. When does it come out? March, it says. Holy shit. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> So this might be a new, a whole new thing. It might be, a, oh it God. could be a series actually, to be fair, I think, according to this. Wait, what does it say? Um, no, the, the, the title is very it, Well, it's like, it's like a done. new thing. It's like Barbie and Chelsea. So it's like a new canon. Oh, I think you mean new TV series. Yeah, well, like, it's just, there's, there's artwork released for something called Barbie and Chelsea, the lost birthday. Oh, God damn. <laughs> There's, um, new oh, yeah, no, it says premiere film, uh, Marzik 2021. Chelsea looks older. Hmm. According to these dolls. We're just blowing this whole thing wide open. Oh no, she looks younger again. I clicked on a different one. Um, what I was saying is that um, oh my god, there's artwork and everything. <laughs> oh. Are you not freaking out? Has this ever happened? We've often had new news come out about mm. a movie and a franchise, but never while we're doing the franchise. While we're in never the middle with- of recording, and 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 a film that's only a month away. <laughs> Ah, oh. oh, this blows this whole thing wide open. 38 Barbie movies. Wow. If, you'd, if I'd woken up today and someone had said, AJ, and I said, what? And they go, 38 Barbie movies. I'd have been like, <laughs> what? Where are you going? Come back. Yeah. God. What what we should do is try and contact Mattel and ask for like a screener of the film. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do that. Do we return? God, this has really thrown me off. Tell you what, man. There are thirty, nearly thirty-eight Barbie movies, and when you're on film twenty-five, you really feel it. <laughs> You know what I mean? 
yeah, you I really feel, yeah. feel that that there are 38 because it's like yeah this is just one of them this is just one of them yeah some of our critics have accused us of like not really analyzing the films who that one review we got and you know you know i i understand that you come to a podcast and you have the two hosts saying i don't even remember this film and you might think you know they're not putting in the work like we are putting the work and as we're talking about it it is coming back to me it's just when i've consumed so many of these films they do merge you it's not like i don't remember the film it's that the the memories of the film are mixed in with uh, memories of other films so well how's this for analyzing is this movie an allegory for free the nipple explain so oh i didn't write any more notes after that i was hoping i could just read it but no um so one plot point in this movie is that barbie as a butterfly fairy in the mm, crystal fairy yes, yes, world um she the the king doesn't like her not like they're the not exactly the wings are different and they're not exactly scared of each other but because they used to think they were monsters but it's more like he just doesn't trust her and he at one point she knocks over something with her big doofy butterfly wings and he says can't you put those things away or something and so she folds her butterfly wings into a dress and it's it's like a very clear example of repression right like a like someone repressing someone different for them from them for what makes them special uh, that's, I guess it's not exactly free the nipple, but it was like hiding something when like clearly you want them to be free. Yeah, Barbie's yeah. nipples. Not her nipples, she doesn't have any nipples. I've seen the naked Barbie doll. I've seen nipples. Um and to tie this into Mariposa's uh Mariposa and the Fairy Princess's tie in merch, um, that's what the toy this is. This is the first the one with nipples. <laughs> the the toys wings like she has a dress and then you hit a button or something um and they they spin around and become wings it's very impressive it reminded me of the mechanisms we saw from barbie and the pink shoes um there is there's a separate there are separate commercials for the playset on youtube there's three commercials and i watched them back like in a in a video where they stoked stack them back to back um and the third commercial overlaps the end of the second commercial so it's the second commercial's editing and it's like barbie mariposa and the fairy princess batteries sold separately by now as as it's doing all that um the third commercial like fades in with let the story begin as you play with your friends and it was very overwhelming like it's it, it, it really it was a really good kind of oral metaphor for how it feels to be watching a barbie mm. movie every day that like before i'm even digesting one i'm violently shoved into the next one without you know without any any grace period um but it's an impressive looking toy uh though the ads were overwhelming <laughs> does the toy do anything special does it transform or anything no nah. What would it transform? Well, I mean, it it has wings and a dress. Um, also, the, we've we've gone a few movies without any dumb IMDb trivia, and a lot of the reason for that is that not a lot of these movies have IMDb trivia. Um, but I do have dumb Barbie wiki trivia for this this film. Oh wait, you already said it. Never mind. Let's move on. What was the dumb uh, Barbie trivia? That Mariposa and her furry friend Z return. However, Z is a new addition to the film, hence only Mariposa returns from the previous film. 
I was so distracted with the news of a 38th Barbie movie that I forgot that there is going to be that that we all that we already talked about that. I wish there was a way to get more information about Barbie and Chelsea. We don't know the director. We don't know anything. Well, uh, I can tell you one interesting thing. Okay. That's all a podcast is, really, isn't it? They're just telling you one interesting thing. On the voice box production, so this is we talk about titles a lot on this podcast, which we haven't actually really done on the Barbie episode all that much. Yeah. Um, on the voice box productions website, the movie is credited as Barbie Mariposa and the Crystal Fairy Princess, which is it's just called the Fairy Princess, and I think that's a better title. I can understand the um wanting to be expedient and your word economy by taking out a a superfluous adjective in there, but like calling it Mariposa and the Fairy Princess is like whoa, I like already met a Fairy Princess. Like yeah. the different, the different. If anything, it should be Mariposa and the Crystal Princess. Although Ooh. that sounds like a um, harrowing nineteen seventies uh, cocaine or meth addiction. Film yeah, it sounds like he- heroin um, addiction. Yeah, Crystal Princess is like what you mm. would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some IMDb user reviews here for this film. Uh, one from the first of November, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it says. A good movie. This is by May Diana six five two four two. One of my favorite Barbie sequels. This is the sequel to Barbie Mariposa and her butterfly fairy friends. There is a witch as the villain. She wants something, but she doesn't get it and returns. If your child is five watching this, I recommend watching with a grown up. If your child is six or seven or up, they can watch by themselves. <laughs> Sweet. So, well, we're fine then. Yeah, I'm 28 by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, overall average is the next review. This is by Ninja the Second on the 28th of August 2013. What a breath of fresh air from the last few terrible Barbie movies. Ooh. For some reason, two years ago, Mattel changed and created a modernized Barbie and it all became about laptops, the internet, web blogs, etc. It seemed as though they had surfed the internet, found everything that is popular and then used the slightest excuse to shove that into the, their movies. So clearly this They're- person has only seen Barbie A Perfect Christmas. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, gu- I guess you could argue Mermaid Tale. Mm. Yeah. The last movie, Pink Shoes, mixed the or oh, they have, they have seen more. <laughs> the last movie, Pink Shoes, mixed the original and modernized Barbie, but did not work and was unsuccessful. <laughs> now the latest movie is back to the original Barbie again. Yay! But <laughs> unfortunately, is so boring. My kids walked away. Nothing happens. Characters meet. Then talk, then meet up again and talk some more. There is and that's virtually just what every movie is. <laughs> zero action, zero suspense, and moves at the pace of an anorexic turtle. <laughs> I don't know if I get that turtles are slow. I don't know if a turtle being anorexic would make it slower. If anything, 
Then it's got this weight dragging it down. Would, would move but it's also faster. like, I don't know, anorexia isn't like, um, you know, it, it t- tends to make you a lot weaker. Hmm. Nearly 12 hours into our Barbie podcast and we get some really wonderful insight into the truth around anorexia. Mm. Yes, I've Overall, seen Netflix's To The Bone. Okay. I actually haven't. I'm sorry. Overall, I'm, 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 I welcome... I'll tap out here. Overall, I welcome the return of old school Barbie, but this movie just plods along. A pale comparison to Diamond Castle, Rapunzel, Swan Lake, etc. Yeah. Uh, should we that's move a, on to the next the... one? Fuck, this is we're spiraling. This is a Barbie themes onto a Barbie movie. Let's all sing along in our natural voices. We're watching thirty-seven fucking Barbie movies. We're watching thirty-seven fucking Barbie movies. We're watching thirty-seven fucking Barbie movies. Sisters in a Ponytail came out also in 2013, directed by Kieran Kelly. Uh, This is his only Barbie film, but he did direct the TV show Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. And also his um, contribution to the franchise means that this is the third major figure in the Barbie franchise with Kelly in his name after Kelly Sheridan and one of the characters being named Kelly slash (laughs) Shelly, who is dead. I will not let anyone forget that Kelly is dead now. (laughs) <laughs> this is 79% on Ron Tomatoes. Good on it. Well done. What is this movie about, Richard? Uh, so this is, um, it's the same reality as uh, Barbie Perfect Christmas. Um, and so they're now, uh, the our, uh, Barbie and her sisters, Skipper, Stacey and Chelsea, are visiting their aunt Marlene who um, runs an equestrian academy in the Swiss Alps. And uh, they're all kind of like each of the um, daughter, each of the, the sisters uh, paired up with a horse. The horse chooses the rider, not the other way around. And um, yeah, then we're kind of treated to a series of mishaps. Um, basically, the horses get to know each other and, and they learn to respect each other. Um, Barbie's kind of thing is that she discovers a mythical horse uh, and then it... Um, yeah um this is how imdb imdb puts it um barbie can't wait to find a new horse to bring back to malibu stacy is super excited to prove she's an amazing equestrian all chelsea wants to do is ride big horses and skipper well let's just say she's more interested in writing about the great outdoors than experiencing it Um, (laughs) she's such a fucking nerd man (laughs) Uh, yeah, as you said, um, well, th- this is sort of a sequel to A Perfect Christmas, uh, but this is the first of two films that features Barbie and her sisters in the title. Uh, and that annoys me. I, I never, you know, we talk about titles a lot on this podcast, and I didn't expect to be annoyed by something in the Barbie movie I didn't titles. expect to be annoyed by the Barbie movies at all. <laughs> but Barbie, A Perfect Christmas, really should be called Barbie and her sisters in A Perfect Christmas. Yeah, it now. should be. Now, it's, it's a Wolverine Origins situation. Yeah. There's something I want to talk about that happens in this film, and I know you want to talk about it, so I'm going to do it first. Here's what the note... Do you want to know what I've written down for the note? What? 
candy here. Yeah. So and you you actually described it so eloquently over Messenger that all I wrote was candy here, and I was going to be like, Richard, take it away. So joke <laughs> back on you, buddy, because I want you to. Explain I was being this. courteous anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so when um, Barbie and her sisters arrive at the ranch uh, where they're staying, um, the the hosts say we left some candy on your pillow. Um, and then they look over to it and it's melted and then they flip the pillow over and they go, well, at least your pillow will smell like candy. Now, later on in the film, um, there's a scene where Chelsea, it's Chelsea, right? Um, the youngest, yeah. The youngest, the horse keeps on trying to bite her. And they're like, well, there's no reason. She has a she has a real dinky miniature horse yeah. named Dash and she's real pissed off because she wants, like, she's like, I want the kind of horse that will kill you if it kicks you in the head not this piece of shit dinky tiny horse that's an actual quote from the movie that's on the imdb quote section and then they're like well there's there's no reason that the horse would be biting you unless your hair smells like candy and then you think to yourself oh my gosh like as established in this movie there's a reason why her hair would smell like candy and then she goes oh i use marshmallow shampoo with real marshmallows in it that'll be why so Which, it's like we're given a reason why someone's here would smell like candy. And then we're given a problem that a consequence. A consequence of, of having your hair smell like candy. And then the character is asked why their hair smells like candy. And we're given a brand new reason, heretofore unknown, why their hair smells like candy. And it's it's frankly it's ridiculous. Because it's 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 a good setup to have yeah. like Oh, to mention, oh, the pillows will smell like candy. And then, oh, the horse is attracted to candy. And that's why, yeah. Um, it, it, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. What, what, do we think, what do we think caused this? I'm wondering if it's studio interference. I'm wondering if it's a note from a producer saying, hey, I don't think it's clear enough that the pillows would make her hair smell like candy. Yeah. Um, I think that could be a potential reason. Well, I mean, because they just have to be like, oh, the candy on the pillows. But I think it's more of like a, uh, you know, the ga- the game you used to play, um, like when you're a kid, where you'd do, you'd either like start drawing a picture and then fold it over and hand it over to the next person, and they would continue drawing based on the lines you you left. And so, so one person yes. would draw a head, one person would draw a t- torso, one yeah. person would draw the legs. I think that's how they've written these scripts. Something I only played as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You still do that, don't you? And not not recently. No, not at all. Well, that's good. That was a weird thing to clarify, AJ. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it's like that where the 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 person who wrote that line, um, so and and it was handed over at unless there's a reason your hair smells like candy, and when um and then it was like okay hand it over to the next writer and they say and they go all right you're the line you have to follow on from is unless there's a reason your hair smells like candy and then they're like yeah marshmallow shampoo with real marshmallows in it which also would be so poorly functional as a shampoo yeah no exactly um I th- yeah, and I wonder because then then the marshmallow shampoo has its own payoff at the end of the film <laughs> when she says goodbye to Dash after they've bonded, um, because spoilers spoiler they end up getting along. Um, she says, "I'll send you a bottle of um, oh, it's some other candy shampoo, um, Skittle Brown yeah, shampoo." Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that you reckon that it's it's a case of two different writers writing and and one of them not mm. realizing. One of whom didn't know. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the danger of of. But but the, but the second one is is like their boss, so they're like, oh, I thought, and then here they could say because we because we wrote this earlier, um, and then like here we could say, you know, there's a consequence for a hair smelling like candy. And they're like, well, why does your hair smell like candy? And then they're like, oh, because earlier in this, oh, oh, she has candy shampoo. Put that in. Put that in. And they're yeah, like, that's oh, great. Okay. That's great okay. stuff. We okay. could sell it. We <laughs> could sell candy shampoo. Um, what? What did you, overall? What did you think of this film? Uh, I don't think I liked it very much. Like, um, uh, yeah, I, I ranked it in the lower half um, so far. It's, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like there's there's elements of it that I think work. Like it it does kind of make sense to like split your four main characters up and then just let each let them have their own adventure. Um, it feels more like episodic and more like a TV show like that. Um, which I don't think is the worst thing for these movies. Same with Lamb Before Time. That they're kind of at their peak when it feels like part of something greater. You know, um, because I guess oh, yeah. you feel ripped off if you're more like. This is all I'm getting from a Barbie movie, but if you know that you know there's more on the way, um, mm. it doesn't feel as um, as much of a ripoff. I thought the best scene in this movie was when Barbie nearly gets eaten by wolves. <laughs> um, that was my favorite part. There's she, her horse knocks her off, and then all these wolves come out of fucking nowhere and start encroaching on her. And it's like, Jesus Christ, this would be terrifying. And in typical uh, Barbie movie fashion, she's not that upset. She's It's more like, how do I get out of this pickle? <laughs> As opposed to like, you know, fetal position. Oh no, wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when we meet Majesty, who's this mythical horse, which mm. turns up and... and like bucks the wolves in yeah. the fucking skull um <laughs> which i think would kill a wolf i reckon i uh, reckon they would kill a wolf well there's the like a, a, a man gets like kicked in the chest violently later in the film and then gets uh, and then they're like oh no barbie you fell over on your own accord like are you okay when while this guy's fucking died but then he gets up and they're just like oh you should get your arm looked at <laughs> We got dumb IMDb trivia for this one, Richard. First time in ages. Uh, When Barbie and her sisters are giving Marie a makeover, Marie is one of the, um, because they go to their auntie's house and Marie's like, maybe she's their cousin, maybe? I'm not sure. She's a little girl. They give her a, Mm. she's very, um, she's very tomboyish. She's the one who put the candy on the pillows. Yeah, yeah. And naturally we can't have a tomboy in the Barbie oeuvre. Um, and so they give her a makeover. So it says, when Barbie and her sisters are giving Marie a makeover, none of the clothing or shoes they use end up in her final outfit for the dance. <laughs> very, very funny implication behind the story that um, they gave her a makeover and then she was like, thanks, thanks, girls. And then as soon as they were left, as soon as they left, she like was like, well, time to get out of this shit. <laughs> Um, the second piece of dumb IMDb trivia is uh, something I don't quite understand what I'm reading here. This is it verbatim. Yeah. The direction of Skipper's face is wrong when she asked why on earth to Chelsea, and yet her mouth didn't move in the first two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Reads like a um like when you press the predictive text on yeah, 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 each yeah. word. Uh, so I don't know what that means, but I'm very I'm very excited to see what her what it means by her face is wrong. But yeah, in the like, wrong direction. Uh, that excites me, like some kind of weird uh, CGI glitch that I missed. Mm. Um, 
Over on the Barbie wiki, the trivia section points out that the plot is similar to that of Barbie, a fashion fairy tale, a movie we've seen already. Yeah, while well, it's um, just it visiting says, a... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll read what it says. Yeah. Uh, both movies involve Barbie visiting an aunt of hers who lives in Europe and owns slash operates a business of some kind. Both aunts also have the have the first name that starts with M. Millicent runs a fashion a fashion house in Paris, France, and Marlene runs an equestrian school slash ranch in the Alps of Switzerland. The business run by Barbie's aunt is in danger of getting shut down to due, due to some kind of financial issues. Millicent since fashion house was losing business to critics and competitors alpine academy had as marlene put it too many bills and not enough students barbie and co come up with a way to save her aunt's business from getting shut down barbie and millicent's assistant marie alicia organize a fashion show while skipper suggests that she and her sisters compete in the horseback riding tournament to help alpine academy win um, an antagonist does something to sabotage the protagonist's efforts jacqueline and her assistant delphine kidnap the flairies in fashion fairy tale while philippe releases all of the horses belonging to alpine academy and um uh, ponytail barbie and the rest of the protagonists ultimately succeed in saving barbie's aunt's business from getting shut down the fashion show at millicent's household fashion house succeeds in addition to skipper getting first place in dressage dressage and Chelsea getting first place in the pretty pony portion portion Stacy got second place in her portion portion of the of the competition Barbie wins the final portion of the tournament making Alpine Academy the overall winner of the competition um, after this, the next piece of trivia on Barbie wiki reads ponytail is a pun on the word ponytail <laughs> nice um yeah I did want to bring up uh, the dis- dressage because mm. while watching the film i was like here this is going to be a talking point for aj if i know aj this he's going to be talking about this because you've mentioned a few times already about how dancing isn't that impressive um in animation because you can just make mm. them do whatever they want and now we have horse dancing which should be more impressive but how did you find it i have no i don't even have an image in my mind of what dressage looked like in this film. I don't even know what dressage is. It's just horse dancing. I don't remember these girls winning these competitions. There was a competition? Dressage. I don't remember this. Also, l- l- fucking LaMeo that Stacy got second place and the other three sisters got first place. <laughs> She's the worst sister. This is so funny. Yeah. Are you going to send me a video of dressage? Because I'm probably not going to watch it. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Not on pod anyway. Richard, did you know that in Barbie Life on in the Dreamhouse, the TV series that um, uh, uh, Karen Kelly also uh, directs, um, there's an episode called Mission Impossible, uh, and Very in the cool. the uh, there is a poster for Barbie in the ponytail in the background of a movie theater. I looked, I saw a picture of it. It's true. I was very close to watching um, Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse today. Why? I'm, I've got the day off work and I'm bored out of my fucking mind. That um, is insane that you would have free time and be like, I'm going to watch extra Barbie stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be fun to come to the record with because I knew I wasn't going to have much to say about these two films. Um, mm. And so I thought this would be fun. And I was like, oh, God, no. What am I doing? That's Okay. I put I on the Simpsons that. instead. I put on the uh, Simpsons spin-off uh, showcase. Uh, the you should have put on the, 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 
the Malibu Stacy one. I should have now that I'll understand all the references. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think this is a very this is a very dark point for it. Have we switched um the the intermission song yet? Yeah, we just did two movies ago. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a lot more appropriate now. And if you if you thought, oh, I can skip through these because I've heard it so many times, you you, you fucking you idiot, fucking idiot. I put the under the one after Mermaid Tail. It doesn't work at all. It's a completely different rhythm. <laughs> hey, Richard, I would love to tell you more about Barbie a Ponytail. That's <laughs> not what it's called. Barbie and her sisters in a ponytail. I would love to tell you that a launch event in the US took place in New York uh, City f- on from... <laughs> <laughs> get this 2 to 5 p.m <laughs> wow i mean yeah that's when you would premiere a barbie movie uh oh no it wasn't a premiere it was on october 22nd 2013 i presume um the event was called pony up uh, which is a term which means give me your money um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, girls of all ages only girls apparently were invited to receive a Barbie inspired ponytail at a ponytail bar. They called it. Right. Uh, there were five options from Barbie's lookbook. They were illustrated by designer Robert Best's, um, but there are a bunch of stylists. Um, so you'd go, you'd go to the ponytail bar. You'd say, I want this ponytail. They'd give it for you. Um, the the time to play mag dot com uh, covered the event in a YouTube video, which I watched. What? Uh, and, that's a, that's and insane, dude. S- some lady from Time to Play Mag interviews a Mas- Mattel spokesperson who spoils the ending of the film. <laughs> She's like, it's a film about knowing that when you love if you love something it's important to let it go and so at the end of the film when after barbie's made friends with the with majesty the the the, the mythical horse she chooses to let it go in the wild i was like don't say it. this is the end of the movie and also how hard is it to put up a ponytail what do you need a ponytail bar for and, and the, how the, there's the, so many different styles yeah the spokesperson it's like, all right, we're gonna watch. We're gonna. I'm gonna go get a ponytail myself now. And then it cuts to a bunch of B-roll, and then it comes back, and she's got a ponytail. And she's like, well, as you can see, and it's like that's the simplest fucking ponytail. It's, you just put your hair. You put your hair in a tie, hair tie. Yeah. Look, I know I'm a boy. I know I don't typically have ponytails, though. When I was a teenager, I did rock a ponytail very briefly when really? my hair got really long. Very briefly, it was cool. Do it looked pictures? all right. Um, I have pictures where it's like, I can tell you I had a ponytail, but you can't see the ponytail. Right, 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 right. Um, and it looked fine. It was fine. Um, and, but like, it's not, they're not hard to put in. And the, the, the different, I, I saw Barbie's lookbook. I saw what designer Robert Best put in the lookbook and they're just normal ponytails. I'm sick of it. There is tie-in merch for this film, Richard, and the toys in the Barbie franchise continue to up the ante to the point where I'm actually in disbelief at what the commercial says the toy for Barbie and her sisters in a ponytail can do. So you get a Barbie toy and you get a Majesty toy, the horse. The the Majesty horse will walk towards the doll... (laughs) 
if you raise Barbie's hand, the door the doy horse <laughs> trots towards Barbie. If you lower her hand, the the horse bows, and they're separate toys. They're not on a track. Right. Amazing. I liked it. I had to, I turned to um trusty experts and number one source for all things play, time to play mag, and watched a review of this toy and saw them actually showcasing the function and yeah, it fucking works. You're like Barbie has to be three feet in front of the I'm horse. Watch the um the ad. Alright. So you it has like a signal, it receives a signal, and you can also press a button on the horse and it walks by itself. But like it, it I didn't know that like you could get hard that's plastic that's horse insane. horse toys to walk such with such like like I would think they would fall over. And you just press a button on the horse and it just walks indefinitely. Theoretically, you could put it on a flat surface and it would just walk forever. As long as it had four AA batteries in it, I guess. <laughs> Which are sold separately. Of course. Um, all right, well... There's I'm no qu- such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited about our next guest, so I'm quite happy to... No, to Richard! Here. No! <laughs> you, don't want to, is- you don't want to talk to our next guest? I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> Take her away. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Richard. What? <laughs> this is taking its toll, dude. Yeah. It's funny, like the watching the movies hasn't taken the toll, but it's it's sitting here and talking to you about them that I fit there's when I feel <laughs> Okay, but I also I have to do I have to oh, edit you, all you, of this. You fucking have I've to got to do it twice. double the work. I have to revisit every film <laughs> after we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it is like I don't know. The films are just so easy to get through, but it's it's having to come up with a, like new content about each film. No, that's not it at all. It is rewriting the DNA of me as a person. <laughs> well, I am become Barbie. <laughs> each each toy sold separately. Uh, do you know what the thing is? I want to wrap this up because I need to go watch another Barbie film. No, absolutely not. You're gonna stay here with me, <laughs> and we're gonna discuss um what like what's up with this GameStop business. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Maybe if someone should make Mattel's stocks rise. This is a Barbie theme song to a Barbie movie. Let's all sing along in our natural voices. We're watching 37 Barbie Barbie movies. <laughs> That is the end of part two. You can find the other parts in your podcast feed now.